Hello, and welcome to the most momentous of occasions and podcasts. It is the Gaming Fix Game of the Year 2020 podcast on January 9th, 2021. I'm your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite game of 2020. I'm joined today by Alex. Are you trying to get me to name my top game of 2020? Your partner's favorite game of 2020. Uh, So Frank's favorite game of 2020 is probably Garfield Kart. Okay, Garfield Kart. Mm, Okay, That makes sense. Not like a contemporary release, but we'll allow it. Uh, (laughs) Allison. Hmm. I, I, I don't even know how to respond to that. It's, it's early and I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> but Pat, excited to chat with you guys. I believe my partner's favorite game of 2020 is World of Warcraft. Like Shadowlands, classic? What are we talking? Uh, she mostly plays classic. But she plays Shadowlands too. Well, that kid, who, classic, who said, who classic said that? come out this year? I don't even classic know. Classic came out last year, that, I think. Uh, that voice, who is that? I've never even heard that name before. Pat? Who? What did I say? Oh, it's Pat. Yeah. Hi, Pat. Yeah. Hi. That's me. I, I said Pat. Did you? Yeah, then Allison talked over me. No, but... Uh, <laughs> sorry. And being a perfect guest, waiting his turn, Sam. Uh, my wife's favorite game is The Wolf Among Us. It's the only game she's played this year. She's played... It's a good game. That's the best. It. She's working That's... her way a chapter a year. <laughs> <laughs> which, which chapter did she play? I think two. Okay. All right. She's got so, three more years. One, like seven times. She's you played know, more Wolf Among Us than I have in uh, like uh, I've never three more years in 2024 to discuss the Wolf Among Us. So we'll uh, look forward to that. The 2023 Wolf Among Us chapter of the year. <laughs> turns out it's just chapter one. <laughs> That's whatever. That's <laughs> whatever one. The most people played. Uh. So, as you might be able to guess, uh, in a Game of the Year podcast, we are going to break down the games of 2020 that we played, that we that we cared enough about to put on some sort of list, and break it down into a top 10, and then we're going to order that top 10, and we're going to hate each other, mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to leave this podcast, we'll come back next week, and we'll do it all again, but this time for Game of the Generation. Wait, are we actually doing that? No, no, no. We're okay. not doing that. <laughs> I, I refuse. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> no, uh, we'll come back with a regular podcast next week. That's what we'll do. Uh, but even though we're we're here to talk about the 2020 game of the year, there are some games that some people have some thoughts about that maybe they want to fight for and justify being on the 2020 list. Uh. I I don't know about any of that. I, I am I am a professional. I came here with twenty twenty <laughs> games. Uh, your personal list, I don't care. But uh, for this ordered list, let's hear. Uh, let's read off the games that are on the up for debate list, and we'll decide if any of them are worth debating in our twenty twenty uh, top ten capacity. So on this list, we've got looks like eight games, starting with. Among Us, Blaseball, DJ Max Respect 5, Love Live All-Stars, Persona 5 Royal, I, want, I always want to say Royale, 
but Same. it's royal, right? Same. Uh, Tony Hawk 1 and 2 remake, or remastered, what did they call it? Toho Luna Nights, and Umineko When They Cry. Well, I think we could just take DJ Max off the list, because I'm not... I'm the only Yeah, I don't know why Love Live All Stars is there because I'm the only one who's played it. I'm right. right. deleting those. Okay. Those were two easy removals. Wow. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, DJ Max is incredible and <laughs> only not on my top 10, probably because I think it's like a 2017 game and I tried to stick to 2020 releases for my personal list. But yeah, DJ Max is amazing. Ultimate but. professional. Love Live All Stars is not amazing. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how these games ended up on this list. Uh, yeah, DJ Max Respect V also is a 2020 <laughs> release for PC of a 2017 PS4 game. So it's just That's very like funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I put Umineko there for obvious reasons. I don't think we necessarily need it on our 2020 list because it did not ha- come out in any reasonable capacity for the greater year for anyone else. It's just for me, 2020 was a weird year. And for yeah. a lot of people, 2020 what? is a weird year, right? Why? But like, so the way I ended up uh, spending a lot of the year was getting into series that I've been putting off that were really long, like things mm-hmm. like watching Legend of the Galactic Heroes, which was like a billion episodes, and then playing Umineko, which was 130 hours, and getting into Final Fantasy 14 for like 200 and something hours, you know? So it definitely, do. yeah, so Umineko definitely took up a lot of my 2020, but I don't think we need to have it on this list despite the fact that it's one of the best games of all time that's not the list we're debating so i'm deleting it for now (laughs) yeah that's that's an entirely different fight and i I have my knives ready yeah i was gonna say later this year we can remove it from that list (laughs) (laughs) wow sorry (laughs) oof uh Um, the other one so, I put on here, Toho, yeah. Luna Nights, that one's more debatable because um, they added the last area in 2020 with the release of the the Game Pass version as well as the Switch version. So it became a complete game in 2020, but it, ori- it originally hit 1.0 in 2019. That, what are they even doing? That doesn't that, even make yeah, sense. That's, it sounds like that's, DLC. Yeah, it sounds like they added DLC to it. It wasn't DLC, the, though. Like, it wasn't unnamed. It was just, like, an update. Yeah, but I mean... I mean, they added, like, beachfront the farms to Star po- Stardew Valley 1.5. I guess that's what I'm saying, is I think that that's sort totally of... Totally fair. ...along the same lines, I guess. Like, it's tough for me, because... I guess what I would say is, would you say that that final area remove this is this is my thing with these games when i look at something like persona 5 royal i don't have any problems considering it for this year if what we're considering is the additional elements that were added to it making it a game that is greater than and like bigger than what it was originally and that those additional elements like if the things if the if the additional stuff that came comes at the end of persona 5 royal were released as a standalone expansion would that standalone expansion be enough to make our top top <clears throat> excuse me top 10 um so i guess for something like toho my feeling is like if you think that that last area that they added rest of the game aside like if that had come out as its own little like extended additional piece of content by itself 
would you call that a one of the best games of 2020 is my thinking well i mean it'd be one sixth of a game <laughs> so it's hard to say but it is definitely the hardest it, area and exactly is, yeah like i, I think and, in the context of that greater game if you're playing it along with that greater game it is ne- almost a necessity because it combines all of the mechanics you've learned up to that point in really smart ways and it's fuck hard <laughs> sure and i guess that's kind of why i i realize it's a very difficult question to answer but i feel like if it's a very difficult question to answer then it's hard i wouldn't personally consider it because to me at that point then it's more like the game is really good and there's more stuff for it from this year rather than it's one of the best games of the year if that makes any sense um so that's why it's kind of hard for me to like same thing with tony hawk um I don't have a problem considering that game, but to me, Tony Hawk one and two are two of some of the best games of all time. So it's what are we doing here? Yeah. I mean, Tony Hawk one plus two, (laughs) what we need to be looking at it for is what changes were made to it and what the wrapper looks like. And does that enhance the game and make, and like kind of elevate those two games to being, some of the most relevant and best games in 2020. And I actually argue no, although I think that it's really good. Um, so, cause it's yeah. like, yeah, I wouldn't say something like destiny Two should be on the list. Even like if I wanted to put on like a personal list, I wouldn't say like, Oh, shadow keeper, like beyond light should be on the, but if we light. all, if we all played beyond light and it was like, Oh my God, yeah. this is one of the best experiences of the year is playing this expansion. Then I would mm-hmm. absolutely consider it for the list, you know? Sure. Um, but yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I, I can think, go either way. I think Tony Hawk one and two is really interesting as I think it and persona five are kind of in the same realm in terms sure. of games yeah. we should be considering or mm-hmm. should we be considering, you know, that question. Mm-hmm. And I think one and two is maybe, the best remake I can think of in terms of uh, it kind of trying to like, this looks and feels exactly how I remember it as a kid, but like it's obviously way better. So it's like mm-hmm. extremely faithful, but it, the way it has updated things makes it feel like modern and excellent. Like it's I think a it's a very smart way to update yeah. a game. Yeah. Like I think it's maybe the best execution of a remake that has happened. I can't think of one that, evokes that quite as well maybe the ocarina of time for 3ds but stairs and resident evil 2 remake (laughs) (laughs) i think resident evil 2 remake is a different thing it's a different different thing i think resident evil 2 remake is a better game stairs and final fantasy 7 remake (laughs) (laughs) again yeah final fantasy 7 remake is a different thing too obviously yeah um but i'm I'm also fine if we want to remove tony hawk 1 and 2 because it's basically tony hawk 1 and 2 and this is also kind of where i was getting at too with i don't think it makes the top 10 because while i think it is a great remake to me i didn't think that the additional challenge stuff they added was like oh my god this is this is it still felt like i was playing those levels over again you know and it's done really well and there's nothing wrong with that and that's i think what they set out to achieve but i wasn't like holy crap this is a whole new world of tony hawk now because it has challenges in it a whole you know? new world of tony hawk yeah um, i can see it but like oh, they de- they actually have been updating it quite a bit which is good too yeah yeah and they put jack black in it <laughs> they did as sam, you should on, sam you were about to say on the that. subject yeah on the subject of persona so like 
Um, I listened to a few Game of the Year pods, and uh, basically everybody on GameSpot After Dark was talking about how P5 Royal was like in their top five or was their number one um, because of the there's some genuinely meaningful changes to the whole game from start to finish. Yes, I, that's, that's the thing that I would say about Persona Five Royal is that, um, like, when you're talking a little bit about early, earlier about like Toho with the content at the end, I'd say that's only like a fraction of what Persona Five Royal does differently, and that I feel like the changes that they make are meaningful enough, especially to the story and to the overarching characters um that it's it's hard it's harder to separate it out like that because the um final palace that was added is like a culmination of like a couple of the characters that were that are new but they're also fit in from the start and feel so integral to the story that i'm kind of glad i never completed persona 5 um before this because i'm like i don't know how this would the story would uh, meaningfully resolve itself without these characters. I think we should consider it, but I just want to point out this is Sam's greatest nightmare, which is a game being considered for game of the year two times. And we're setting a precedent that I will never forget. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The one, what I was going to say is like, I do think that Persona 5 Royal is, um, you know, it is possibly because of the amount of work that's gone into it, the, the how different an experience people have said it feels. It's it's worth considering. Yeah. However, do we think it's going to make the top ten with such a stacked deck and such a like? There's a lot of um, babies in in this uh, in this call. Yes, this I agree. Babies in this hospital. <laughs> And uh, yeah, is this but the one that we want to say. It home sounds with like us? this is really high on Allison's list, though. It yeah, we, sure is. Yeah, so I think we should consider. It. <laughs> I think. I think. I think it should be in the conversation. Yeah, for sure. It's okay. it's yeah. in my top three. So I'm gonna, uh, I'm it's not my number one. one, but it is in my top okay. three. Yeah, so. I think that's enough I'm, of an argument I, for me. Okay, and I will move it over to our qualified games list. But um, okay, uh, before we we do that though, sh- this uh, pour one out for the fact that our qualified games list. Currently has sixty nine games on it, yep. and uh, it 5, no longer will. Persona Five, I mean, just ruining everything. We can we can order to sixty nine games Renegades. if if you like. Uh, yeah, we've we can. Star I think Star, Renegade, Star, Renegades, Star Renegades has been zombied <laughs> onto this list several times, so we could just cut it. Okay. Uh, I think <laughs> Actually, oh no. no. Well, let's wait till we get to reading everything. <laughs> Fine. We'll, we'll we'll get there. Uh, All right. This, so. Uh, percent five Royal, what is Royal what Royal. is the temperature on Toho? It is very high on my list, but if we don't want to consider it, then we don't have to. It's a tougher consider for me, but since it's high on your list, I'm willing to 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 do it. Um, but it's only because I care about you, not because I think it should actually be there. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to though. It's Put fine. it on I, and I, immediately take it off. I think I think we can probably pull Tony Hawk one and two just because it is. You know, they it's Tony Hawk one or two. And a few new bits, but like, and, the, it's and there's very new, much like the new homage to the originals. You know, the new skaters they added are fucking rad. Having old Tony Hawk in there is hilarious. Okay, that's rad. It's uh, less. Um, it's less that I don't think it's eligible, and more that I just think we're having the discussion about it right now, and I don't think it's going to make our top ten. So we may as yeah. well 
just yeah, it's we like, can even say it's eligible and our first cut if we want to. Yeah, like it's, <laughs> um, I think it's a great me, remake. I have four games that were like really close to my top ten, so they're basically like my top fourteen if you want to think of it, and it is one of those. So, and I ended up playing I think like around ten hours of it, and and of that in that time I was like, man, Tony Hawk fucking rules. I'm glad that I have this here on my hard drive to play whenever I want, and then I didn't play it again. And it's not yeah. because it's not a good remake; it's just because it's doesn't it didn't strike me as like this is one of the defining games of 2020 for me. Yeah. Well, so we've had the conversation about it then. So let's cut it. Cool. Uh, Blaze ball is on this list, but it's still in beta. And that was like a tentative thing. Like if it comes out of beta, but we've been firm the previous years that early access and betas are not to be considered. Okay. We can cut it. My argument is we will never talk about Blaze ball in a game of the year podcast again, because I think 2020 was its year. Yeah. I think it blew up. Yeah. And I think 2021 I mean, is going to come out. Also, like, like the cultural event of baseball, I think is worth talking about. But, I think yeah. it was really important for the time that it was, and I think in 2021 it's not going to hit the same. And I think it's a shame to just be say goodbye. Um, and so that was sort of my. I think it is an instance of a beta that is really important yes. to the year and the conversation. And oh, I totally. think. Personally, I don't mean this with as much like venom as it sounds like. I think it's a failure <laughs> to not consider it because it was a defining thing for 2020 for so many people in the game space. And I don't think it will be for 2021. So I think mm. this is right. the year to consider it. But also right. it's a beta and that's also it's hard to know where like what the beta when the beta will end, what it will look like without the beta. It's hard to know the future of baseball in a way in the way that you might know the future of like another game that's in beta I, or early access. It kind of to me so, is a, is like a PUBG problem where PUBG was better in early access because it hadn't hit the critical mass of like hacking mm-hmm. and players and feature bloat. And so the year that it was in early access was better than the year that it came out. <laughs> or I or guess Daunt- it came out or, or Dauntless. Yeah. <laughs> sure i mean dauntless was great last year <laughs> yeah but like baseball like to speak to baseball's merits like i really appreciated how much they were willing to like take breaks like like that's a yeah. weird mm-hmm. thing to praise siestas, them for, excuse like, you yeah sorry how long they were they would do siestas for you're right but like not like they were at the height of their zeitgeist when they kind of were like hey we're just gonna you know, take a, a, a two week break so we can reset ourselves and all that kind of stuff and like no studios do that that's, like that's yeah. that's really but, cool. Yeah, and they're just definitely taking their time to come back, which I feel like is really valid. And also, they're like trying to make it good while also not, they, you know, kind of pushing themselves too hard or pushing. Yeah, they did. Weird um, also, shit. it was. <laughs> yeah. I think it was. It was a very good. Like, even if we don't consider it, I just think that it, it, it deserves mention just because it was such a good thing to have in the year 2020 yeah. <laughs> considering uh and also it um just also the fan community is super great well, uh, yeah. and maybe the answer is we cut it and alice and i can continue to, t- to hold the torch and when whatever fucking i mean i my my dad talks to me about baseball almost every time I see him. So whatever, whatever, I will certainly remember baseball. Whatever fucking Yakuza or <laughs> Nihon Falcom or 
visual novel that one of y'all wants to bring, Alice and I'll just drop the fucking hammer. We'll be like 2021 Blaze game of the year and say yeah. Blazeball gets the spot because we like cut Blaze it last Ball. year. My my sincere hope I know, I'm just, is that Blazeball 1.0 is something drastically different that we can't even comprehend and it, like does a frog fractions or something is, i think like, is so exciting I, in like I, a completely different way i think it would be cool but again i think that that's where my struggle with personally yeah. cutting it here is is then yeah. we're talking about a different game yeah. and yeah just because they put beta on the website means that we can't talk about it as one of the defining games of 2020 even though it clearly was it's very frustrating to yeah. me and i think it's extremely arbitrary it is. Um, it is. Yeah, and I, I think like the yes, beta I felt that is, way since our first our first uh, time doing this. But I guess I the difference similar <laughs> arguments. The difference though with something like Phasmophobia is Phasmophobia is not finished, whereas mm-hmm. Blazeball is something that will never be finished. So its yeah. state of being is going to be constantly in flux. It doesn't matter what the version number is. Whereas Phasmophobia at some point will hit 1.0, and maybe they'll do updates to it after that. But at that point the developer is considering it to be a finished game that you go play now or early access is a period where you can help them get to that point. Yeah. The thing about baseball is the core of the game is almost nothing. Like the thing that you care about with baseball is all the weird events they come up with and the community. Like when the giant peanuts start spinning on your screen and you start taking a billion screenshots, that's when baseball is great. Or when you're in the discord and people are just going buck wild over just like, uh, Jalen hot dog fingers and stuff like that. That's when baseball is great. But I, th- I think also part of that has been though, uh, people who digging into the baseball code and looking at the stats and, uh, people coming up with like various betting strategies, like, and, and working with the community to make those kind of gamified things work. Like, oh, like I voting? think they're kind of common. Yeah. And I think yeah. those things come into, um, you know, they're, they're pretty inter- intertwined because uh, there are so many times within Blazeball where interesting things could happen and people are like, all right, we're going to figure out how to vote for this. Um, like with all the, uh, like, for example, with the tacos, when they voted all of their uh, pitchers into the top, whatever, yes. so oh, that they that could all funny. get shelled. Yeah. And then, and then they funny. got a pitching machine <laughs> and then they voted that up. And it's like, there's a, a lot of like little, like, yeah, you, like the, the, the gamified things like work really well with the over, with the and, fan community and like the humor of it. And as well. Hey, maybe I shouldn't even be talking about baseball because I have received a steady income of around $15 a month. <laughs> In Bandcamp revenue from the song that I wrote that is on I forgot about <laughs> one that of the too. Garage's albums. <laughs> so like, yeah, I don't know. It's just such a strange, far-reaching thing. But okay, um, well, we don't have to cut it yet. Do we want to talk about uh, Among Us really I quick? Do, oh, I do no, have sorry, a quick point you? about Blazeball. Sure. Um, yeah. I don't understand it, uh, and I'd like to cut it because it mystifies me in a way that no game ever has. <laughs> See, I don't understand baseball, and that's why I want to keep it. Is the thing. I think I feel like I have a. But I also don't understand why anyone likes it. It's I'm like okay. I mean, like I get it. Do you know what I mean? Uh, a couple of games on. I'm not being serious about cutting it. Yeah, I just really just don't understand it. I think that that's just the list. Yeah, (laughs) there are probably Um, around 50 games on the list that fit for me. Oh yeah, 100. percent uh, There's one that I'm not looking forward to having that dis- conversation. Anyway, about, but, um, <laughs> we can. There. I think. One. I think what we should do with with Toho and Blazeball is just make the the hard 
calls. And I mean, if there's yeah three of us that think we should consider baseball and two of us that shouldn't, maybe that means we consider uh, it. Same what? with Toho. Well, like I think my my problem with baseball is I think we should consider it, but also precedent. Where I think I, the point the first this. time we did it is I have been like early like if it, if a games. If it's an early access game and it's zeitgeist year, if it if like the year it blows up is like really impactful and it's like a it's a major thing, then like we should talk about it because again, like PUBG, it's not guaranteed to have that same lasting effect, and so that's why I'm like we should consider baseball, but then also with like from the first time we did this, we said like oh PUBG won't count if it's not out, and then it released like right before we did it, so. Yeah, yeah, but I think the thing is, this is the only this this game is the only game in a beta slash early access thing that I would have made this argument about. Um, but it's part of that because we had talked about that sort of being the rule, and so you spent less time with early access games because no, of that. I like, would so. you have played more? Was it Drag or that that racing game? Drag's not a top yeah. ten okay. game of twenty twenty. I mean, the the pro the <laughs> Drag's cool, but um, where Drag is at in its development right now, it's not. A 2020 game of the year. I feel the same way about Phasmophobia. Phasmophobia is a phenomenal game, but I think that you can see what it needs to really get there is more time in the oven. Mm-hmm. Blazeball to me achieved what it was trying to achieve this year. It just said beta at the end of the name. So it, that's why I think in this case, it just feels very different to me than an early access game. Um, And so I, that's, that's why I think it should be considered is because it's, it's, it's just not the same thing as an early access game on Steam. Um, PUBG is the closest that something else has come to that to me, and mm-hmm. I think we did consider it right because it we was, uh, came, out, came right out. It came yeah. out. So we haven't. I guess what I'm saying is there is no point at which I think us doing this now would have invalidated something we did in previous years, even by not sure. considering certain things in previous years, because I just don't think there's been anything that has been as important and relevant during its early access period as baseball uh, aside from maybe PUBG or Minecraft. Fortnite. Fortnite Fortnite for sure, but we're considering Fortnite this year. So well, like, we haven't in the past, but also very few people played it in the past. So on this cast, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. Uh so Okay. Well, if we want a green baseball, sure. Like I have no yeah. objection to that. And I mean, maybe it doesn't make the list if if Sam doesn't like it, and we, we'll get there and have that discussion. But I think it's yeah, I, it's okay. less likely. It's more purely don't understand it. I got it too late. <laughs> like I I was really busy when it came out, and then I was like, oh, okay, I don't understand this. It it's was like coming into season three of just... Lost without previously on. Well, also you're twice removed <laughs> because I in some ways three times removed, right? Because you're not really a sports fan. Period. Yeah, but like I do really like the episode of Deep Space Nine where they play baseball. So I feel <laughs> like I understand. <laughs> You're not a sports fan, so you, that and and baseball is like not that people from all over the world can't love baseball, but it's just like hey, look at Japan. such it's a distinctly American. it's a North American thing so much, you know. Uh, Except in Japan, yeah, we don't have baseball. We have a game called Rounders, which is similar. Well, cricket also cricket. is pretty similar in in some ways, but also incomprehensible. Not really. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really not. Cricket is they're, not. They're, they have a stick and they a ball. Bowlers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the bowler fulfills a similar role to the pitcher, though, and there's fielders mm. and stuff. It's, it's, yeah. Two batters, oh, though, the, the wickets. The wickets. Yeah, the, the limp wicket. wickets. I think. I think baseball. What should happen in baseball is there should be two batters at the same time, but they stand on top of each other. 
and they're both like they're swinging like two bats. I was gonna say they're oh opposing. Anyway, they're trying to they're trying to hit each other with the ball that's isn't, thrown at them. Isn't there isn't a wicket keeper? Two baseball. Yes, there is a wicket keeper. He's basically <laughs> okay. like the guy, the shortstop or whatever in baseball. Um, I want someone to make a truly good cricket game so I can try to understand it better. All right, um, so you uh, should anyway. watch Lagan, the, the Bollywood movie about <laughs> where they uh, they play the the Indians play. Uh, is it the Ashes? Is that why? Is no, that no, they play cricket against the colonial settlers, and then to get water, I think. Oh, and there's a, there's some dancing. Oh, it's, it's, called, mission. Yes. it's like four hours long. We watched oh it in my English. The last two things you said school. are just what I associate with Bollywood in a positive way. That wasn't yeah. an yeah. insult. Uh, I, um, my granddad so, is a lifetime member of Gloucestershire Cricket Club. and He goes to see every test match. And sometimes they are like six days. Test match? Oh, yeah, right. Damn. Oh, yeah, they're called tests. Yeah. The matches are called tests. Okay. Yes. Well. Okay, so. Last, we have one more game on here uh, that yeah. we have not discussed among oh. us. Yeah. Which is a 2018 game. Yeah, but uh, I think that picked up picked up steam this year. I think the exact argument you made about baseball can apply here, where the zeitgeist and where it picked up its full steam was 100 percent in 2020. Like in 2018, when it came out, you can look at the stats, and it had like 100 to oh, 300 yeah. players, like over 2018 and 2019. Whereas my, in 2020, it had over like millions, like 500 my bigger plus million issue. <laughs> My issue with Among Us is you're the only person I think who's played and enjoyed it, and I feel like it's never come up on the cast aside from in news segments. So to me, it's more like it just doesn't really feel like one of our games of 2020, you know? Which uh, is fair. So yeah, it's less I, that I have yeah, an issue with considering Roblox it. as our 2020 game. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, frankly, <laughs> I ended up playing a lot of Fortnite at the end of the year, but if it had been a situation similar where like, Sam had played three or four matches of Fortnite in December and then wanted to push Fortnite, I would have been like, come on. <laughs> uh, I still probably am going to be like, come on to Fortnite. But yeah, I mean, as like somebody it. that also put, we can have that conversation w- later. weird amount of fort- time in a Fortnite that I did not anticipate. I'll probably still be like, come on to, but yeah, but, okay. but it, so it's God. less, it's less <laughs> the eligibility question with among us to me and more just like, Well, I think it's like, I think there's a lot of like considerations that could be made. And I, and I see, I feel like I see, uh, you know, cause to include it, cause to exclude it. But even, I I feel like I agree where it's like, even if we do include it, will it end up going anywhere? And I don't mean to misread Alex, if it's like in your top three or something, and it's one of your favorite, absolute favorite games of the year, and you played a bunch of it and just didn't talk about it much, we Mm -hmm. can leave it on. Which it um, is in my top ten, and we didn't talk about it much. But it's it's more. I got the impression it was more like maybe an eight or a nine because you really appreciate it, but maybe aren't like over the moon passionate about it. But I don't. Maybe I'm misreading that. Yeah. No, I've played enough of it to where I feel it, like it is in my top ten. And actually, you guessed correctly first. It is my number eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if, like Andre, uh, uh, if they had. So I think the thing where it breaks down for me is that it can't like the reason it got popular and like the reason it surged is nothing that the game did. It's like, it wasn't like, Oh, a big update for among us. People are like, Oh, what's this? This seems neat. It was just like a streamer is like, Oh, I'm just going to play this game. Uh, and so it's 
it's it was essentially at the time the exact same game like from 2018 maybe with like some updates over the time and but like that, there was nothing to like and i don't know exactly what they've done but i know they're working on like doing everything they're doing for among us back. too yep i don't even think that's in yet is it i don't not know I'm, I'm not keeping up with the game but if that had been like if the game had transformed somehow in like 20 in 2020 or like you know and that caused it to blow up or like immediately after there was like a more it was a different experience uh than just like what was initially released i could see the argument there kind of like with persona uh, 5 on this list but that's yeah since it was basically just randomly played and that's what got it that's where it makes it like uh, and to me that actually is the opposite reaction i have to it because it is uh really amazing to me because we've talked about we talked about this probably in our first year of podcasting that amazing games can get made and never noticed and like the fact that they they were extremely well made from the start and like they were completely worthy of like being a top game of the year contender but they just never got noticed never got success and the fact that that team worked so hard and you know and they were continuing they were starting to work on the sequel because yep they still believed in their in their game, like they because it was it was well designed and they enjoyed it. But the community was tiny. Uh, but they had to scrap those plans because all of a sudden people discovered that original game, and it's like, yeah, it's fantastic. And like that's sure. that reaffirmation that something that you create could later receive recognition for all the work you put in. And like, despite the fact that you went for years without any recognition, I think that's a huge positive. Like, it's I, really, I don't see that as a negative. It's really cool. But does that is that why we're like I'm struggling to connect that with why it should be on our 2020 game of the year list, you know? I mean, if we want to relitigate 2018. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's also just genuinely a good game. Like it does take influence from other things, like even stuff that came before, like obviously hidden card games, but like Town of Salem or uh, Trouble in Terrace Town or, you know, yeah, Werewolf I, or Mafia I, like but it fixes a lot of issues I have with those. Um, like particularly like I feel like with a lot of those, even like secret Hitler or whatever, like the quote unquote good guy team on any of those always usually feels a little bit powerless. Whereas in among us, like they are actively driving the game. Like they are the ones that are moving things forward and forcing the other team to make moves in a way like, uh, like you do get that with, uh, I'll just go back to secret Hitler, but like the fact that it's WarioWare games that you're doing to do this. And it's like, you're actively engaging with stuff. And once you can kind of game that system in a meta way, you can turn that into like strategies. Like, I think that's really fun. And I guess it just depends to me. A lot of those things, I did get that out of secret Hitler because I had a group that was playing secret Hitler together for like months when that game got big among tabletop games. So we sort of had a meta and had a lot of that, like, the 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 conversational strategies that people took did lead to like much more active um play and so to me when i like have played bits i mean i haven't sat and played a full game of among us admittedly but having watched a fair bit of it and stuff it's it's kind of like i see why people love it because it's adapting a lot of that to a, a video game and certainly the mini game aspect is a cool way to um to mechanize aspects of the hidden role like uh, genre, but I guess it's not at the end of the day, it's 
not a game that I'm particularly compelled by. So again, I mean, I guess, do we want to, I think here, do we want to move it over and continue to litigate it? Or is there anyone who wants to like throw in and also push for it as a top 10 game for our list? Cause I think if not, then it, we can kind of say we talked about it, you know, like, yeah, I'll whether we actually consider it to me matters less, I guess. Yeah, I'll leave that up to y'all. Like, I think it's a good game and worth talking about. But if we want to leave it off for now and leave this as the discussion, then that's your guys. Call. I, I have like, you know, I don't think it's a bad game or anything. This is not saying this is. Yeah, yeah. And none of these games are bad. Like the reason uh, we're talking about them is because they're mostly good. Your your <laughs> your qualms with Persona 5 or I, I shan't be having it. Uh but the reason we're talking about those games is because we like them and we think yeah. they're, you know, they should be at least talked about or considered for this list because we're like mm, iffy on it. But in terms of like 2020 games, that's where it breaks down for me with Among Us. And, and that's I, like what I want. I, that's what I want to like celebrate with the list. And while it was important in 2020, I don't like consider it a 2020 game, so I don't want to put it on the list. Uh, that, yeah, that's I'm, my personal I'm feeling on, on that. Team Andre as well. Like, I think this should be about the best games that came out in 2020. I can think than... of few games that were more important in 2020. Like, think of that AOC stream. Oh, oh yeah, sure, uh, sure, <laughs> they're important games. Uh, yes. Yeah, but yeah, the that's question is: are we, is this is this our list of important things, or is this our list of favorites? And also, I think it's I I don't want to take away from Among Us, but what's I think kind of part of what's important about that moment in sort of the collision of, of politics and Twitch is like AOC and Twitch are as important to that equation as among us is, you know, like mm-hmm. yeah. I think it's impossible to know. It could have been that AOC could have streamed watching a blaseball ball championship, you know, like it, I mean, it could have just, been it's, fall guys like in, in a yeah, in the moment, Boston. in the moment it happened uh, among us was the thing that was blowing up. So, and I don't want to, again, I'm not trying to denigrate among us, but I think it's, I don't know if it's how much it's because of the game, you know, like, I think it, it's, it's, it's hard to know, uh, to me. And, um, and I think it's, I struggle with like its importance because I think if we're just going, if we're going to say it's one of the most, it's, it's hard to say there's, uh, there's more important games or whatever because of the volume that it achieved. I'm not really interested in that as a unit of measure of importance, I guess. Um, what, a, what is that? Uh, my friend Jack or whatever, the cat mobile game. <laughs> oh, right. Um, super high grossing. Right, let's get it on the list. No, I'm not saying like the yeah, number yeah, of I players know, know. are, are what, what differentiates it. I just think in 2020, I can think of fewer games that were important, especially for people that were getting together with friends, like as some way of having some kind of social connection, like, because it has a low barrier to entry. Like you can learn how to play yeah. it in one round kind of thing uh, among many other factors. But if we want to cut it, we can cut it. But if we want to continue the conversation later, we can also do that. I think I have heard um, uh, uh, enough personally enough like conversation about it. And it, I'm not really sure that I think it makes our list, but I'm happy to keep it in conversation if we want to talk about it further down the line again, too. So that's where I, think, I am. I guess abstain. We have two nays. One, I can go either way. Uh, one, <laughs> yes. 
uh, Allison, do you have a preference? Uh, I, I could go either way. I'm, I'm one of those. <laughs> well, we, we can cut it later. We'll cut it okay. later. Just right. to- uh, in some ways, I'm almost more, I would be more interested in keeping Toho just because it was, it seems like that was a particularly impactful game for you. Um, but also uh, the reasoning for it being kept on the list is actually less, in, in, is less convincing to me than among us. So I, I, I can go either way on Toho as well. If you guys want to finish the, the fight on that. I, I don't know. Toho I three. Don't, I, like, I don't mean to dogpile on you, Alex, but I don't think either of these games should be considered. Like, I like I feel I feel mean saying it, but like they're not 2020 games. Like they are games that were important in 2020, but a lot of people play Monopoly in 2020. That isn't on the list. A lot of people did Zoom pub quizzes. Yeah, I would say that Toho came out largely for a huge, a larger population in 2020. Like that's when it hit the consoles. That's when it got its final update all that kind of stuff. And again, it is very high on my personal list, but if we don't want to consider it, we don't want to consider it. I mean, my number one game, Umineko, I was the one who cut it. So the, I also, the str- again, I mean, the game pass release of Toho is, sounds a little busted too. So at least on PC uh, from what Andre said, the, 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 the PC. Version well, I looked at weird. it a little bit too, and it's, <laughs> it's, I don't know. Um, I believe you that it's, it's, it's a really mechanically sound game, but, um, it's uh, it's. I hope it's not their final update, <laughs> based on what I saw of the Game Pass version on PC. Um, but uh, but I can go either way for sure. So if if other people want to leave it on, it sounds like I can go either way. Sam's a no. So Andre and Allison, it's uh, uh, y'all. Toho? Yeah, I, I mean, again, like I think this should be twenty twenty games, regardless of like you know if it came out in. 2019 and had five players but it was like this is our you know it's out we're out of early access like you know they they had five players i think it's uh, and it's, it's good that they got more you know it's good that it's like getting out there to more people but i do think it's tough that it's like it sounds like it was it's this arbitrary version numbers thing right like if this mm-hmm, final yeah. update that came out was actually the thing that completes the game then that's a compelling argument to me. Although I would say it kind of sucks that they sold a 1.0 that wasn't finished. If it needed yeah. that final chapter to be a finished product. Um, mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I have a lot of, it's a, it's the weirdest one maybe on this list to me. Um, and I think, sure. yeah. I think what I want to avoid with the, with this section with this in the future is I knew about this game in 2019. I had an inkling to play it but I just decided not to. And now it's 2020 and I've played it and I've decided it's great. I don't think that that's necessarily. And then like finding justification for including it is what I want to avoid. And that's not meant as an accusation. It's more just that is where I start to like, like DJ max is a good example. I had never played a home version of DJ max before. I think it's really fantastic. I've had, I've played like 20 hours of it in the last few weeks. Um, But I feel like, fighting for me to include it here would be trying to find justification to put a 2017 game on our list that I just found out about and really decided I liked this year, you know, and that's what I'm trying to avoid, I guess. So um, with that said, I'm going to get another cup of coffee while everyone else decides the fate of (laughs) Toho Luna Nights. So what we do is we put Minecraft on this list. Absolutely not. (laughs) 
<laughs> it, like, yeah, I mean, just, again, I feel pretty strongly about, like, 2020, like, 2020 game. And then, like, then you get into, like, the, well, it's a remaster or, like, a re-release and, like, you know, a uh, remake or whatever. Um, and that's where it gets muddy to me. But, like, if it's not from the year in question, that's where I'm just, like, get it out of your personal list. You can do whatever you want. You could put uh, Minecraft 13 times. I don't, you know, well, <laughs> follow your heart. Uh, Roblox, mine. you could alternate Roblox, Minecraft, and Fortnite. Well, you know, whatever works for you. Um, but yeah, that's yeah, where I'm, I'm at on this. Like, if it's place. not, if it, personal list is uh, go with God. For the group list, I think it should be a 2020 release, personally. It, it, for, like, you know, cultural, like, games that have a cultural impact like among us there there's more of a discussion to be had but toho is kind of like a niche thing uh that seems very good but not discussion worthy for 2020 in my opinion i feel almost the opposite that i think toho is the one i'm closest to saying is relevant because like kentucky Route zero had its final chapter this year and i was like well I would consider that to be relevant this year, but not the previous years. Because, like, when we've had episodic games before, mm-hmm. we've said the final episode is when the game is up for consideration. Yes. Um, so, for, for me, Among Us is a like, well, it didn't come out in 2020. And oh, there's yeah, been yeah, no yeah. significant update. But if Toho has had, you know, like, I don't know, like 18% of that game uh, and a bit that kind of brings the game together in the same way as the final chapter of. Kentucky Route Zero, I would be more inclined to have it on the list. I still don't think it should be there, but I would be more inclined than Among Us. And I like when Alex said it had that update, I was like, hmm, okay, because like we are considering Kentucky Route Zero, and I think that that's kind of the same for me personally. Same thing. It wasn't explicitly an episodic game though, and I'm Mm -hmm. not 100% sure how that goes. But you know, beyond uh, yeah, I've said my piece. Uh, If Allison has any final thoughts, not particularly. Well, Pat, welcome back. We still haven't decided anything. Uh, uh, put, it, put it on the list. We got to move yeah, on. Yeah, let's just, just yeah. put it on the we'll list. On the list. We'll, we can, and then we'll, we'll cut them promptly for yeah. almost, okay. uh, almost an hour. Uh, we, yeah, we got to We got to move. <laughs> All right. So we're going to run down our list of uh, uh, games. Give it just a second, and I'll get these things in there. Okay. Uh, so well. we have... Uh, we have a list of, like, uh, what is it now? 73 games. Yup, yup. All right. Well, uh, to start us off, we're going to read through this list. I so. I think we should cut obvious cuts as we go. Sure, we, we can we can if we can, if we you can, cut we can yell them out as we're reading, and if we all go, "Yup," then that's we'll what I'm them. saying. Yes. <laughs> all right. Yes. So, Alex, I would hey. like you to read from you know the spreadsheet number two through fourteen. All right. So. We have 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim, A Monster's Expedition, A Summer's End, Hong Kong, 1986, Amnesia, Rebirth, Among Us. Cut that. Not in that one. Yeah, which... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Animal Crossing. I mean, I also think we can cut it. But... New Horizons. Cut that. 
No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Astro's Playroom. What number am I going to, Andre? 14. All right. Um, we've got Before I Forget. We've got Blaseball. Bug Snacks. Ooh. Call of the Sea. Did anybody else play Call of the Sea? I did. Okay, keep going then. Carrion. Did, did anybody else play Carrion? I played yeah. it. It sucks. Uh, I played it. I don't I think it's very it. good. I didn't like it either. Let's cut it. I thought it was yeah, pretty I'm good, not, but it's not in my top ten. I'm not okay. here to fight yeah. for it. Okay. <laughs> All right, so bye, uh, Carrion. One <laughs> Last one, Alex. Hardly noogie. Uh, we have Cod Blops Kua. Okay. And Is that making our top next. ten? Next. I think it's we'll enough. Discuss it. It's, a, yeah. it's okay. a conversation. It's not an automatic cut, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Allison, could you please read 14 through 28 on this list? Okay. Basically to Hades. <laughs> Yay. Uh, we have Cook, Serve, Delicious 3. Uh, we have Crucible. What the fuck is Crucible it. doing on this list? It's, not a, it's not a game. It's Get not this a game. Off. It's not <laughs> out anymore. Sorry. Please continue, Allison. <laughs> we have Crusader Kings 3. Did anyone play that? Uh, Andre did. Oh, Pat played it. Sorry. I did too. No, it's fine. I think we can cut it because I, I didn't play enough of it to yeah. fight for it. So let's get it off. <laughs> I look at this as if it's something we don't need to discuss at all, yeah. then we yeah. can dump it. So I've okay, heard from we so had- oh, well, I, before we cut it, I've heard so many people say it's like one of the best games of all time. It, it might be, but more of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's yeah. nobody Nobody's on the podcast going to say that. Yeah. Well, I'll just it's say less that I think it's not great. In case any of our listeners out there are saying it's one of the best games of all time. We know, maybe, but I anticipate playing I, it this I a bunch like more this year and loving it. it. Absolutely yeah. the same. I want to play it this year. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyways, sorry. Allison. Anyways, we have Death and Taxes. Uh, we have Deep Rock Galactic. We have Doom Eternal. We Can't have cut that. <laughs> yeah, Doom Eternal. Doom Eternal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Doom Eternal. My God. Is bye bye. We have we Dreams. Yeah. Stupid Marauder. Uh, Wait, can, can I just talk about Doom Eternal for one second? No. Okay, we have to put oh. it back on the list then and keep going. Yeah, and we can talk about it later. Okay, put it back on the list for one second okay. so we can come back to it and nope. do it as yeah, our okay. first cut. Okay, continue. Okay. <laughs> we, have, we have Dreams. We have Fall Guys. We have Final Fantasy VII Remake. We have Fortnite. Um, I need to scroll down. Uh, uh, we have Fuser. We have Ghost of Tsushima. We have Going Under, we have Good Job, and we have Hades. Allison, I really that. appreciate that you started reading faster. <laughs> so that we didn't <laughs> stop you. Uh, Pat, You're could, stopping so much. Could you pick up at 27 and go to 43? Okay. So we've got Half-Life Alex, Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, If Found, Jackbox Party Pack 7, Kentucky Route Zero, Kukiomi 2, actually don't know what that is, uh, left on red, Legends of Runeterra. I'm going to cut Legends of Runeterra unless somebody else has a wants to talk about it. I like it, but I, I'm not fighting. Yeah, for it's it. it's good, but I don't want to fight for it. And I don't. I'm People should play that it. game. It's free. It's great on it's, tablets. It's it's good. It's good. Good card game. Um, yeah. Man Eater. Same deal with Man Eater. Do we need cut to talk about it? Okay. Terrible game that literally. It's, it's hey, that, that game. That it's game's good. pretty good. It's not a top ten. I paid. <laughs> Forty quid for that game, and I physically could not play it. It would. Hey, not well run now, now okay. it's free on the PlayStation Five, where you can play it. Yeah, Marvel's I just added to my to redeem it. Marvel's Avengers. Cut it. Microsoft. It's, <laughs> it's going to be in my top ten, but still well, cut we'll it. Talk, we, no, we can talk about, we'll talk it, about it though. We'll Microsoft Flight Simulator, Spider Man, Miles Morales, Mixolumia, Monster Train, Murder by Numbers. Where am I stopping? Uh, uh, Forty-one. Forty-one. Okay. Necrobarista and Nexomon Extinction. 
Great. We can probably yeah. cut that. Okay. I, yeah. I'm, I'm the only one okay. who played it, and that's not in my top ten. Sounds cool, uh, but yeah. Then Sam, none of these cuts from... mean any of these games that we're cutting now are necessarily not great. It's what just about Crucible? Not, just, mm, we don't need. To, that's okay, not a yes, game. that one's not real. <laughs> not a game. That should have been another debate. Uh, uh, it's more just we don't need to talk about them more to know. Oh that yeah, and, and I think I think the fact that we are the, what we considered our short list of qualified games was over seventy is like pretty good year for games yeah, most pretty of good these year. games are pretty yeah. good yeah yeah uh, so it's like right. if we cut something it's it's just you know there's a lot Should, what Sam, else we got can you read 41 to 57 Ori and the Will of the Wisps Paper Mario the Origami King Persona 5 Royal Pixel Rip 1995 Pokemon Cafe Mix cut it Jesus cut Christ, it. Christ <laughs> I don't know why it's on there I don't know Resident Evil 3 we're cutting that as well right good. Uh, eh, no, not yet. Okay. okay, Risk of Rain 2. Takia Izayoi gives you advice and the column's too thin. Uh, you need to Go read all of it. You need uh, to read all of it. In exchange for cucumbers, it needs cucumbers, right? No, yeah. it's Takuya Izayoi gives you advice and dabs. Notori Kawashiro offers you advice in exchange for cucumbers and eats the cucumbers. And we can and delete that now, right? No. In the middle of the thing. Okay. There is a conversation to be had around it. <laughs> okay. Is the conversation how the name is too long? Okay. No. Scourgebringer. Keep, keep going. Sludge life. What is Scourgebringer? It's, I don't think Scourgebringer is eligible. It's, it's is out. It not? It's not I in thought early it was. access, I don't think, anymore. I thought it was in oh, early access. Well, we can, looked, and it's not unless somebody anymore. wants to fight for it, we can cut it right now. Wants to even talk about it. Because. Did anybody else play it but me? No. Don't know. Okay, I'm deleting it. Keep going. All right. Sludge life. Spirit Farah. Star Renegades. Are we cutting Star Renegades? At this point, no. We can talk about it. Talk about okay. it. Okay. Uh, super hot mind control delete. Tell me why. Last of Us Part Two. There is no game. Wrong dimension. Hoo hoo. Lunar Knights. Crackmania. Trails of Cold Steel. Thank you. Or how far? Just go for it. Just keep going, baby. Uh, <laughs> All right, you got uh, it. Tra- he he just wanted to get Trails of Cold Steel Four. Yeah. And finishing, <laughs> yeah. Off, finishing us off. Uh, true go to. Umarong, generation. Valorant. I think which. Do- we can just cut Valorant. We can just cut Valorant. Valorant yeah. Valorant's, I mean, it's if, a really good game. Yeah. Is it? Okay, is we'll it, keep it. We'll talk about the it. The game yeah. is good, but the, the community sucks balls. Um, but whatever. It's a, it's a Counter-Strike clone, but yeah, we can talk uh, about it. Yeah. Wasteland 3, Welcome to Elk, When the Past Was Around, White Ocean Big Jacket, Wolson, Lords of Mayhem. Cut we can that. cut that Why one, the right? Fuck is, <laughs> that's awful. <laughs> These are just games we I talked 10 about hours from 2020 game. on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> XCOM Chimera Squad. And yeah. Yakuza like a dragon. Can we cut XCOM or do you want to talk about it? Saving the best for last. If well, who wants to do the first cut? <laughs> uh, well, I think we should cut XCOM. <laughs> okay, Pat, you're doing the first cut. You I want mean, to cut XCOM? I think XCOM is almost probably, really good. It it sounds great, but almost. it's not going to make a top so ten. So close we're right to here. being really good, but the structure held it back. Like it had multiple factions, like three factions that you could choose to play with or play against or whatever, and they all were basically exactly the same and every mission was basically exactly the same. Like it was really cool the first hour, but the next five, it was less cool. So like, and I was, didn't even play it. So I don't yeah. really have an opinion. Um, I right. think that it's likely we can cut a uh, sludge life. I okay. say that we should, uh, you guys should play it. Um, I'm going to, but as somebody who is probably the only, I think I'm the only one who's played it. Um, yeah, I I, I, I think I it's not in my top ten. It's it's really it's really an interesting game, and since it's uh, still free through next May, I think 
Um, you know, there's not any reason not to get it, but it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting game though. And I think it has like one of the most, it like interesting aesthetics too. Like there are, a couple, there are quite a few times where you're walking around and you're like, it's, it's just so surreal in, yeah. in such a fun way, which is, which I think is really, really cool. But, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm the only one who played it. Yeah. That's not in my okay. top 10. So. Uh, it's also important to note that that does not mean that Sludge Life is the 63rd mm, best game of the yeah, year. No, or no, like, no, no, no. The it's order just, we're cutting these in is just the I, order that I come just, up in conversation. Yeah, I just thought that, I just thought, like, we should cut that because it's like, yeah, I only I I played it, and uh, it's it's not something I'm going to be necessarily fighting totally. for, but I do think that people should play it, especially since it's free um, for right now. Okay. Um, so do we want to go back to the top or keep just calling stuff we, out? I mean, we can just keep calling stuff out. Do me uh, eternal. People want to cut. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> cut that. It is really interesting how they tried to make that game arcadey. And like mm-hmm. for the first little while, it actually feels pretty good. And like the puzzle combat aspect of it is good, but the balance is so bad. They, like the, the, they implemented some cool new mechanical things like the yeah. chainsaw, like the, the amount of stuff they want you to do to like get your ammo, your armor and like all that stuff is neat yeah, if, with the fire and all that. Yeah. They, they break up that rhythm. Like once you get like halfway through the game, they start breaking up that rhythm so obnoxiously with like enemies like the Marauder. Oh it's yeah. It's just, the marauder does wreck a lot of things and like for me that final boss was awful i played that whole game on hard and Mm -hmm. like the last boss was not hard it was just extremely tedious i actually threw my game down to easy just to finish it and it still took an hour like it's frustrating fucking that did not happen to me but that's yeah that sounds uh (laughs) like a bummer that that boss was the worst so like it that could have been a really 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 great game but Mm -hmm. yeah Oh yeah. uh, well, it's Sam's turn. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, we're taking turns. Okay. Yes, we're taking. I was turns. trying to figure out if we were. I've got, a, I've got an order here. I've got okay. an order. Oh, I was. Not, I did not know that we were doing uh, yeah, this. Well, <laughs> no, okay, I let it happen naturally. Now we've got an order. Now we have. But to let's go. let's be. Let's if we're At taking Sam's turns. Turn. I don't want to hear. <laughs> no offense, Sam. I'm not trying to show you. I don't want to hear <laughs> Final Fantasy VII remake. Like, <laughs> let's be reasonable no, about the stuff let's, we're let's cutting. Let's be. Uh, no, you know. At uh, this stage, take. Kill your darlings. All right, yeah, Sam. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we all know that there's a few games that are gonna that, that need serious discussion. So I wouldn't want to cut Final Fantasy VII remake, even though like that game didn't connect with me. But let's we'll get there. It has inexplicably connected with me, and I don't know how I feel we'll about get it. There. Like, we'll get there. <laughs> The reason it didn't connect with me is purely we'll like get there. the PS4 safe we'll cloud. We'll get there. What should we cut, sure. Sam? <laughs> what do you want to cut, <laughs> Sam? I was just explaining my Final Fantasy. <laughs> I know. I'm not uh, trying to do it. Right not... um, okay. Uh, I, I, will, I will offer a cut of a game that I put on here and one that I actually think is one of the best 10 games of the year. is Fortnite. So, mm. uh, like, I've played... Um, more Fortnite than like most of the other games that released in 2020. I've put like 20 or 30 hours oh. into it. I think it's great. I'm actually having a lot of fun. Um, I don't think we should cut it. Yeah, I think the, there's easier cuts than that, frankly. Yeah, but I mean, like it's not going to make it even. Uh, so, like, I would prefer to cut something that I had put on. It isn't going to make it. I think the discussion is something that we've had a few times before about how great Fortnite is, and you know. I mean, I can cut something else. I don't but. think it's going to make it, but I don't 
I'm not ready yet. There's other games on this list I would certainly cut well before Fortnite. So yeah, I think. Uh, how about Jackbox Party Pack Seven? It's, it's great. But it's I don't really think good. It's top ten. Uh, I I, mean, I really enjoyed playing really it with good, you guys so, on stream, like, but yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting because it's one we actually all played together. But at the same time, I don't think it's one of the top ten best games of the year. It's certainly yeah. not. On list, I, so I'm fine I with cutting it. Think it's the best Jackbox Party Pack. Just as a uh, cohesive, I think the one cohesive with TKO role. is the best one. I don't, I don't know. know. I think yeah, this one just that's because TKO is a really good game. Yeah, but like yeah, that but doesn't the make the TKO whole pack. I mean, like, yeah, I know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think Blather Round is up there as being like one yeah, of the better Blather Jackbox Round. games. Like that was I, really fun. Quiplash Three is really good. Champed Up yeah. was funny. The new Quiplash is really good. Yeah, I just think as a cohesive whole that it is maybe the best Jackbox pack. Yeah, then we don't have to cut it yet. I think I think okay. we should cut the easy ones right now. Yeah, um, we can I keep going around. Just, an easy one. just yeah. because you brought yeah, up two I'm that surprised. you thought were easy that aren't easy doesn't mean that you failed. <laughs> it just means that we can keep going around. <laughs> All right. Well, should we move off of Sam so we don't force him? If you, you, you want to mulligan Sam, then we can um, uh, come back to you on the next round and you can consider okay. again. Uh, Trackmania. Does anyone love Trackmania? I think it, it's really. It's good. not on my top ten. It's, it's really good, good but. It got let down by a time and place kind of thing. Like the community just wasn't there this time around. Like it, it's probably the best track mania there's been. Yeah. Like qualitatively, just in terms of how it feels, how it looks, just everything about it. Like you can argue about the, the structure of the, the subscription service and stuff like that. Yeah. But, But like, it, it it just sucked being in like community servers playing the fun maps and like the only people you're playing with are like the esports weirdos. So it's like you're mm-hmm. never gonna place anywhere near like the top ten or twenty. Yeah. Like so and that was tough. I think a big part of it for me too is I spent a lot of time playing Trackmania this year and and I'm glad that I have it there to go back to. I'll probably maintain my subscription and stuff. But yeah. um it's it is a new wrapper and new visuals with some slight adjustments. I mean I know there's some new features, but it's a very it, well-worn, tried-and-true formula. It is not like they yeah. turned the concept completely on its ear. Yeah. So to me, it doesn't track as one of the best games of 2020 for me because it is just a really solid deployment of what Trackmania has been for the last 15 years. So yeah. I think it, that's for where it is for me. And Trackmania continues to rip. It's con- yeah, it continues it's to be an excellent great game. game. But mm-hmm. yeah, I just wish the community part of it was just... Yeah, right, I wish well, the community like was more alive, but there's nothing dumb. anyone can do about that. All right, we cool. Went from we got there when it came out to saying it might be one of you know some people's games of the year, yeah. uh, game of the year, and that's how it happens, I are. guess. Yeah, it is First how it round cut. Uh, all right, uh, to me now, and then we'll go back mm-hmm. to Pat. Uh, I'm just gonna say Resident Evil Three. Uh, we can cut it, uh, and Resident Evil Resistance. It. It's really a shame to go from last year saying Resident Evil 2 was my game of the year to mm. it, like Resident Evil 3 not even being on my list because mm. uh, like it was such a like a shallow experience. It felt like an afterthought and they wanted something to like justify making a service game with Resident Evil Resistance. Is that what it's called? I don't, I don't remember. remember. <laughs> I don't remember uh, either. Like that that and that wasn't even like fun to play. It didn't feel good. There was like I that was just not like a good time at all. 
uh, like mechanically, it's all very sound, and I had a good time playing through Resident Evil Three. But it's like such a slight experience, and it doesn't really capture what was awesome about the original Resident Evil Three. Even though yeah. some people don't really like that game, but like there are some neat ideas in it, especially for when it came out, and well, they just it doesn't keep that lineage. I think the question, I think we even voiced this question last year's game of the year when we were like, okay, so the big thing about resident evil three is the nemesis. And like, they kind of did that with Mr. X in two. So how are they going to like one, like take a step above that and make nemesis something really important. And it sounds like it isn't like, I mean, they, you know, he's distinct uh, in some ways and he does like, you know, he like, uh, early on, when you first like run into him, he like jumps around the environment and like will like jump from a rooftop and like slide down a wall, and you're like, oh shit! But that like doesn't really maintain through the game and stuff, and it's so short that they don't. He doesn't really get time to breathe and like right. feel like a real threat outside of like a few basically scripted sequences. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, we can cut Resident Evil Three remake. Okay. Goodbye, Resident Evil remake. I gotta run to the bathroom, but then you Have keep fun. going. It's uh, it goes Pat, well, Allison, Alex, Sam. I'm gonna say Monster Train. Is that yeah. something you were passionate about, Alex? I liked it for one round, like one one playthrough, and then when I went back for a second playthrough, I felt like I'd seen most of the tricks, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm okay." I think it's a really good game. I think it's a really good one of those. I think it's, I'd recommend it to anybody who liked stuff like Slay the, Slay the Spire, but I don't think it's as good as Slay the Spire. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. So I think it's, it's, it's a good game. I, I, yeah. I don't think, I don't have anything against it. Uh, I would probably give it a four out of five, but it's also not a top 10 IMO. Yeah. It, it, it's solid and it's interesting. And like, it, it felt really similar to Solitarica to me in a way. Like mm-hmm. I know Solitarica isn't a deck builder, but just in terms of the way you're kind of deploying your gameplay kind of stuff, it felt closest yeah. to Solitarica to me and which is good. Cause I really like Solitarica. Um, but yeah, I just think it was really good for one playthrough, but it wasn't even super hard, honestly. Like, no, it's designed to play through a bunch with the different factions and stuff. Like it's yeah. all about, it's less about challenging you deeply and more about giving you, throwing you different builds. The other issue I have with it is I like some of the art, but I think some of the art is awful. Like it's it's such a huge range from like cool to like very rough in my mm. opinion. So yeah, yeah, I I think we can it can be okay. We can we it's can gone. bid our bid our adieus to Monster Train. All right, all right, uh, Andre, all you right. missed you missed you missed a whole cut and a conversation. Monster Train, my Got cuts it. are fast. I cut fast. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm next. I. This is me killing a darling. Uh, Cook serve oh. delicious three. It's great. Mm. It's not. It's great, and I think it's worthwhile playing. Um, I played it both on PC and Switch, uh, and, and I think it's made. It's up there as being with the rest of the Cook Serve Delicious series. I think maybe the best one, but it's. Uh, I since none of you guys other played it, and it's not in my top ten. I'm, I'm going to cut it. But support Cook Serve Delicious. It's great. Those games are good. I'll play it someday. All right, Alex. If found is what I would nominate. Um, At an Apple Arcade game? I don't think so. I don't believe it came there, but maybe it did. I I, I also have not been... Lost Phone. 
I don't know what that is. Uh, but <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, you would like that game, Alex. Fair I enough. don't know anyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, if found is it's really good. Um, I think we talked about it on the podcast shortly after it came out, and I was gushing about it quite a bit. Like, it's a really lovely and heartfelt story, and it's extremely Irish, uh, for better or for worse. Um, but like, I think it's a really interesting look at kind of Irish culture that you normally don't get. And like, it also has just like super gorgeous art that's presented in a really unique way. And like, it's, it, it has a lot of good things going for it. The story is interesting. It's like half love story, half end of the world story. And overall, I really liked the tone of it, but like the thing that was lacking for it and the thing that kept it from even being on my list and stuff like that was just the ending. Like, I think the ending was good, but the execution was kind of lacking like hey this is the point where i'm going to say in our podcast we 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 might just delve into spoilers so oh, yeah so uh that, that is a thing that's going to happen yeah, yeah. This is, i think we can warn when we're going to talk about spoilers for yeah, specific games. yeah so i don't this is, personally care about spoilers yeah. for this one so yeah so if found is like an hour and a half game like uh so it the story is the whole game but the ending so skip ahead if you don't want the ending of if if found but like it ends up being the whole story about the main character is suicidal and is writing a science fiction story about the end of the world is kind of a parable for their internal struggles. And like, you're looking through her eyes at this and, you know, unable to figure out if that villain that you've been seeing the whole time is real or if it's the one from the story and stuff like that. And they do spend a lot of time with the early parts of the story, setting up a really interesting premise with these great characters. And it's a good, it's a, it's good overall. And like the pacing is nice, but the last act was really rushed. Like it goes by in like five minutes or it feels like five minutes. It's just, but not in a way it's like, Oh, I'm enjoying this and it's going by really fast. It's like, no, it's like proportionally to the rest of the story. It just kind of zooms by and then it ends. And I was like, Oh man, you're, you're giving me painful flashbacks to the vanishing of Ethan Carter. Uh, mm, yeah. And therefore I think we definitely should cut it. <laughs> which Vanishing the Carter was the same thing, a game that I loved. I loved the story. Yeah. It was so good. And then the final bit, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? This yeah. is the ending? Fuck I, you. I, I wasn't angry at it like that, but I was like, because it was so good up until that point, and I liked it. And it's worth playing. It's worth seeing that early stuff, but the ending was just, I, I found it a little bit sad. All right. not, in a, not in like an affecting way, in like a, oh man, so close. Cool. All right, so I guess that that's Sam, right? Sam is next. What are you cutting, Sam? Oh, sorry. I was literally turning my headphones onto ambient sound <laughs> to hear what was going on in the room. Ambient sound. Yeah. yeah. I cut out for some reason. I don't know why you would cut everything out. I, I okay. Um, speaking of cutting everything out, um, <laughs> hard when you didn't put many games on this list. <laughs> I don't think anyone's uh, going to be offended if uh, you nominate something that turns out to not be one we want. Yeah. To oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I think we should do this where you nominate one, we talk about it for a second, cut it or not, and then go to the next person. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, Fall Guys. I think yeah. Fall Guys. And that was my next one. Fun, <laughs> but isn't going to make our top 10. I think yeah, it's fun. I agree. I have I not gone back to it since that yeah. first season, uh, even though I, I was interested in checking out like some of weeks. the. 
like some of the changes I, they do for the other seasons, but I just haven't gotten back to it. it. I probably played it the most out of us, and I've actually put money into it because I wanted one of the costumes. Uh, yeah, but cut it. <laughs> I, it really bothers the thing about I like Fall Guys quite a lot, and I would play more of it. But the thing that really bothers me about it is that you basically have to win to like get any currency or progression. And I yeah. don't like that. that I'm not good that's at very frustrating. Here's the issue: to me. the issue is I'm not good at Fall Guys. Yeah, well, I don't think it's. I mean, you can be good at it, but so much of it is like it's such a goofy game. I think they should have done a better job, like uh, mo- yeah. out rewards to you as you played, rather than requiring you to like do really well to get anywhere. So yeah, we could backseat game dev. Uh, like all sorts of things. That oh, I know. It, it's like, just what I would have. But yeah, yeah it would have made it more compelling and made me want to stick with it more if I felt like I was making actual progress and not just yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. well, didn't get anything there. Move yeah. on. Yeah, I, I don't oh. mean to say that like, oh, we can sit here and like you talk about, oh, how it could be better, but just like more in the sense like, yeah, we could sit here and we could talk about like so many ways it could be improved and it's not like totally oh it's just like such a great package there are so many things where you can like absolutely pick it to death yeah. as a as a game yep yeah i am probably the most critical of that game on this podcast and i'll say the one positive i'll give it is that i enjoyed watching people who who liked it play it because like sure it seemed like the people who liked it really love it and mm-hmm. that was nice to see especially in mm-hmm. such a shitty year and that's the only positive thing i'm gonna say about Paul guys <laughs> and i'll leave it there all right, there goes Fall Guys. Okay, it's my turn. Again, I'm going to take the easy way out and say Pixel Rip 1995 can come off this list. I never even it's, touched it. <laughs> it I, I reviewed it. Uh, yep. It's like it's like a fine VR cool. game, but uh, like also it doesn't. It's not like a game that feels like it needs to be in VR, like that kind of thing. Like it's got some neat ideas, but. And like the nostalgia it does for like the '90s and whatnot, um, but it it's not noteworthy in like any way. It was that was the one where you're like looking at the TV and playing the NES games. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. Stuff is happening in the room around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're like remember. your mom's like, "Hey, I thought I told you to turn that off." And you like mm-hmm. take like a blaster gun and you like shoot the cookie jar off the top of the fridge and it falls and breaks. And your mom's like, "Oh my god!" I thought you were gonna say you shoot your mom. <laughs> you can, but then it just like bounces off. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds really true. Vaporize mom. Yeah. Hidden my game by mom for. <laughs> if it turned out to like, if it turned out to be like, uh, um, like an end credit reveal that's like, hidden my game by mom for, that would be, I think that would that's, mean this top 10, but. With the, <laughs> they need to make a hidden my game by mom in VR and the control interface <laughs> can, they can use the Half-Life Alex like gravity glove thing. So. Mm-hmm that you just have to stand in one spot and then you just have to try to find the game by gravity gloving things around. It, it could be <laughs> great. It's going to be great. Terrible. It's going to be great. There's no hidden my game by mom four. Unfortunately, I was going to say maybe there was a secret release in 2020 and we have to yeah. pause this podcast. We have to go pause and play, play it. <laughs> <laughs> we used to, that reminds me, we used to have frog fractions, the DLC on here. That was neat, but we wouldn't yeah, be considering it. Uh, I think no. I might have cleared, like, deleted it because you, it was you, DLC. You may have, you may, but is it? I don't know. I, I, well, it is DLC. It but, is technically DLC. Um, you have to, you do have to pay for it as a separate thing. We can debate anyway. putting it back on. I just haven't played it, and I don't want to hear anything about it because I, I do plan to play it eventually. I, I considered putting it on my top ten. It's, but it's, uh, it's it's good. It's it's got moments. Yeah, uh, right. Pat, your turn to make a cut. Um. Oh shit! I had one and then I lost it because. 
Sorry. Started thinking about frog fractions. No, it's okay. <laughs> three did not come off um, this list. I don't know. I've been deleting stuff. On, oh. There we go. It's gone. Um, what was the thing? I guess I'll say Valorant. Um, mm-hmm. is is the one I would I would uh, dominate to cut. Yeah, I think the only other person who played it is Alex. Yep. Uh, I think it's um cool conceptually in a lot of ways. I think it's an interesting clone of Counter Strike. I think what the two things that frustrated me, one, the community is just dog shit and they don't seem mm-hmm. to have any concern or interest in trying to make it more palatable Accurate. in any way whatsoever, which is to me enough to say, like, fuck that game. I mean, you if you play it, you will be called the most awful words and there is nothing that really they do other than let you report a person or mute them. And it's just like. I would never play that game unless I could guarantee that I have a full stacked team because I'd never want to talk to another puppy again in that game. And then I think from a design perspective, I played quite a lot of it in a short period of time to develop that opinion. And I think it feels too much like the source engine to me. Hmm. Like, I don't think the shooting in the source engine is particularly satisfying. I think it's phenomenal for half-life, um, like, and for team fortress, uh, too. I don't like how like the guns just don't feel like they have the kind of weight behind them that you get out of games like another game on this list, Call of Duty. So yeah, that's my I would cut Valorant. The characters yeah. are cool though. Yeah, it's and if I could get a five a full team, I would play more of it for sure. Yeah, it is really good if you can get a full team and we you cannot overstate this game is counter strike like there's guns in there that the community just calls the op the, like you're doing long a like you're like well, it's it's straight up counter strike it's, it's funnier than that even cuz in counter strike the awp right is called yep. the op right yep. that's the big huge sniper rifle in valorant the big sniper rifle is called it's, the operator yeah and everybody just calls it the op it's so it's, it's, it's very it's, funny but it also inherits problems too of like there's just guns that no, that it's like you shouldn't use yeah like they didn't they didn't um they didn't prune counter-strike at all really (laughs) they just added they just changed equipment to character abilities which was a good change it's Mm -hmm. interesting yeah but it's also are pretty neat they are and that's that's why i think that's why i would even consider playing it if i had a stacked team i just think the guns are such a pull they're so directly from counter-strike and they inherit the problems that counter-strike has which is like there's like half the load the the buy menu that you shouldn't use which is silly anyway we can cut yeah okay allison pat i think we need to have a chat about if we want to keep fuser oh yeah i was gonna leave that one up to you it's yeah. not on my top 10. I, I think it it's not go. on mine either. I think it's a really interesting game and I'm really, really glad I've played it because I, I yeah. had so much fun and I still occasionally think of some of the mixes I've made. And I was like, man, that's a good song that only exists because I played Fuser, but it's, I, it's not on my top 10 either. Uh, I think it's an interesting place. This happened with several games for me this year where it is, if you were to break out several games on this list from like best software toys of 2020. Mm -hmm. I would be more inclined to put it on that list. It is the game part is fun. I actually think it's fine. I don't have, I don't think it's bad. Like some people say, but it's it's not good, but it's like, it's not like the game itself is pretty much just like, 
here are some stages where you there are a few more restrictions um and you're and you're a dj like it's yeah. not necessarily like like i think they're fine but i don't think it's necessarily like totally oh you gotta play that like yeah yeah so story. i think as a as a mixing tool it's awesome but i don't yeah. think it's one of my favorite games of the year from a like playing it as a game perspective so okay goodbye to fuser alex you're mm. up Let's do good job. Yeah, I thought that was a fun game, and it was an interesting. I th- I, th- I think it's an interesting game too, uh, but uh, it's not on my top ten at all. That's yeah. that's the one where you're like an intern at a business, and you're going no. through. Oh, are, no, it is you, that that is going under. Um, this Aren't is they the both one, like intern games, but it's the one like the physicsy one where you're like carrying things around the office and are stuff like that. Are you an intern? You're like uh, the CEO's son. You're a CEO's son, and it's like you got to go do stuff, and you're yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's it's yeah, it is just basically a physics game where you're like catapulting stuff through other stuff, and like you're like oh get carry this thing over there, like you know rah rah rah, rah and then you're just like wreaking havoc and it, it, it is it is fun it is but it's, it's more very fun, fun. it's very cathartic than, too than yeah. yeah yeah and i really enjoyed playing it um when i did but i also completely forgot that came out this year uh so you know yeah. there like is it's, that it's but. well made but it, and it's a fun physics tool but i i think it's probably not one of our it's not in consideration for a top 10 no okay uh sam back to you um okay. Uh I think it's I think this is very easy to get rid of here, which is Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. Uh yeah. I think we can we can't have that game on the top ten. Uh for now this, wait a minute. What? Because <laughs> no, it is not <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna say because it is not very good. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is the reason oh, why it should okay. be on the top so I'm the only I'm the thing one, I'm... <laughs> I was gonna say I'm the one person who hasn't played it, and it sounds like from what I've heard, and y'all will have to confirm or deny this that the story, like the Kamala, the Kamala story, or sorry, uh, like like all of that is like what you're there for. I would say yeah, uh, and and like the the that's the only reason I would it, like even consider it to be a game I'd want to put even more time into is because I love Kamala and I need to go back and do the um, Hawkeye stuff. But at the same time, it's like, I I really fell off of playing it. I I think on reflection, the good parts about that game are the ways that the voice cast portrays the characters. Yeah. Basically across the board. I feel like the cast, like, for all the things that people were, you know, kind of dunking on the game before it came out with the character models being, like, they are saying it was, like, knockoff MCU or whatever. I think that the characters, the voice actors and the actors behind it did a really great job. Yeah. Um, And um, some of the versions of the characters, I think, are among my favorites. Like, I really liked Tony Stark in this game. Yeah. And I really liked Kamala. And I really liked, I liked a, a lot of the characters. But... It's the and and I think if the game the I don't think the story is particularly good, even though I like the characters a lot. I don't think the writing is particularly good, 
even though I like the the way that what the actors did with the script quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I think it has some cool moments. Um, and I think that the combat is fun. Fun, yeah. Um, but the problem <laughs> is... Polished. The game isn't very polished. It's not polished, and the and how quickly it just turns into here are the same corridors and the same rooms with the same enemies over and over and over again it was just like, what are we doing here? And it's not um, like even original destiny where there were like in original destiny. There's multiple enemy types. There's three, there's the, three enemy races. There's multiple like terrain types. Like event, the Marvel's Avengers has like three outdoor terrain types and then one, Internal terrain type, so, literally one, and one yeah. enemy type. And I know you were I'm joking, sorry, Andre. Enemy types, but but this game feels like what Warframe felt like the mm-hmm. first couple years it was out. Yeah, at which point it felt like a alpha. And um, I think I hope that in eight years, Marvel's Avengers is a, is as cool as Warframe is now. Oh God, <laughs> I don't think it will be, but I hope it is because Warframe fucking rules now. I don't, but, I don't think it will. Uh, well, it's be. also you know yes, the, agree, the fact that this was like a hugely hyped AAA video game experience that when it came out was fine, but it's like the, not great. There's also the absurdity, like, and this is my last thing to say on it, so we can move on. But Marvel is like one of the what top three entertainment properties in the world oh, when it comes to like huge. the value of the, of, of the like IP. The only thing bigger is maybe star Wars, but even that's starting to cool now. Whereas Marvel's, Marvel's bigger than star Wars now at this point, globally, I think maybe, I don't know. I don't have the numbers either way. Um, when you look at something like battlefront two, when that game came out, it was a train wreck because of the way that they monetized it. The game itself was incredibly polished, beautiful and stunning to play like it was really 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 well made they just fucked the monetization so by contrast when you look at something like marvel's avengers which should be the biggest game of the year really that thing feels like a b game like a double a like which not to say that there's anything wrong with that tier of game development i'm not trying to like bash sort of whatever mid-tier games but it's it's shocking that that's what the Marvel's Avengers game if I like to removing myself from knowing the story of that game's development yeah if I were somebody who just loved video games but didn't really pay attention to them behind the scenes and saw Marvel's Avengers was out at Target and picked it up and took it home I would have been expecting like something on a technical quality level of like the last of us because right. of how huge the Marvel license is and, and it's not what it's not you like got was jank yeah, it's not like Crystal Dynamics is a small studio or a that's part of why studio. I'm willing well, to be also, harsh is they're they, a they, very they talented studio. Like a right. If it was like developer, a, sure. The service game, developer, but that's no like excuse. It feels like, like but that's like a, making it service Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, the main I mean, story is good and the like mechanics are okay. Like the bit where you go to space is awesome. I got like, I was like <laughs> super hyped about it, but then like, it feels like they rushed basically the second half of that game. Like the main story and the all the live service stuff felt like it had a lot of time put into it, but not a lot of thought. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, I if people want to make live service games, that's you know that's up, up to, to them. That. But at the same time, playing it, it didn't feel like it should be a live service game. And, and 
it's just, it's a little frustrating too, because I feel like in the middle of that game, there is a really solid single player uh, action game, but it's just not there. Yeah, I feel like if they've been given the time that they spent making it a live service game to polish up the main aspect of that game, it would have been like top 10 material easily. Uh, I do think Marvel's Avengers will probably be, if it's on the cusp of being in my personal top 10, because A, I didn't play that many games, but there again, <laughs> it might be something that I'm like, I don't particularly want to recognize this, even though it was one of the 10 games I played in 2020. Yeah. I think there's potential there for it to be. I mean, maybe Square Enix took a terrible game and made it one of the best MMOs on the market. So, yeah, they've done it. They've done maybe, it. Shut Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, yeah that's I what I'm worried about because they're a Western team. But yeah, um, but but mm-hmm. but I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, I think that there's ways they could improve that game immensely. Yes. yes. And maybe next year it's on our up for debate list. Who knows? Speaking. Oops, sorry. I was just gonna say like. The one final point is, I've played um, like most of the Kate Bishop DLC, and it's lower quality than the main game. That's what I was oh, thinking. that's so, rough. Like, that's, Which is like, a shame because Ashley, uh, I love Kate Ashley Bishop Birch so much. Is, is it Ashley Birch? I think from who's the who's Aloy's voice actor. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, she's Kate Bishop, and she's great. Um, <sighs> Which is like, like a perfect casting. Really well I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, she's great. The dialogue's well written. The character design is really cool. All of her skins are fucking awful. Mm. And all of her Ouch. missions are go to this zone, fight through this zone, get into an aim base, and then hold square on stuff. Oh, like, so, so you mean the entirety it's, of they, the service game part of that game. Yep. Yeah, they've just made like <sighs> service game style levels, but ingested mm-hmm. like some dialogue yeah. about Kate. So bad. That's it's just, I mean, that's say, what this was always going to be like until they do like their Wakanda DLC where they have like a new zone and they want to do set piece stuff. Like it's going to be very rare that they do like exciting stuff with uh, yeah. character. DLC. We don't have to keep talking. Yeah. There's yeah. reasons why I think that sucks. Yeah. And so, yeah. But, yeah. Speak, speaking of service games and multiplayer games, it turns out we missed one on the list somehow and it just What's got that? re-added and that is Genshin Impact. Oh yeah. I don't know so, why. I, I, uh, yeah. I'm not sure yeah. why that fell off or was not added but yes genshin impact is now on our cool list thank you talked about and now i'm gonna take it on now um, <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna say we can cut dreams from this list i yeah yeah it's I like it's, it's a neat thing it's it, a great it's a neat tool. thing i it's haven't amazing tool. gone i haven't gone back to it since like it came out and i played like someone's silent hills that they made that was very they, detailed and like very long and like they, they have to make Redis. It ha- they have to make it so you can untether <laughs> yeah. your dream stuff from dreams and make it its own section it, on the PSN store. It um, is like for a other very, people to play. it is a very cool, robust creation suite that I would love to dive into and like try and make something in. But the mm-hmm. fact that I can't like the fact that I can't go make a thing and then say, Hey, check this out to like anybody. Right. Uh, yes. So I, I can't, you know, I can't like throw a link up on, Twitter and then someone can play it in a browser well, or whatever. Also, I don't think that's a huge fault of it, though. No, no, but it it does uh, it does like suck and makes me not want to engage with it. Like, well, and also I'd rather like try and figure something like you know another easy way to like put that stuff together because uh, you know I've got like a capable PC, but just like the robustness of the tools and the tutorials that are all there and available to you and the ability to take things and mi- mix and match and remix what other people have created is all really cool ideas. 
it just sucks that it's all tethered into that ecosystem. It's also just like as someone with a passing interest in like hobbyist game development, I'm not going to learn a tool set where those skills, like the con the conceptual skills maybe transfer, but like, why wouldn't I spend that time learning something like unity where I could potentially release a game with that someday, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I think that's it's a good to me. intermediary step though. Like if you want to learn how to make games, but you don't want yeah. to learn C sharp, I think yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. dreams is a really excellent way to dip your toes in and like start making games like with a very low barrier to entry. But it's robust yeah. enough that it's still going to take you quite a bit of time to learn the tools. So I guess like I'm sure it could be for a lot of people and clearly there are com- creators that are really engaged and I think that's awesome. It's just frustrating to me because you know, it still is a 20 to 50 hour investment at least to like start to really make learn to make something impressive and I feel like you could learn to make a really cool game in RPG Maker in that time and I- and then actually like release that to people, you know? Um, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. For what it's worth it, in, uh, oh, sorry. For what it's worth in my time, like that I spent with dreams while I did like have some fun checking stuff out and going, Oh wow, that's really cool or impressive that people made that. I haven't felt the, the drive to go back and like dive deeper into dreams yeah. and see what, you know, see what else is like newer and, you know, coming yeah. out. And to what you're talking about, Pat, I think it is a good way to learn the concepts. Like I think uh, spending 20 hours learning the concepts that you need for the, like the more robust engines is great because you're also not fighting with learning other things sure. at the same time. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, that's all I'll say. But, and also yeah. I haven't laughed harder at anything. I don't oh, think God. at all from uh, uh, other than the Wario fucking dies animations that I watched in dreams. That was the funniest. I, was almost passing out in my chair. My partner and I were <laughs> screaming, laughing. Yeah, um, really we may have been a, a little bit drunk also, <laughs> which helped, but still. <laughs> still counts. Dreams is pretty great. Yeah. All right, I've yes, it. It, it is a neat thing. Yeah, you know, as Pat was saying, like best software toys uh, that would be on there. Um, okay, right. Pat, it's your turn to cut. Uh, I'm going to nominate to cut Super Hot Mind Control Delete. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a cool distillation of of a replayable super hot. The problem is super hot is an authored curated thing. And that's part of why the levels are so fucking good is because they are handmade. So the fact that mind control delete is more of a, like it's just a different game because it's like more like a horde mode kind of thing in different levels that nightclub level fucking rips. And it generally it is, if you've played all of the super hot that exists, um, it's a way to play randomized super hot, which is cool. Uh, I don't regret like spending time with it. I'll probably play it more over years. Um, but if you have played super hot one and two or one and two, what am I saying? If you played super hot and VR, what you should do, I was going to say is what you oh. should do is take whatever time you were going to spend playing super hot, mind control, delete, go mow some lawns, save up some money for a VR headset and play super hot VR because super hot VR is like an essential experience. <laughs> yeah. I, I do like mind control delete. And I think the, the story kind of parts that yes, they do, you do play, those are actually really good. Yes. Uh, but at some points, like sometimes you'll just get to 
a a run that you have to complete and then like you just get totally boned over in the last level and it's like well i didn't really have control over the three guys that spawned behind me out of nowhere and i didn't notice until the last second like that kind of stuff where yeah it it felt like it would have benefited from being more curated but it's still good but yeah i don't think it's yeah I don't think if you like super hot, you should play it. If you yeah, haven't you played super hot, you should play super hot. <laughs> the first one. Yes. Uh, it, it is worth playing. I don't think it's a top 10. Okay. Um, Allison. Um, Sam, Pat, what are we thinking about Astro's playroom? Oh, I think you can cut it. I just didn't want to do that to you. Yeah, I, I, I would cut <laughs> it. I, I think it's a great game that, um, I find boring. Yeah, I think it's a, a great game that I enjoyed my time with, but it's still as, it it's a really cool tech it's Mario demo. 3D world. Yeah, it's I think it's a really it's a really interesting game, and I'm really Mario glad that I played it. it. Okay, no, but I see what you're saying. Okay, it's, yeah. I'm really like really happy I played it, but at the same time, yeah, um, we can cut it I don't think list. it's yeah, if you necessary. have a PS5, you should play it because right. it's only a few hours, and you'll get it's to see free. a lot of cool controller it, shit that no one else will installed. ever do as well. It, it uh, seems like, and also yeah. like the Dual Sense is a really really great controller, and I'm really glad I played it to get that kind of full sense. So. Yes. The dual sense before I started, you know, jumping in other stuff. But sorry, at the same Andre. Time. Sorry, no, sorry, no. Andre. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. Please, yeah, sorry, Andre. Please, preference. Um, not sorry, Andre. <laughs> like it seems like it's an extremely good included game, and probably the second best included game of all time, next to Wii Sports. Mm, did a Game Boy ever come with Tetris? Didn't, though no, didn't the NES come with Super Mario Brothers? I don't I know believe if it, it was did. packed. Was it packed in? At some point it was, I believe. Yes. Anyway. Eh, fair enough. Regardless, it's a very good pack-in, but we can yeah. cut it. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, Alex. Um, I know this is going to be really controversial, and it's going to cause a lot of debate, but Star Renegades. Um, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it. Uh, we can do it now. I think it's a really cool game. I think it's better than probably... I think it's probably my top 20. Um, sure, yeah. yeah. But uh, but but I can see it go. Uh, it w- it was a game I was very much looking forward to for like a year uh, or more, um, based on what I saw at Bit Summit, and it's still cool. But I don't know. I guess in my head, I built it up to be more than what it ended up being. Or it's it's weird yeah, structurally. Um, mm-hmm. Like you get this feeling that it's a roguelike, but mm-hmm. then what ha- you a run completed run takes like four, three or four hours. Yeah. Um, and it's fine. Be it's cool. Yeah. Um, but then once you sort of beat it, I was under the impression of like, okay, well I'm going to beat this one thing then. And, and then the, the whole thing's then the real game's going to open up. And instead it's kind of like, no, you're going to play it again, but with some tweaks to the characters mm-hmm. and their tool sets and, and sort of, identity and it's not that i think it's bad but i was i'm surprised at how sort of small it is i guess Mm. based on a lot of things they set up to be much larger Um, yeah and like i wanted a bit more out of the world that you were walking around yeah uh and like you know more more mysteries there were a few things like that could happen but they seem so far and few between um that yeah well, I, I enjoyed my time with it. It was not one of the 10 best games of yep. 2020. Uh, Sam has walked away. So I, oh, I will God. go and then maybe Sam will you're gonna, be back. You're, you're going to say Trails of Cult? No. 
<laughs> yes, Trails of Cold Steel 4. Let's get it out of here. See how long it takes them to notice. No. Um, uh, I am looking at, I think I want to say. Sorry, if I can interject. Did we make decisions on Fortnite and Jackbox? Because the, they're still on the list currently. I think we're keeping them for now. Okay, for now. I just wasn't sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I would like to say Death and Taxes. And Allison is the only other person to play it. I really liked it. Um, it's reasonably high on my list, personally. Well, okay, it's like it's seven, so I, I think it's a really interesting. Reasonably game. high. I, yeah, that's, I that's said on that the list. <laughs> I said that, and then I looked, and I was like, "Oh wait, that's not this, reasonably like, high." This was the <laughs> Grim Reaper workplace kind of thing. Yes. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think right. it's a really interesting game, especially with how um, like there's like I think especially the one of the things that stuck with me was not necessarily what they told you, but kind of the way it kind of gamifies looking at death in an interesting way. Mm. Uh, And it doesn't necessarily tell you this, but there's like a point where there are, there are quite a few endings. And if you want to have a good ending, you get to a certain point where you can't really moralize it at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that gets, I think, to be an interesting thing where you start thinking of, you start going like, okay, what's going to be, what's going to bring these points up and those points down? And then you start realizing, wait a minute, the, the what I'm asking about right now is who should live and who should die. Mm-hmm. But I think it does, so I think it does interesting things with yeah. that. Um, like a trolley problem game. In- it, yeah, it definitely like in terms of games that like talk about death this year, like it definitely gets at what I think about with regards to death more than like Necrobarista mm-hmm. uh, in terms of like what I consider about death. But also I just I haven't thought about this game since I like I played I reviewed it. It's you can go to fix.space and <laughs> read my review of Death and Taxes. Um, they've updated yep. it. There's There's been new content. So they're like still doing stuff with it um and like you know it's a neat thing with some interesting writing and stuff like that but yeah i just i, I don't think it hangs okay um i'll say that's fine i i really okay. liked it and i don't know if i'd necessarily cut it now but i think at a certain point i i doubt it would get onto our mm-hmm. personal list onto our list mm-hmm. even though i think it's really fantastic so um mm-hmm. yeah all right, and that's Trails of Cold Steel 4 deleted. Yep. Uh, Sam, it's your turn. <laughs> I was listening the whole time. Um, okay. If you, you know, uh, you can do what you got to do. Yeah, I think uh, I, I'd like to like kind of talk about Monsters Expedition. I played that mm-hmm. and I thought it was quite boring. I kind of did too, to be honest. I think it uh, is one of the best puzzle games ever made. I <laughs> I, I, I can't go with you there. Like, yeah, I, I don't I don't know how you get there, to be honest. But it is, uh, it is around the midway of simplicity my is yeah, like the simplicity is really good, but the actual like I don't know, I just did not find it interesting at all. It, I like, thought it was interesting. I wouldn't go quite that far, but it. The writing was clever. I liked the like the, the but as I started to I think I got about halfway through it and I definitely around the halfway point was like, okay, I see what we're gonna be doing for the next few hours, so I think I'm good. It felt really um, aimless to me. It felt it felt like I wasn't 
it felt like it, it felt like it was infinite, like desert golfing. Like I know it isn't, but it felt like it. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. that. Like I don't know. So so meant so many puzzles were basically the same three yeah. or four in a row. It's like just just give me the good shit. Like yeah. edit it down. It does not. That game could have been like ninety minutes of like this is new shit. This is new shit. This is new shit. But instead, it's like. I played over ninety minutes of it and was like bored for an hour of that ninety minutes. Probably the yeah. first thirty minutes of it are very simple because it's explaining the concepts to you, and then it does introduce a lot of a lot more concepts beyond that. Um, I played like, for three hours, and I just feel like I didn't get much beyond the. I mean, there was like a couple of new ideas, but it felt like it was kind of doing the same thing, like. For think, a long time. I, I think know. when you get closer to the end is when it really shot. I don't know. I don't remember what hour mark that is, but yeah, like, yeah, in sure. a lot of ways, I think it's actually really similar to like Baba is you, especially with how you end up having to think about the puzzles by that point. Like, but the wall I ran into with Baba is you is that while it wanted you to think outside the box, it often wanted you to exclusively think outside the box, which mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes just felt like hitting just a big sure. giant wall with that game. And yeah. like Monsters Expedition definitely makes you think outside the box, but when you get there, it's really satisfying because it's like showing you the, these discrete little puzzles where you know there is a solution. Like, uh, and like you just can't see it. And like since there's a limited move set, you know the answer is right in front of you, but it's one of those kind of puzzle games where it really benefits from stepping away from it for a few hours when you get to those and then coming back and then just seeing, sitting down and seeing the solution. Like it's just immensely satisfying. Uh, I also want to make it clear too. I, it didn't connect with me, but it's also the sort of game that I could see it being. Um, I understand why it, you connected with it to the degree that you did. It's not, I think it's, there's a sa- I can see how it would be very satisfying yeah, um, definitely. For to 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 play that kind of game, for, I mean, like I played Desert Golf for a long time. So yeah, I played Desert so, Golf on the toilet like every time. <laughs> Did like, Golf on Mars come yeah. out this year? So 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 I don't want to. I don't want to like Cut sound off, like right? I don't want to be an asshole. I'm not saying I think it's like not good or something. It just didn't connect with me in the same way. Yeah, I think uh, if, if you have the patience for it and you get to the later stuff where it's like really crazy, that game is all it, like it is one of the best puzzle games out there. But like. Uh, Andre? Oh yeah, I've just I I just haven't said anything, but um I've been playing this game like as like a sometimes before bed thing, just like oh I'm just gonna chill out and it's like something mindless I can do, and like it's fine, but like I I don't know that I I don't have any fight to keep it on this list. No, if we have enough people here it. pushing against it, then we don't have to. But I do think like especially when you get to the end, like it's just extremely excellent game design and play, like. It's simple, but I don't think that's a bad thing. Yeah, no, I think being simple for a puzzle game is like tantamount, but I didn't feel personally like I haven't felt like, oh, this is like revolutionizing the way I think or like, you know, really forcing me to bend my brain in the time I've been playing it. Um, there's some stuff where I've been like, I I guess I'll come back to this later and I'll like I've understood something. And that's like it's clever design. It's like I think it's designed well. It's I just don't have any yeah. like strong feelings or pull to like fight for it in a top ten. So I really if, like you, the if writing you really want to pull for it, then I don't I don't think know. we need to for a group top ten. Okay. All right, then uh, Pat, it's back to you. Um so I 
think we should cut Risk of Rain 2. That game rules, but... It's very good. Yeah. It's it's exceptionally good. It's probably in my top 20, maybe top 15. But I think it is a rad 3Dification of Risk of Rain 1, um, which is a awesome game. I just don't know that I think it's going to make our list. Uh, and I don't have the... It's not on my top 10 and I don't have the desire to fight for it. And I think the, the thing that changed my mind on that, there was a period where I thought it was going to absolutely be on my top 10, mm-hmm. but I got some, fr- I, I bought it for a couple friends so that we could play it. And we played it a couple nights. And when we started playing it, they were like, so what are we supposed to do? And I was like, well, you kill stuff and you pick up stuff and it yeah. makes you stronger. And then you kill more stuff. And they were like, this is really boring. And I was like, no, 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 it's not. Cause then we got to fight the boss at the end and it's hard. Cause you have to like dodge stuff and use all your equipment effectively. And then we did it. And then we beat the game on the first try mm. and they were like, that was fucking boring. And, <laughs> and I was like, that's unfortunate. I guess I can see why you would feel that way. And I kind of started thinking about it more and was like, I like it from the context. I love it from the context of I played risk of rain one a lot and understand the point, mm-hmm. but I do think that Risk of Rain Two it loses a little. It gets. I don't think it communicates what you're supposed to like, how you're supposed to enjoy it. No, particularly it, well, it doesn't. Like it, it gives you like an objective marker, but it doesn't give you anything beyond that. And somehow on a two D plane, that ambiguity felt more like a mechanic in the yeah. way that Dark Souls lore is very can feel like like it, the point is that it's esoteric and weird. For a game like Risk of Rain 2, though, that feels like a more traditional third-person action shooter, it's I can see how it could be frustrating to a new player. Yeah. And that makes it hard to sell to your friends who you want to play with you because it's more of a multiplayer game than the first Risk of Rain. <laughs> so, totally. Yeah. yeah. So it's I think good, it can go, we can, even though it's great. Yeah. We need to get rid of another 35 or 34 games, something like that. 34, mm, 30, yep. 34, 34 games. We're almost at the that only they put on the list that they would like to have a couple of minutes chat about before cutting because they don't think it should be here. Uh, I can cut Ori and the Will of the Wisps right now. Yeah. Um, sure. Like the, the opening of that game, it opens so strong and it feels so good and fluid. And like you're getting like new abilities that are really solid clips. So you always feel like you're improving and it gets you up to the point where you have a lot of the stuff from the first Ori game, um, pretty like a few hours in mm-hmm. and that, that stuff all feels good. But then once you kind of get into like the, maybe the second half or like the, the second third and onward, they start incorporating a lot of things. They, they don't let you chain things together as smoothly as I would have liked. You can certainly get there. I was watching, I caught the end of a speed run the other night, but it just felt like everything was a little disjointed in what they wanted me to do at times. And so it just it didn't feel as solid as I would have liked mechanically. And the the narrative was kind of iffy uh, towards the end with like, I, I don't want to get super deep into it. Yeah. But it just bit. I, I touched weird. this game. Um, I played uh, Blind Forest right before it and was like blown away and was like, oh, my God this was one of the best games of that decade. Um, and I think it's incredible. And then I started playing will the wisps and played like an hour and a half of it. 
and was like, not, I just bounced right the hell off of it. Yeah. I just felt like there was nothing. It, it just didn't feel like it was like making me go, Oh yeah, I want to see more of this world. It was like, okay, we're, we're back in a really pretty environment doing Metroid Vania. <laughs> and, and I, I don't know. I, as I was playing it, the thought that kept going through my head was I should go back and play hollow Knight and actually finish it. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think, I think it can go. Okay. Bye bye Ori. I do intend to go back and play it eventually. And maybe I'll say, Oh my God, we made a mistake. This game is wonderful, but the ending sounds like it sucks. So I don't know. Uh, does anyone else have anything that only they're pulling for that they feel all right, taking off the list? Um, or that you think you're the only one pulling for. We could probably cut when the past was around. That the one about the lady with dementia? No, that's a different okay. one. But okay, um, that's before I forget. Of course, yes. Uh, when the past was around is kind of the adventure gamey one. That's two D hand drawn art with the lady and the owl man. Um, oh yeah, yeah beautiful game oh it's, yeah right. it's really 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 gorgeous and the story yeah. is really good uh i like pretty much everything about it um I like it's it's excellent um i don't think it's on my top 10 is the only reason i'm not pushing for it yeah I, it's not but like it's it's a hundred percent worth playing and like i intend to play it yeah like it's great the, the music is really good the music works into the story uh yeah. the story it's telling is nice uh it does have a few issues like um there will be some big story moments where it's supposed to be really impactful and like something heartbreaking happens and then immediately you're solving a puzzle and it's like oh uh <laughs> if like if you're not if you don't figure out the puzzle immediately like sometimes the puzzles can be tough it's like the it's not immediately apparent and it's just like oh well that kind of broke up the pacing of what was happening here like those moments kind of pulled it away from being excellent to me but i think overall it's really well designed puzzle game really good music really beautiful art and a good story that's worth worth seeing um i think uh i will for a thing that i think only where i'm pulling for we can probably cut call of the sea yeah, um, I think that game is uh, in the sort of cavalcade of Lovecraft inspired games that have come out over the last couple of years. I think it may be the best one. Um, well, I shouldn't say that because I don't think it's better than Amnesia Rebirth and that's kind of what Amnesia does too. But mm. um, Call of the Sea is a really cool twist on the Lovecraft story formula. Um, and I think if you are someone like, I see that you played it, Alex, I actually would, would fervently recommend it to people like you who have expressed displeasure, like distaste for those stories in the past, because I think it does some really interesting things with those concepts narratively. And I think it's also like a really cool curated, but also more intuitive mist like kind of thing, um, where the puzzles are interesting and engaging they're not particularly hard so it's but but i don't think it's going to make it's probably my number 11 but i don't think it's going to make our top 10 yeah I, like i think the visuals are really good and the voice acting it's was really beautiful. good like, yeah the music was really good the puzzles were fun mm-hmm. like the puzzle where you have to kind of uh 
push the buttons on the ground was fun with this constellation y kind of things with mm-hmm, the stars. Mm-hmm. Like that one yeah. was fun. That's not too spoilery. Um for me, like I felt it was it did a lot of telling and not enough showing sometimes. Like I felt like the voice acting almost did it a disservice where like Just, the, yeah. the main voice actor is like voicing everything that's happening. It's like yeah. boy, that was a long walk up that hill. Boy, that was boy howdy, like, oh, what happened here? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Like she's constantly talking to herself, which is fine, but like sometimes it was a little bit too much to me. Yeah. It's like yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's it's overall good, but I, I agree that it probably doesn't hang for the kind of stuff we have left. Yeah. Um really interesting choice at the end of the game that was like actually thought provoking and and I didn't get made there. me I got Yeah, I think you through. I think you should finish it off if you can find time to because it um it wraps itself up really, really effectively, I think. Yeah. Uh, and if we're on the note of games that we can cut of our own, um, this is going to be really fucking hard for me, but we can do Sakuya Izioi gives you advice and dabs. <laughs> Nitori Kawashiro offers you an advice in exchange for cucumbers and okay. eats the cucumbers. <laughs> okay. Um, and like the reason that game existed up until this point, and it wasn't a first round cut. Um, it's surprisingly like you would expect with its name. I think we mentioned this on the cast that you would expect it to be Mimi and dumb and like just pointless, but it is actually surprisingly like really earnest and uh, like it's trying to genuinely give helpful advice for people who might be down or anxious or depressed or just otherwise struggling. Like it's the kind of thing where it's telling you like, Hey, if you're struggling with feelings of depression or feelings of anxiety or you're not doing okay, like look into cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy, like talk to people, do these things. Like it's offering you actual meditative advice. It's saying like, Hey, these are things that you could try. Maybe it'll work for you. Maybe it won't. But like, it's actually really, really earnest. And, uh, for a $1 game that is basically just, it has kind of terrible art and the punchline is that she dabs when things go well. Like it it has more to it than you would expect. Like, yes, it was on here kind of as a joke, but it's also, it's worth looking at. It's, it's good. All right, cool. Uh, Allison, do you, did, did we cover if you have anything you're willing to cut? Um, I actually don't have myself listed as playing it, but Alex, what do we think about going under as being um, that game's really sticking good. on this list? Yeah, I think it's a I really, really good game too, but it's it, it's a really amazing game that came out at a really unfortunate time because um, it came out like the same week period as the both Hades, like both Hades and Spelunky two, like and it um, like it just it yeah it, its timing could not have been worse for its success like. In, it, it actually shares a lot of design decisions with Hades, like including its narrative structure, like mm-hmm. the way you're going in doing runs and then stuff happens when you come back, even if you don't like win the run, like it actually had that too. And like, it's also really, really, really hard. <laughs> like That's, surprisingly, honestly, maybe my issue with it is like, I think that the, the story is interesting. The aesthetics are interesting, but I feel like, I don't know if the, gameplay is quite there especially comparing it to something like Hades and it was definitely hard enough where nothing would happen in the overworld 
even though I did several runs in a row because it was just like I'm not good enough to keep to get much progress. Yeah. I think so the it was kind of like good, but it's basically Dark Souls. Like it's <laughs> I mean like, it's not mechanically like on a level with Dark Souls, so it it's similar. I don't think it's exactly the same, but like in it's, terms of it's just the feel, animation priority and yeah, it's, stuff yeah. like that. And, like the weapon durability was annoying, but like I think in terms of how it played, it was pretty fair. Oh, it's Dark it, Souls it's two. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it is Dark Souls. Dark Souls, Souls joke for for y'all fans out there. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I liked it more than I liked Hades, but I think we can cut it. Yeah, I, uh, you are not going to get traction with that with this group. I know. I'm just, I'm just I saying respect that, it. I respect yeah, it. And just uh, personally, I enjoyed my time with yeah, it more because yeah, yeah. I yeah yes. for, for reasons yeah. we'll get into. Yeah. Um, Sam, is there anything you would like to cut? Like just um, like easy, like you're the only person, or uh, anything you think that's just like, only one of those games left, um, and I don't want to cut it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, how do we feel about Tell Me Why? Uh, the, I, I think played, it can go. I played the first chapter. I think I it's think good. It can go. Yeah. Okay. It's, I don't think there's any reason. It's fine. Long chapter, but it. I think it's it fine. It, it. It's fine. It's like you know. It's quality. It's another for, one of those. But it's yes. But also, it's just like another one of those. And with like how much they were pushing it in their narrative, it just feels like. Oh, this was like a marketing stunt, basically. And I, I don't think they made it like they designed it as a marketing thing, but maybe that kind of hurt it. And like I think they made some smart decisions around like, oh, here's a fact, like, is there transphobia? Like there's like yeah. little bits, but it's not like overt and like that's not a game about transphobia necessarily and like things like that. But the story was kind of like, eh, it's fine, but nothing to write home about. Yeah, that's kind and of. I absolutely would across. recommend people play if you have some time. Cause it's on Game Pass. Yeah, uh, I I did enjoy it. Like I played the first chapter and wanted to play more, but mm-hmm. like other things were more of a priority. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm just gonna say we can take Left on Red off of oh, here. God. Uh, yes, I was wondering when we would get to that. Uh, like I think it's interesting as a piece of like you know, 2020 narrative fiction about 2020. Um, yeah. But like, you know, it's one of just like a thing I saw that was on steam. I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe this is, but it's not like it, anything. It's really special or noteworthy. Yeah. It, it is nice as a moment and time kind of thing. Uh, but in terms of mechanics and just uh, even the story it's telling, it doesn't really nail it that much i would say mm-hmm. like it's yeah. worth a play but it's not not top tier and it's a, it's yeah, a good premise it's like the the only part that curiosity. i found the only part i found really effective is like that if you go through it again and get that other ending mm-hmm. which was basically you send no a text message that. to someone and they never reply and you never the game mm-hmm. never ends until you leave it yeah that was good but other than that yeah i don't i, I think it was just okay mm-hmm um, I think we're starting to get into some tougher cuts. Uh, yeah, I th- I think we can take Ghosts of Tsushima off this list. Uh, Who played but it? Nobody. Uh, me, Pat, Sam. Sam agrees. Pat's not here. 
Uh, but I think even he fell off. Like he didn't lose. I the played first it too, island. and I fell okay. off pretty quickly too. Yeah, like, I didn't I, lose the first island. I think it's real pretty. I, yeah, I it's don't very like pretty. It's gorgeous, and it's it, mm. yeah. I think it, the it, kind of boring. It takes a long time to uh, get used to the combat, and like every time I come back, I'm like, "How does this work again?" <laughs> there are some neat ideas, but like I think a lot of what it does with like stances, Neo does better. Um. And you know stuff like that. So, if Pat comes back and he's like, "Put it back on the list. I played it this week, and I have to change my mind." Then, oh wait, oh, Pat is, is back. No, oh, yeah. all right. So, Pat, we need your input right now, just as you're sitting back down. Uh-huh. Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah, I cut, you got that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's get it out of here. It, I don't understand it, why people love a, it so much. It is a well-made yeah. game. Like it, you know, technically proficient. Mm-hmm. And it just feels kind of like, and also ran sort of, yeah. very very beautiful. Yeah, right. It, okay. I, I, I I like Assassin's Creed Valhalla mm-hmm. more than Ghost of Tsushima, and I did not add Assassin's Creed Valhalla to this list because I didn't play enough of it to fight for it. But I, I would rather play Assassin's Creed. I than, just realized that's not even on the list. That's on my personal list, but we don't need to add it because like I don't I don't think it tracks for like a group list, even though I it's s- very good. I suspect I'm going to play a lot more of Valhalla in the spring and go, yes. oh my God, this was like my number six. Um, but <laughs> it's on my list. I have so but, many but of it, those games on my list. But Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> is, you know, it's less compelling to me than the more recent Assassin's mm-hmm. Creed games. Yeah. And um, I think that the side content in it is just very repetitive. I, th- um, I think if you're there for like, if you come to Assassin's Creed for the historical narrative, maybe Ghost of Tsushima really works mm-hmm. for you. Yeah. So maybe some people but like I like Assassin's Creed for the historical er- narrative mm-hmm. and I wanted to really love Ghost of Tsushima mm-hmm. but for some reason it just did not stick with well, me very much. What I will say about the historical part of Ghost of Tsushima and I am not Japanese so you know mm-hmm. people I know that people in Japan really appreciated it from having studied uh Iaido and like samurai history and martial arts having studied um, the blade I mean, I literally studied the blade. <laughs> I was a fairly high. <laughs> I was one of the. I was in a a fairly small handful of people that at a, at a certain rank in a certain style of Iaido. That mm-hmm. so yeah. Um, for several years, I studied the blade mm-hmm. intensely. Um, a thing about samurai in the period that Ghost of Tsushima portrays is that they were sort of like feudal lords, mm-hmm. and what they did to people, everyday people, uh, the working class, was pretty abhorrent. Um, and in the game, the way that a lot of the characters that you meet are like, Oh Lord Samurai. And they're just like, let me give you this wood and this, let me help you is like, um, sort of, a. they portray Samurai as like heroes when they were kind of like feudal assholes who sort of subjugated the working class and like historical revisionism in a sense. And I think that there is a romanticization of that in Japan again this is from my own research that was is real and it happened but I don't want to like appropriate or or, or disrespect mm-hmm. people to who be feel fair, differently I feel in like the country Assassin's but, Creed does that too um, um to an extent I think it does it in 
Yes and no. In Assassin's Creed Three, you try to kill George Washington, and they portray them as someone as him as someone who murdered Native Americans and like not as a good person. Yeah, but I um, mean, there there are certain times where you're like running around in a world like um, look, I'm trying to think. Look at Da what? Vinci. In, in yeah, Assassin's yeah. Creed, how they yeah, portray yeah, Da Vinci. Yeah, it's I, a me Mario. I think yeah. um, I think you're right, Allison. I also think that Assassin's Creed has such a wider reach across different parts of history that yeah. I mean, and also like it is very much like a fictionalized version too, and especially with the whole uh, assassins and Templars and weird. When I when stuff. I talk about when you know when I said like the if you're coming to Assassin's Creed for like the historical kind of storyline, I didn't mean like oh you wanted you know, accurate storytelling. You just want like, you're into stories set in like, sure. You yeah. Know, a, a, yeah. A I, I sort of took it and ran with it. Yeah, Cause I, yeah. I, I actually kind of took issue with the way that, yeah, the I think, I was saying you know, there's, post. there's totally critique to be placed there, but I just wanted to be like, yeah, I mean, if you're into like the old timey stories of, you know, of Renaissance Italy or, you yeah. know, yeah. whatever, maybe ghost of Tsushima would hit and for you, but I'll probably play more me. ghost of Tsushima at some point. I think it's a good game. Apparently just, that multiplayer is really good, but sounds really cool. Yeah, I'd like to try that. I would play it too. Let's, uh, let's cut right. it though. Yeah. Yep. Moving on. Is, well, I've already it deleted it. it Moving on. <laughs> Dearly departed. Uh, Alex. Hey. Cookie Yomi too. Yeah. It's cute. And I it's like very, it a lot. It's very charming. It's very charming, and I feel like there's no game like it. And I except like for Kukiyomi One. Except for Kukiyomi One, <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> but I mean, it, there, there is so many. Like, it is just a joy to play, but I just don't think it's gonna hang on this list. Yeah. Again, but if I, if you like WarioWare kind of games, you should play Kukiyomi. It's it's WarioWare, but about like social situations. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. somebody gets off of the train. Do you shift to sit so other people can move on the train? But then it gets weird, and it mm-hmm. gets like you go on a date with a cow, and are you going to go to the like the steak, <laughs> the steak restaurant, restaurant or, or yeah. like the vegetarian restaurant? <laughs> yeah. And like you're on a TV show, what do you do? Like, there's like one where it's like you're in an RPG party, you have to make sure you follow behind everybody. There's just like it's a lot of like social situations, and it doesn't always give you the like what the correct answer was. So you're left stewing in like, wait, was what I did right? Was it wrong? I don't know. It's, it's very good, but I just don't know if it'll hang on this list. Yeah. I I also really enjoy it. And I think it's like we said, extremely charming and worth just playing through just blind, just do it, just sit down and just don't think about it too hard. Just be like, wait, what would I do? Oh shit. <laughs> and then it, and then it says it's Wario where it passes so quickly and you're like, hang on, hang on, move me back. I wanna I, I'm sorry, I hit somebody in the face and I did not mean to. Yep. No. But um and also it's uh I th- it's free on mobile, right? Um I think so. And it's uh currently on sale on Switch for three dollars and seventy four cents, which is yeah, where I played it. It's only it. five bucks on Steam normal price. So. Yeah. So it's yeah. like I, I think it's definitely worth it, especially um, if you like those types of games, like kind of like a WarioWare, but <laughs> sorry, also, we were just laughing because Andre's camera, he stepped up to walk away dude. for a moment. And it just, yeah, it's like, oh, what was the Sony dude that it smash zoomed onto? Uh, Andrew. Oh. House. No, it was Andrew house. I think. Yeah. Um, I, um, I can offer up two of my own games to cut. I have one to offer up as well. So oh, you do one, then I'll do one. Then you do one. Okay. I am going to offer up before I forget, which okay. is the one that Andre had mentioned, which is about dementia. Um, 
which it is really good. Um, leave it on the list for at least a second, damn it. I know, I'm just <laughs> trying to be efficient. No, I think it, it's a game that I really want to play, but at the same time, um, my grandpa died from dementia so i don't know i haven't been able to force myself to play it because that is still very like like even though he died like almost i think i think almost 10 years ago um it's still like like as we were talking about it with my family and it is like brutal and it's also very much like i don't know like it I, i think it's something that people should you know learn more about because yeah i i it's like it's 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 really interesting but also yeah like i said i haven't been able to force myself to play it because like i i think before i forget what it does really well is it does have really nuanced storytelling like it is telling a whole story from the but the the thing that makes it really unique is the fact that it's from the perspective of someone with dementia and it makes really excellent use of like games as a medium uh, in how it does that because it just drops you into one of her days. You don't know what's going on. Like you just kind of look into the stuff like you're finding post-it notes, you're finding like post-it notes on the fridge that say like, Hey, don't have this can of stuff. You do it every day, blah, 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 like from her caretaker and these kinds of things where it's like, Oh, you're, you're intuiting as a player, like, this is obviously not the first time that she's seen this, but you as a player, it's also the first time you're seeing it. Like they, they play with that idea really well. And they like, they have these flashback scenes that are really effective and the voice acting throughout is excellent. And by the end, like just the confusion that your character is going through is, is it's affecting, like it's really good. Um, and definitely worth checking out, uh, I don't think it hangs in our top 10, but it, it, it is just really excellent. So yeah, before I forget is really, really great, but yeah, we can, we can probably cut it from this. Uh, in a very different vein, but also a game that's really, really great that we could probably cut it. Um, I can cut uh, deep rock galactic. I was about oh, I to love ask. that um, game. It's so good. It's incredibly good. Yeah. Uh, I think I can't think of a co-op game. That's better since left for dead two maybe um but i think you and i i mean i played a lot of it this year um i don't know how much you played this year alex but Mm, six or seven hours probably i can't i it didn't make my top 10 it's in my top 12 probably um and so it's hard for me to to push for it i think uh if it was a game that more people in the group played i would definitely want to see it on the list but um yeah i think it can go it's really cool. And like the different classes that you're playing all feel so distinct. And like, there's yep. not, there's, there isn't a one that I would not recommend someone to start yep. with, you know? Yep. Like, and it scales so hard. There's like, you can play it as a like chill out and just kind of like grind out easy levels with your friends and have a couple mm-hmm. beers and chat. Or you can play the like deep dives, which are really hard, like raid style content that yep. is, that takes, everyone has to be on point. And all, no matter what you're playing, you're gaining currencies that you can use to unlock cosmetics and upgrades for your characters and stuff. So um, I think if the progression were just a little bit tighter and had just sure. a little bit more nuance and and changed up the gameplay just a little bit more, it would. I'd probably fight 
more for it, but uh, sure. but yeah, I would everyone should play it, especially if you have friends you can play it with. But uh, yeah, but it can go. It's a solid five star game. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, agreed. Going off of the sentiment I've seen in the group chat, I think we can cut Thirteen Sentinels Aegis Rim. Yeah, I've only played an hour of it, and I know yeah. I doesn't think it's great. I, I so. think it's fine. I don't think it's bad by any means. Um, I'm really interested seems like to play a lot it, of, but... It seems like a lot of the hype around it is like baby's first weird visual novel. <laughs> like, in a way, like... So what you're saying yeah. is I should have played Steins Gate? <laughs> Honestly, or, like, the Nonary games, or, like, yeah. Donklin Ropa. Like, it's like, you know, it, like, when you play one of those and it's, like, your first time experiencing it, it's kind of, like, eye-opening, and you're like, oh. holy shit. Yeah, it, it's, it is good. Like, I'm not going to say yeah. it's bad. Like, it's, it's really unique, and like, the aesthetic is super gorgeous, especially when you see it in motion. Like, Sam, you can probably attest, like... Looking at screenshots of it it's and even watching videos, year, absolutely. yeah, like even just watching videos doesn't really do it justice. When you're in control of it, is when it you're like, oh shit, I th- this is amazing. I think something f- I want to play it. Um, I am the only person on earth who does not understand why people think it looks so good. Um, <laughs> but even with that, I only say that not to to dig on it, but more to say I've tried to play the Nonary games and Danganronpa, mm-hmm. and I believe that they're good, and I do someday want to push through them but the art and writing style of those games is extremely off-putting to someone who is not already interested in the genre where i think that 13 sentinels and steins gate as well are better examples of things that seem more approachable even if they're very very complex they don't like dongong rampa is like it's hard to overstate as someone removed from kind of like liking that like sort of i don't want to denigrated so i don't i'm like the thought that comes to mind is like screwball it's just when the bear shows up and starts screaming at you as someone who is not like attracted to that style of art or concert <laughs> concepts i was like i don't fucking like this at all oh, but you'll you'll accept Paimon uh, into your life uh yeah yes i will but 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 well, i guess it's similar vein right like I, I don't mind the like fairy the the like little fairy creature trope from anime. And so, but I can see why other people would find Paimon. Like you just got to get to dog and Rumpa too. Um, so and we're it, saying Pat likes lollies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm saying all this oh God. to suggest, this is I'm going to ignore that. I'm saying all this to suggest <laughs> that th- I'm just 13 Sentinels looks like it does a very good job of being approachable. If you are like, I vaguely like anime and giant robots are cool. And I think that yeah. that's um, a cool thing in a year where there are some visual novels that are sort of striking outside of their target audience, like the typical sure. target audience, you know, mm-hmm. not, yeah. I didn't say any of that to pick on Danganronpa because I'm sure it's fantastic if you can get into it, but it's, it is it's, very it's, good. It is. It's, it's, it's not very approachable. When you it's, talked about the bear pieces. screaming at you, I completely forgot that's yeah. uh but Mo- Monokuma I, uh, is because I'm like I don't even think of him as a bear. But but yeah, like oh, with Thirteen okay, yeah. Sentinels. Oh, sorry, Sam, go for it. I was just gonna say, like, I absolutely think this would be one of my top five games of the year if I had played it. And it's my biggest regret of the year is not playing this game um, because everything I've heard about this game is like that's my shit. Like I like those kinds of stories. Um, but, so I'm you know. I'm gonna have to dive into a few spoilers about this game to 
illustrate I, why I, I had some issues. I, like, I don't I, think I, we need I don't to. Think I think we we're just going to cut it, right? I, 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 yeah, I think we should but, just cut it. Like, I, I'll take my headphones off if you want to talk spoilers, but we should. There's a couple things that we're saying is great. I do want to just talk about a few things, like that. I think you two in particular would find too spoilery, but like, um, so the issue I had. And it does take a lot of influence from other stories and franchises. Um, and listeners, if you do intend to play the game, I don't know, maybe maybe skip ahead like 30 seconds. But uh, in so the first week I brought it onto that podcast, I compared it to a bunch of other franchises, saying it's like Terminator and all this other kind of stuff. And that I felt like it might take a very specific story turn. Uh, and what I mentioned was The Matrix. And that's pretty much what it is. And like, it was full of moments like that where it was just like, oh, but I wonder if it's going to go this way because it's referencing all these other things and it kind of does just exactly that. Like, it's like, oh, it's doing this Terminator thing. Oh, it's just the Terminator. Oh, it does the Matrix. Oh, it's, it's just the Matrix. Oh, it's Steinsgate. Oh, it's kind of just taking Steinsgate. Like, it's, it's wearing its influences on its sleeves, but it's not doing anything with them. And that was my main issue with it. Like, oh, oh it's specific so it's rim, cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah, is that even on? That isn't even on our list, is it? No, but it's not. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So that was my main issue that I had with the game in terms of the story. Um, like it is still really good. And Where's my cucumber? <laughs> oh man, that was a that, that was a bad eats bump. The cucumbers. Doesn't, yeah, you uh, you're right. Uh, the sequoia does not. She just dabs. Um, but, but yeah. So like that kind of stuff about it is what ultimately let me down. And uh, Andre had a good idea where I should maybe write an article, being like, "Hey, if you like Thirteen Sentinels, here's some other media games or shows or whatever that you should check out." And I might end up doing that. Um, yeah, it's good. It's worth playing. Uh, I was pretty. I was kind of let down by it, but. It's still worth playing. Okay. Cool. Um, there's games on this list that I don't know anything about, or I don't remember. I, I I remember like briefly talking about them, but I don't know enough to like say like, oh, should we talk about cutting this? Like maybe Murder by Numbers is that worth I, keeping I th- on for now? I think. Well, if we're just kind of getting away from the orders. Um, Allison. Yeah, we're just. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, no, sorry, it wasn't Allison. It was Sam. Um, mm. How do we feel about Spirit Fair? Oh, I don't like it. We should cut it. <laughs> <laughs> I just put that I played it because like, I played it. <laughs> That's not what I was expecting. But uh, okay, <laughs> yeah. Like, I think if I gave time to, I would like. But uh, I can't. I, I, I don't like an hour, and I was like, "What's happening here?" I don't so, know if I can ever play this game because it's about death and they anthropomorphize like there's animals involved and I just had too much of a traumatic oh, year for that. So there's no nothing about actual animal death. It's no, I know, but but, but the concept of death, sure, and yeah, and and mapping that to animals at all is just something that I don't think I have the the desire to engage with. So. Sure, it, it. I will say those emotional payoffs that you get are are good and they're well written. Sure. I'm sure it's good. My my problem with it is I sometimes don't know if it's worth the whole journey. Because the middle part of that game, like the it's middle, a lot to get the middle five, yeah, the middle five to ten hours are just a total slog. Like the pacing is the problem with that game, where it, it's just resource collection. Like all you're doing is growing plants and like like traveling your boat to places to do some fishing, and like it's like it, it's 
It sounds like it should have been one of those like more like a 2D walking sim kind of thing, right? Like Sure, yeah, I think it would have benefited from that. But like yeah. the art is amazing. Like the animations sure. are it's gorgeous, fucking yeah. insane. Like some of the best Absolutely. 2D 2D animation I've seen in games like like watch the cat in sometimes like uh daffodil like some of her animations are just absolutely incredible um like yeah the animation and art are absolutely the best part of that and the payoffs the emotional payoffs but yeah it's charming but it 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 is kind of a slog in the middle parts all right goodbye to spirit fairer we are now at 31 games, y'all, mm-hmm. down from 71. Uh, yeah, I don't have any easy cuts left. We, we took a long time well, for like the like the so-so games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now we're, um, how do we feel, Allison and Andre, about cutting Age of Calamity? I'd be uh, fine with it. It's pretty low on my personal list. It's on my personal top 10, but it's not... I haven't played it's enough like of it. 10. I haven't finished it, and I feel like I want to finish it before I assess it for a personal yeah. list. And it's maybe I'll be like, "Holy shit, this is incredible!" But it's just—it's a very fun. It's a very like solid. Like I'm gonna sit on the couch and play this game for an hour and like chill out. It has great music because it's Zelda music. It's fun to play. Um, so yeah, it's it's a great game. Uh, the, I think it, but it, mm-hmm. I think we can cut it. The thing that would want me keeping it in the in, in like a top ten would be like kind of basically based on speculation and like yeah what does it mean and like oh this could you know mean X Y Z uh, and I'm the only one who's seen the end of this game and I I in Japanese so I had to go mm-hmm. read like a Wikipedia summary of the plot <laughs> but so I basically I knew what was going on pretty much um, I have a feeling finishing this game is going to make me much more excited for Breath of the Wild 2. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I think it's so a really good I, game, and I think that it's worthwhile playing, especially the if fact, you want to. But The fact that I can't say, that we can't say one way or the other, even like I know what happens, I, that, that I can't say like, this is what it means for Breath of the Wild 2, mm-hmm. is like, like, I hope it means something for Breath of the Wild 2, but it, like yeah. I can't, you know, I don't know. Yeah, sure. And so without that knowledge, it makes it like, that's... Yeah. It's a great game. I mean, and also we're at the point too where it's a fantastic game, and yeah, everything we're talking about is yeah. Like looking at what we have last, uh, Andre, could you do me a favor? Could or one of us could we read what we have left for the listeners at home? Let's go. A summer's end, Hong Kong, nineteen eighty-six, amnesia rebirth, Among Us, Animal Crossing: New Horizons, Blaze Ball, Bug Snacks. Codblopsqua, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Fortnite, Genshin Impact, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Jackbox Party, Jackbox Party Pack 7, Kentucky Route Zero, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Miles Morales, Marvel Spider-Man's Miles Morales, Mixalumia, Murder by Numbers, Necrobarista, Paper Mario, The Origami King, Persona 5 Royal, The Last of Us Part 2, there is no game, wrong dimension. Toho Luna Nights, Trails of Cold Steel 4, Umarangi Generation, Wasteland 3, Welcome to Elk, White Ocean Big Jacket, Yakuza Like a Dragon. These are good games. So I have another <laughs> cut that's a mainly me thing, I think, that I think we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, which is I am willing to see Cod Blopskoa go at this point, I think. Yeah, it is um, good. 
I play the this game's on my personal top ten. I play the fuck out of this game. I play it probably ten hours a week, maybe. Um, yeah. I basically finish work every night and play for at least an hour or two. Uh, but that's because I have friends who play it and we love playing Call of Duty. It's not because I think this is a one of the ten best games of the year or even one of a truly great Call of Duty. Um, I think it's very good, and I'm not disappointed by it. But it's and it's like it's like you're playing it because it's the new Call of Duty, yes, not because the, it's the best Call of Duty, right? Um, I would. The thing that makes it so satisfying to continue to play is. Um, I would happily play Fortnite with the same group of people. I'll say for like the same amount of time, basically like it's a game that has actually, I don't even know if that's true. I might not say that thing about call of duty these days is it has such a great progression for the multiplayer. And there's always something you can work on. There's always some cool looking camo you can grind for. There's always an, an uh, a weapon to level up. So it's great from that perspective of just making you always want to play it. But I think last year's game was better um, as much as I like this game, I think that last year's game was better. And I think Alex and I like it for maybe different reasons. And I don't know that either of us would push it for the top 10 really hard. So, yeah, I don't think I would push it for the top 10, even though like, I think there are, they've made improvements to it in a lot of ways. I think they've also mm-hmm. taken a few step back, steps back in a lot of totally. ways, but like, yep. I think overall it's one of the stronger entries that we've seen in a few years. Like, especially yes. if you go back to like what world war two was like, that oh, was, that was like yeah. 20 steps back, but this one feels like yeah. they're, they're making some right choices and it, it is mm-hmm. good, but I don't think we need to, it, it's not special enough that we need to put in top 10, but man, the fact that it has a hitman level in a call of duty game is still wild. It's <laughs> like, interesting. It's really yeah. cool that they, they, they looked at other studios and series and like took some cool ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I think that stuff is very interesting and very neat. Um, there's, I will say the one spoiler thing that I want to say about it, that's pretty cool. Uh, and I don't think anyone needs to take their headphones off for this. Yeah. Even if you're listening, you probably don't. Um, but there, the final level does a bunch of like trippy mind game shit. Oh yeah. That's and you're cool. like, you're basically like following the instructions of one of the characters who's telling you to like work through a memory that you have. That's like an implanted memory. And if you disobey him and go in a certain direction, at one point there's a cave you can go into and he gets pissed off at you. And then zombies start attacking you yeah, from the like zombies from mode. The zombie mode. <laughs> like, and it's great. actually kind of scary because they're like running out of the dark at you in yeah, this pitch like, black cave. You just see their glowing eyes first and then you see yeah, their bodies. Like it's, it's, pretty good. it's actually really good. Yeah. It's that effective. Moment, that was a funny moment. I liked that one. Um, all right. Uh, so I'm going to say two things here. Oh. We need to change up our format for how we're doing this like from here on. And also, we should clap so Allison's second recording can. Oh yeah, we should clap. Um, I, I have more I can take off. So whenever, whenever. we'll yeah, we're gonna, gonna uh, we'll we'll get to it. All right, I'm going to say, let's change up what we're doing a little bit instead of cutting just willy nilly. Because if we're just going to cut down to ten, that's going to take much longer than if we go around and we each nominate some things that we can move to a. We think this should be like we feel strongly about this being on a top ten okay. shortlist. And this is not form. this is yeah this is not binding. This does not mean this is for sure going to be on here. But it is like I this is important and I think it should be on this list. So let's uh, let's start with that, and then we'll do some more cuts after that, and then we'll come back and we'll add. Okay, cool. So. Um, first is going to be Pat 
which of these 30, 29 games do you feel strongly about putting on a top 10 Like list? all of the ones that I feel strongly about? No, one. Just one? Uh, Umarangi Generation. Okay. Umarangi, I can't do the thing. It's not yeah. just Umarangi. It's a the way they it, do it in the intro, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. God, that fucking sound is so. C- and you start the game, and it's like Umarangi. And yeah. it, it's oh, it's so good. Uh, this is uh, this is tough, uh, Allison. Uh, I'm gonna go with Hades. Where are we putting these? Uh, we have a short list in our game of the year tab. Oh, there's a tab for them. Okay. Oh, I was just gonna say, can we just bolt them? I have. I'm moving them into the short list on the other. Gotcha. Tab. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see. Okay. I see. I see. Um, okay. Well, Alex, can you? Are you able to make a make a nomination? I'm bolding them as well because that way we can yeah. see uh-huh. <laughs> what yes, we've moved yes, over. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Necrobarista. Okay. Uh, Sam. Uh, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales for the PlayStation 5 by Sony and Computer Entertainment. Okay. Marvel games. I will write all of that. There's something you missed in that. What, the trademark? No. What do we always say when we name a PS5 game? Sorry, Andre. It is on PS. It is on PS4. To be fair, I, I don't know. Sam what is, is nominating the PlayStation Five uh, version. Okay, of, sorry. He's nominating the Marvel Spider-Man opening, opening bracket. Morales. Opening bracket PS5 closing bracket. Got it. Yes. Yes. Opening so bracket. Sorry, PlayStation Fives, Marvels, <laughs> Spider-Man. I, I have not played Morales. the PS4 version, so I cannot tell you okay, if it I, is as good. I, right. yeah, looking I at my PlayStation Four makes me sick. <laughs> <laughs> Like the Slipknot song. <laughs> S-I-C indeed. Yeah. Right, Andre? My fingers into my eyes indeed. Andre, what are you putting up? <laughs> what it feels like looking at a game on the That's PlayStation the 4 song. Pro. Oh, uh, God. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to... God, there's... Mm, I know, it's hard. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. There you go. I was going to say, no one said Seven Remake yet. That was going to be my next one if Andre didn't there, say it. There are a bunch of games we just haven't talked about. And it feels like those are the ones we should probably be expecting people to like. Yeah, the, <laughs> like this is like not this doesn't even have to be your game of the year necessarily, but mm. something you feel is like I need this on this list or like on the group list for whatever <clears throat> reason. Um, all right, so we've got those. And are we doing another round of it or another another round of cuts? I'm gonna say. All right, and then mm-hmm. we can go back. Um. If Pat, you want to start games, a, oh, we have sure. Really come across. Yeah, if you, you want to Trails of Cold Steel Four? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think Fortnite come off. I think it doesn't yeah. hit our list. I think it's a great yeah, game. It's probably right. We've discussed it. Like, yeah, it, it should have come off earlier, but we just nobody it's, about it. It's a um, qualitatively quality game. Sure. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, it's good. All and, these, and I'm all and I had a lot of fun playing it this year. Good. Yeah. All uh, games left are decent. <laughs> I was uh, doing play competitive shooters, and I had like 25, 30 hours of this game this year, which is I, more than a lot and, of games. And I'll say that, I mean, some one of the most fun gaming moments I had this year was when Sam and I were like about to win, and Sam was a little drunk, and there was a fucking like ice cream man building a tower, banana man, I can't remember, building a tower above me, and I was like, I don't know how to fucking deal with this, I'm on a controller, 
I can't build for shit. And it was just, it was, it's, it's, it's fun. It's a fun game. It was a uh, great experience. It's, it's, it's a, we should have won. And, it was 2v1 and we lost. <laughs> more, <laughs> yeah, we should have won. It, more than any other game, maybe on the market. It was. Okay, Boomer. Uh, more than maybe any other game on the market, I think Fortnite is a game that I feel really comfortable investing time into because I'm pretty confident it'll be around forever. Um, At this and, point, yeah. Also, and, we all put money into it, which is not something I would have expected out of 2020. I put a lot of money into it. I put $150 into Fortnite oh Save the World. Oh, oh right, right, right. Because <laughs> yeah. I bought the Legendary Edition so I could yeah. gift copies to friends. Uh, anyway, yeah, I think we can take it off, but it, it's a really good game. Um, uh, in a different it's, world, if this were, I'm not saying that I would prefer this to be the case before I spit this out. If this were Allison and Sam and I saying, what are our, what's our top 10 list? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't all five of us, then I would probably say, nah, we got to put it on. We, we all played it and it was fun. Yeah. But I think that we need to make room for some sort of strong personal choices yeah. that, that maybe not everyone played. So we're like, nominating I don't think the, the local great restaurants, not McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think, uh, we can't not TGI Fridays or Applebee's. Like well, I would say, yeah. I would say Fortnite could be our number 10. No problem. But also I don't think that then trails of cold steel four makes our list. And I feel like yeah. that's a more important game to Sam than Fortnite. So mm-hmm. like, totally yes. fair. Yeah. Um, I was also going to say, uh, animal crossing. Like, it's it good. pains me, but I'm I'm gonna say yeah. I think it should go I, off. Oh, okay. God. I, I loved God. that game, and I think it, like <laughs> when, well, okay. When we're talking about games being important in the year yeah. of 2020, I Absolutely. feel like Animal Crossing yeah. is definitely up there, especially with the pandemic. And I spent I put I think well over 100 hours into that game this year, and and a lot of that was like socializing with people and. You know, it kind of it was it was the game I needed this year, so I, it, that's why it kind of pains me a little bit. But also, I don't think it's going to hit our you know top ten. I, I'm going to filibuster this a little bit. I think if we're cutting Animal Crossing, we got to cut Among Us as well because I think that this is a similar. They're in a similar place where those were both extraordinarily yeah. important games to the year, and we have mixed feelings as a group on them both. And I don't think it's fair to say that Animal Crossing goes and Among Us stays at this I, stage in the list. I think that is totally fair, and the re- I just want to be clear, the reason I was like, oh, thank God, is because I didn't want to have to do like the Pokemon repeat where I'm like, this game you like is bad. <laughs> well, I don't <laughs> think it's... Why. I didn't want to have to do that. I think that. it's so yeah. subjective, you know, so at this point... I think so. it's a great I, video game that I'm willing to cut because I feel we're like, at yeah. that point. The only uh, thing that I'll say about Animal Crossing is I feel like I know a lot of people who just fell off of it which is sad because it seems like it was good. It's just, it didn't hook people in like, um, I, I think, well, I think the, it's a really good game to one? jump back into it though. New Leaf. Yeah. But it's like, I, I, I feel think, like I, I've, I've jumped into it like a few times. I like the majority of those 100 hours or so was put in, you know, right when it came out because I played it every day and I played it for hours every day. But, uh, like, you know, it is something that you can just jump back in and visit your friends and visit like, do yeah, like totally. check in with the events. Um, so like I've checked it. I checked in for Christmas. I checked in for Halloween. I checked in for some of the new updates for the sum, like around the summertime. And mm. so I, I feel what like was it? bunny day. 
Oh, yeah, I mean, Bunny I, Day. I was still but, going for Bunny Day. I was still going for Bunny Day. Um, that was like in the main, yeah, when I was, was mainly like playing. release window. But also, yeah. I do know people that have been playing it nonstop since yeah, it sure, came same. out. And like, and like, I played it for like 100 hours, and I, mean, I did not like the progression. Like, the way they made you increase your island racing by just putting a load of shit outside. And I was like, I don't want you outside in my village. And then when I was like, okay, after a week, Nothing is progressing because I refuse to push it outside because that's not how I want my town to look. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, like I liked this game a lot. I played, yeah, probably like seventy to eighty hours of it in like a month and a half. But that was, I just, I don't know. It, it won't be on my top ten because I didn't like the way they forced you to play the way they wanted in a game like Animal Crossing, which is very much like play how you want. Maybe like if in Stardew Valley they were like, yeah, but you do have to have cows. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like those that was pretty incidental, and you could kind of not, you know, you could move stuff around enough that it was fine. I don't, I didn't have a problem with that personally, but um, yeah, and also like I'm, I'm in a an Animal Crossing group chat on Facebook that I don't, I'm not really active in as, as much anymore, but it has been nonstop active since March. <laughs> so people are still digging oh, yeah, that same. game. I'm in, I'm in a group chat that talks like two or three times a week about cool Animal Crossing shit. Yeah, no, this oh. is like, this is like daily or like hourly Animal Crossing chat. Mm. So I, I don't know. Another sea bass. <laughs> so, something, something we're saying about this um, for two games now that have been cut from our list. I the Isabel Cross Doom Guy stuff that was oh, going that on was, was the best. Mwah. Yeah, that was really marketing campaign. Though. Best, best game of the year. <laughs> best community creation. Um, yeah, that stuff was just very funny. Um, uh, as for as for. Among Us piece. Sorry, that's what you're I was going to say. As for as for Among Us, like it's harder because I know most of you haven't played it, um, which is going to be the case for a lot of my games that I really care about this year. Um, yeah, I, I've watched a significant amount of it being played though. The only reason I haven't played it is because I haven't had a group. But right. yeah, and that's I think, my I issue think too. I have it on my phone, but I right. just and never I, had yeah, a group of people I, to play it with, which is my I think, issue. I think obviously, but like obviously, playing it and watching it are different because as an actor in it, like you are having more agency, you are act like you are the ones having to push the buttons, especially as a imposter. Like you are the ones who have to, like you have to decide when's, when am I going to murder this person? And then someone comes around the corner and you're like, fuck. And then you have to on the fly, think about stuff or like, you know, make up excuses. And like, personally, I'm not a big fan of lying games. That's just, I don't like lying. Um, but I do think among us, like it is, chaotic fun in a way that I've not seen in like even just community games like these even playing secret Hitler and uh coup or like resistance and like these games that I really do like or T- trouble in terrorist town or, you know, like uh, uh, what, what was it? Town of Salem, whatever, like all of those, they're really good. But I think among us just hits everything in a very unique way that I just haven't seen from other games. And I really think it's spectacular for those reasons, but if we don't want it on our top 10, I'm fine with it. It is on mine and I'm comfy with that. But like, I think it is worth playing. Like it is I mean, good it, to watch, but it's even better to play. Yeah. I, I guess I just, um, 
I, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's a tough, I think it's just a tough sell for me because I've played a lot of, I don't like this line of thinking generally, but I've played a lot of similar games and I've had, like, I, I'm pr- I can connect the dots pretty well. And I hear what you're saying about it being different to watch and play it, but um, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I think if, um, it would have been great if we could have like organized a group game or something. If True. if it was going to be this important to the list, I guess it just feels like it didn't become important to the list until pretty late, and so it's hard for me to to see it. I guess on on there, which is um, which is all fair, yeah. And again, like one thing I'll say about it, then we can probably cut it. Um, I I really do like the fact that it gives like the quote unquote good guys more agency. Like the fact that the dead players can still like contribute to the game in a meaningful way and like contribute to their team winning is unique. I haven't seen that in too many other games really actually any, yeah, I don't know, but like, yeah, like it's pretty unique. And like, like I think it is a game that y'all should definitely play. Like, uh, talking about and watching is good, but playing it is a very unique Uh, experience. I'll say I have a couple of groups who are like larger gaming groups and, uh, when I floated playing it, they all were like, yeah, we've played it. It's boring, which I don't believe them. I'm not saying that I believe them, but what I'm saying is it's been very hard. Part of it. That's part of my frustration with <laughs> it. Like, is it's been very hard to find too. It. It's hard. It's been very hard to find anybody who actually wants to sit down and play it with yeah, me. So that is an issue with it uh, is that it's at its best with 10 people and 10 people sure. is a lot of people. Right. And I've never had that many people I could do a game with. Yeah. So like that's a hundred percent fair. Also the yeah, fact so, that it's free on yeah. phones fucking awesome yeah yeah and i mean like i have it downloaded on my phone like just in case i find a group that can do it but it's like i've also never found a group to do it with yeah you know what else is free on phones i know but are you gonna genshin motherfucking impact no it's not what what? Hmm? fortnite oh i was gonna offer if we're cutting among us i was gonna offer a rough cut for me okay Uh, goodbye among us go for it i mean like i did not like genshin impact so i'm happy to see it go um so, so Pat. Yeah. Uh I tried getting into it. I just didn't I ran into just not enough time. Uh sure. So you say that after you get past the first part, what about it makes it so amazing? Like what like is there story stuff or is it just gameplay it's stuff? A combination of a lot of it. The story's really solid for I don't even want to say for this kind of game. This the, the story's really solid. Um it's it's definitely a adventure anime storyline, so I'm not gonna sit here and tell you that like it hangs from a story perspective with something like, you know, Umarangi or, uh, yeah, I don't know. Yakuza maybe. Yeah. Um, but, but it has a really cool story. And as you play it and you start to get into more of having a more diverse team instead of characters to play with, um, it becomes really fun to see how different characters function. And, um, each character has a somewhat limited set of moves, but it's almost in some ways, it's almost like you're building your own MOBA character <laughs> that then you move around the world with, except that the character is your entire cool. team comp. That's cool. Um, so um, it's because each character is good at doing different things and the combat scenarios that, that you're presented with are oftentimes require you to have like a diversity of like how you deploy your, your elemental stuff and how you move around the battlefield and how you, um, the speed at which you're attacking and stuff like that. 
And um, I think that that makes it really fun. And then on top of that, it's a gorgeous world. There's so much to like, so many little things to find in a manner that's similar to Breath of the Wild, but it's also much more directed, which I think is something that for a lot of people, maybe they would prefer. Um, so right. uh, yeah, I, I think it's a fantastic game. It's high, it's fairly high on my list, but it's not high enough on my list to for me to push it as being the only person who played and liked it, trying to make it go higher on our list. I think if I didn't also really love like final fantasy and Hades, uh, I would maybe go, Oh, well this is a passion one for me, but there's already games that are going to be high on our list that I'm passionate about. So I'm willing to let this one go. Um, okay. But, uh, but yeah, it's, I would like to get into it. Yeah, it's good. I think, I think you might like it. Um, it is, the 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 wall that I started to hit a little bit with it is that when you start to get into the more grind heavy aspects of it, it does slow down in terms of like the speed at which you're getting cool new stuff to try, and that can be very frustrating. Um, is that where free to playness comes in, or does that not? Yes, but it's also I wouldn't say exploitative. Um, okay. I don't think uh, I don't think that it's necessarily a problem. I think it's just the the ways in which the stamina system. It doesn't affect your ability to play through the story at all. I think the way that that game is at its best is if you go, I want to play the story and you kind of put it down in between new story content drops because there's nothing that gates your ability to play through the actual quests. Mm-hmm. It's just if you want to do the like high end like dungeon thing where it's really hard, then you have to max out your characters and that takes a lot of investment of time and, and resources. It's either a long-term investment of time or you can play in a much heavier burst in a shorter time by paying some money. So, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know, but, but yes, I can let it go. I might let, um, other people played it. So I'm not sure if other people feel similarly, but I feel like I'm maybe the person who feels strongest about murder by numbers and I'm willing to let that go. I love it very much, but uh, I fell off it. I think it's a great game. Um, yeah, I, f- I fell off it, and it's absolutely my fault because it's completely my shit. It's a game that I, I'm sure would be in my top ten if I had had. It's in my, my top ten, it. but it's like, but but like I'm, yeah. I'm willing to give it up. But I love it very much. I I think the best. So I think the best part of Murder by Numbers is the Picross. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, see, I, I, I like I like, I like the, the Picross and I like too. the story and characters. Yeah, like I, I like Scout my, and I love Scout so much. Yeah, like I, I like the character, but the story is there's not much story actually, but like the characters are good. Um and like the aesthetic and the art and the music, like it is all good. But I get the theme song to it stuck in my head constantly. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> yep. And it's made by the same studio, what made Fall Guys. <laughs> uh but yeah, I, I think Murder by Numbers. By the, it's published by the same studio. I think it was the same developer. Made different by the team. S- like completely different. Yeah, different, different, different team, team but, but same, same studio. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Murder by Numbers is really good. And I think people should play it. It, it is such a unique combination of having story and then Picross as your way of interacting with story. So yeah, it's good. Cool. God damn. Uh, all right. Are we in so order of any form? Uh, I think uh, Allison went, you went. I have like Sam. It's oh, okay. Then I, do you have anything, Alex? Uh, if I'm doing a self-sacrificial one, you, I mean, if if I, you feel like doing that, you can. You I can have, raise other ideas. I have two that I could potentially go for. Okay. One of which I'll, I'll do now because I think we can 
we can cut it because we haven't talked about it on the podcast very much. Uh, but I liked it a lot, and that was the summer's end. Um, okay. and it is really fascinating. Um, so I this along with a couple other games I haven't talked about much on the podcast just because we didn't have time or whatever. Uh, one of which I just finished recently, but anyways, a summer's end is, it's a really fascinating story and it's really, really, really mature. And what is interesting about it? And <laughs> we've now lost two of our people. So they're not even going to hear I, about I think it. Sam, I think Sam so wants sad. to play this game. That's why he's <laughs> oh, stepping away. Cause he fair doesn't. enough, but it's very, very, very specific time and place. And like, it's called a summer's end, Hong Kong, 1986. And both of those are there for significant reasons. Um, 1986 was the year that the United Kingdom signed the treaty for the handover, which is what would stop Hong Kong from being a British colony and be handed back as a Chinese territory. So all of the citizens of Hong Kong at that moment didn't know what the future was going to be like in 10 years. They were like, well, what do we do? Like, do we stay here? Do we leave? Like, what do we do? Like, do we go to the States? Do we go to China? Like there, it's just really a, a period of unrest for them. And I think it's a really great setting for it. And the premise behind it is good. And the characters are really good. Uh, like there's only four or five characters that get significant screen time. So they do a really good job developing those characters. Uh, and my only really real issue with the game is that the first half of it is mainly just okay. Like it's a romance story um, uh, and it's just kind of slow with that part of it. But the second half is really, really, really great. Um, Like it's so on top of exploring the kind of concept of, okay, in 10 years, Hong Kong will not be what we think it is anymore. uh, There's also the fact that the main character, Michelle is an office lady, which is an office worker lady. It's a Hong Kong term. And she doesn't, she's just in a place in her life where she's just kind of going along with the flow, doing the stuff everyone says she should be doing, not questioning anything like very, very Chinese, uh, thought, especially with the work life. And, uh, then she meets this woman who like, and it makes her realize that she's a lesbian basically. And it's her coming to terms with that along with the cultural shifts that are coming around the corner with Hong Kong. And then what happens right around the halfway point is there's an actual shift that happens, like a shift of perspective where you're no longer just looking at it from her perspective. You're looking at the other character, like the woman she fell in love with and seeing how her actions impacted that person and like how things that you as the player or like the reader didn't realize were affecting the other person so much because this person comes across as extroverted and like all this like happy-go-lucky kind of stuff but when it shifts to her perspective and you find out like she's actually deeply affected by it and she's actually really shy and is just like doing all stuff it's really 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 good um but yeah i won't get into how it ends i won't get into all that stuff but it's really excellent but before cutting it there's a quote that showed up during the end credits that i think is worth reading to just kind of give you all an idea of where the minds of the creators of the game were at So I'll just read it really fast. So they list it as their creative statement and they say, quote, we chose 1980s Hong Kong as the setting for our project, A Summer's End, because we felt it to be a time and place important to us. We wanted to represent this time, not because we want to glorify Hong Kong for its past, nor co-opt its aesthetic for visual appeal, 
Rather, we wanted to showcase Hong Kong as it was in acknowledgement of this time. We have the privilege of creating this work in a place where freedom of speech, right of assembly, and LGBTQ rights are relatively protected. We know in our hearts that we cannot produce a game set in Hong Kong without acknowledging first the struggles that Hong Kong people are facing right now. We hope our readers can recognize that there exists an existential and constitutional crisis in Hong Kong, and that freedom of speech and freedom of assembly does not come anywhere without a price. When all has been said and done, we hope Hong Kong will not be remembered as a caricature of its past, but as a diverse and vibrant world city, and that her vitality still lives on today and in the people fighting for the future that they believe in. Thank you. Like, it's really strong. And um, it seems like the kind of thing that could get pulled off of steam someday because it does have some political things to say in there where they really do use the 1980s aesthetic of Hong Kong or setting of Hong Kong to draw parallels to 2020 and the unsured, uh, unassured future of what they have. So it's really impactful, really good. Um, I don't think we need it on our top 10, but like I could also make a case for it being on our top 10, but I'm willing to cut it. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. we're getting down to the, have to make really hard choices about the games that only one or a couple of us played yeah. because we have a, I mean, I'm looking at like what 15 games here that there's a lot of names next to. Mm-hmm. So it's those well, yeah things we play. Yeah. doesn't mean we necessarily think they're no, I know. I, I agree. Ready, so. It's just, it's just, um, you know, at a certain point yeah. we're getting into yeah. the stuff. That's the like tough, really mm-hmm. tough choices. Yeah. Right now. Are you going to tell yeah. Allison, we can't have paper Mario because <laughs> You love X, yes. you know, like no, I'm going to tell Allison Buchanan. <laughs> no, uh, it's just kind of. I, will, I would do that. that, that we can, uh, yeah, can get rid I of Jackbox. Yeah, I think so. Fine. I think it's that acknowledge is fun, and then that I the this the stream where we did it this year was like one of my good memories of 2020. Yeah, it was fun. It's again, it's probably one of the best collections of those. If you want to get just one to play with friends, I think it's a solid choice. Uh, I will just go ahead and say Wasteland 3 can go. Okay. Uh, I really enjoyed really my time with it. It is really good. The writing is really good. It's really sharp. It's funny. It, I wish the combat was a little more um, unique. It's it's like yeah. a like an XCOM-like. Um, That's where I've kind of bounced from it is in a world where I haven't finished either Pillars game or Divinity Original Sin game with Baldur's Gate 3 around the corner, I'm just kind of like, the writing's really good in Wasteland 3, but I have a bunch of these huge CRPGs I'd like yep. to play, and it just mm-hmm. wasn't... If the it, It's funny, if it had been like a more of a like adventure game mm-hmm. with less combat, I think I probably would have played through it. Yeah, but, uh, but I, I think that's totally fair. I kept hitting combat encounters and I was like, I don't really want to do more fighting. I just want to read more of the story. Not that the combat's bad. It's just there. It's not. Um, Yeah. It's not the strongest part and you're pretty limited in what you can do. Yeah. It's like, there are some ways you can get creative, but you can't, it's not like divinity where you're like, I'm going to break this barrel and light it on fire. Yeah. It just didn't feel satisfying to me. It felt more like, 
Totally I got to get through it to get to the next good story bit. So that yeah. said, like I've still enjoyed all of yeah. my time with it, and like I think the the characters are fun, and like <laughs> I rec- I recruited a cannibal into my party, and like he's like got like a fish hook in his like. He's he's real wild. It's it's real goofy. I the 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 thing for people who haven't played it that definitely sells like the tone of that game is there's a part early on when you're talking to somebody and it's like clearly going to start a combat encounter and you're like oh fuck and you're in the tutorial and then zoomed in like Fallout style dialogue and Mm. then in the conversation his head just gets blown apart like (laughs) in in mid sentence and you're like oh fuck. And then the fight starts. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And you feed a cat some cigarettes afterwards. Yeah, oh, so it's it's a cool game. Told, it's a cool. Talked game, about that one I, before. Major Tom. Uh, yeah, uh, I. It's just there's too much else like that. I feel strongly about where I like that game. I I want to play more of it. I want to finish it. Now that I've finished my, some of my bigger yeah. games this year, I, I can get back to it. But. Yeah. We need to cut this list in half, basically. Yep. We have 21 yep. items. We can go around and we can each nominate two games to move over to the final list. And if there's anything you feel strongly about after that, you can say like, oh, we, you know, I want to move over like one last That's thing or hard. something. You don't have <laughs> to. You don't have to move something. Uh, if no, you but I like, think oh, that's I, a good topic. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, oh, I only want to move one well, thing from this list at this point or whatever. It, that's okay. okay. But if you want I, to move two things or for some reason you've got, I need this third thing, then we can, you know, we can make that. If we want to make this an even 20, I think there's one game I would like to ca- talk about cutting first before that. Okay. And at least have a conversation. We don't have to. And that's Blazeball. Because mm-hmm. I like baseball, I contribute to their Patreon, and I think mm-hmm. it's a, a very good 2020 thing. Yeah, but I don't. I've also kind of fallen off of it, and yeah. don't know if I have oh. any intention to go back, even though there's, I'm supporting the Patreon. There's yeah. nothing to 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 be on right now. Yeah. Uh, well, obviously, but that, even but, like even for a while, like I, it seems like even like the greater community i'm sure the discord is still very active and but mm. it seemed like the it's kind of fallen out of the greater like the twitter sphere at least you know from what i've seen whereas i used to well, see, I think like, also a lot part of, stuff, of that is but, that nothing is happening yeah it's not running yeah. I, I but how long how long has it been off quite a like, while like, well, yeah. long several time. weeks yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. even when okay. even like when months. it was even when oh, okay. it was on i had not been back to it probably for a month or two even to check out finals just because like it was like, yeah, this is all fun. And like, I, I knew I would see people talking about like the crazy stuff that happens and didn't feel like I need to be there for it. I would fight for it harder, except that th- it's not on my personal top 10 because the top 10, my personal top 10 are all games that are each and every one could have potentially won a game of the year award for me, except maybe call of duty. That's sort of on there because I play it so much. Um, like my top nine are all games that could have won a game of the year award for me in any other year. Um, It just so happens. They all came out except maybe for last year, but they all came out like the same year. So it's hard for me to fight for blaze fall hard because it's not in my personal top 10, but it's not um, mine either. Oh, well then they, okay. I was worried we were going to hurt your feelings. Yeah, like, I, there I, are like, other games that could hurt my feelings worse than Blazeball. Okay, yeah, we like, can I, I, I want to say, like, I like Blazeball, and I think it yeah. is cool, and I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. 
but I, I just don't think we need it for our top 10, personally. That's fair. Yeah, I was thinking about cutting it too, but I didn't know if all of us would want to, so... Okay, Perfect. so now we have an even. We have an even 20. twenty. We need to cut Perfect. ten games. So I want to take a pause. Not really a pause. Before we move to nominating, well, maybe the right thing to do is nominate things. I am still seeing. I see Persona Five Royal. There is no game wrong. Dimension Toho, Trails of Cold Steel, Welcome to Elk are all games that only one of us have really put initials by for even having played mm-hmm. so i think we're getting down to the point where um i guess i would like to see if those are games that were that the people and i think it's like allison and, and alex really because we know sam's feelings on cold steel really think this is a top 10 game it needs to be in our top 10 yeah. even though i'm the only person who has played it yeah because it's and i have of, three of those so <laughs> <laughs> and I think when I say that, I mean, considering the point of like, this is a game everyone else would fucking love if they would only play it is kind of where I'm coming from to an extent, I guess. Yeah. Just cause, um, I'm, I'm getting to the point where like, we, we just need to cut Toho. Like it, I, I'm sure it's great. I, you know, the little bit I played was good, but with what we've got left and like building a list, I feel like it's, and like it's yeah. kind of like how it how it snuck on here, kind of like well, we'll just put it on, um, and then we'll deal with it later. Like I feel like with the other stuff, it it should just we can say goodbye. Toho, I, yeah, I I know, but like so, there is no game wrong dimension, and welcome to elk. I think there's cases I can definitely make for those both. And Toho is higher than either of those on my list. Like, it is my number three right now. Mm-hmm. Um, even though, spoilers, I was thinking of just not ordering my list after number one. I was going to say everything else is tied for two. <laughs> but, like, kind of similar to Pat, it's like a lot of these it. games could be game of the year, like, uh, because they're qualitatively, like, or not even qualitatively, just objectively things that I found really, really powerful. And uh, Welcome to Elk and There Is No Game Wrong Dimension are both very powerful for different reasons, than, especially compared to Toho, um, the, to Luna Nights. Because Luna Nights, the story does not matter. <laughs> like, it does not at all. Um, there's some stuff that happens, I mentioned in our, on the cast, where it's like, it was supposed to be like some big reveal and like, oh, this person flips off, like, flips their dress around and they're a different person. And I imagine like people who follow series are like clutching their faces, like the cat emoji, like screaming, like, wow, amazing. But like, to me, I was just like, Oh, who cares? But purely mechanically, purely the way it feels, uh, the way the intense systems work together to give you just a crazy, like really insanely unique gameplay experience is unlike any other game I've played in many years. Like, like I like Metroidvanias. I enjoy mechanically dense and mechanically heavy games. And it's both mechanically dense and mechanically heavy without ever feeling complicated. Like, if you remember with DMC, like the remake uh, that uh, Ninja Theory Fucking did. rips. Yeah, like, 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 you know, like that game, if you, get, if you were to jump straight to the end of it, that, it's pretty complex with how you're 
you're holding the triggers to basically switch the weapons you're using and stuff like that. But the ramp it has to get you there is really solid. Uh, Luna Knights is very similar, uh, but it's more than just that. It's how you're interacting with the world. It's how you're interacting with the enemies. It's how you're like, it's everything becomes a factor. Like your character and how they fit into that world is insane. Like it's just one of the most well-designed games I've ever played. I mean, I'm willing to keep it here. If you want to drop, there is no game and welcome to elk in exchange for keeping it for a bit. Um, I still wonder how it's going to make it on the list, but um, what I'll say is I don't personally have much of an interest in playing it. Not because I'm like, because fuck that game (laughs) at all. It's just, I am not going to spend time with a game that I'm not interested in, like the aesthetic and narrative of it, even if it's like super well-made mechanically Um, in the same way that I doubt anyone on this cast is ever going to put significant time into Microsoft flight simulator, you know, like, which um, we can have this talk about in a few minutes too. Whereas welcome to elk is something that I genuinely really want to play because it sounds really good. And yeah. um, And I think, let me rephrase that. Toho sounds really good too. I'm trying to be careful here because I don't want to like <laughs> shit on Toho, but I think for a group list, I'm it's much. It would be much easier to convince me that Welcome to Elk is something that if we would all play, that half of this room would really get would would really appreciate. Versus, yeah. um, it's harder to convince me to put time aside to play Toho because nothing about it aside from the tightness of the mechanics that you're describing sounds interesting to me. I guess. Which um, is totally fair. And I yeah. think if we are considering it from a group list, like I don't think Sam will have a good time with Luna Knights. He has meant he's not here right now, but he's mentioned wanting to play it. The latter game stuff gets extremely hard. Like later it's like latter game super meat boy stuff in some ways. Like it's not easy and there's no accessibility options. Like there's no way to make it easier. There's no way to tune it. Um other than like you can grind levels, but that sure. doesn't change some of the platforming it's, uh, it, and stuff. And I mean, this still holds true as it did when we started like, you know, 2020 like games list, you could, you could make some arguments, but I think with our group, I think it's hard to make the case that it's a 2020 yeah. game and we can, we can relitigate like our rules for like, you know, in the coming weeks, like, okay, what, mm-hmm. what do we, what would we like to change about this next year? And like, maybe open things up more for this like stuff going forward uh, to make it maybe the possibility of some of these things uh, getting on more easily. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think it's also just even rules aside a hard, we're in really hard territory. Yes, here. we are like, in very difficult. Uh, we have to call half of these games. I'm looking at yeah. one, two, three, uh, four games that I don't want to say goodbye to that I know probably are the next four games to go. Yeah. Um, you know, like so that's uh-huh. yeah. So, in the interest of brevity, we can cut it for now okay. because I think in terms for of now, <laughs> yeah, there's no, no for now here. <laughs> we, we can we can cut it at this moment of time, okay. which is sad. But even though it is like extremely high on my list, I think you're right that. The other two that I have nominated there are ones that I think if the rest of the room played it would be more universal. Sure. Um, whereas Luna Knights, while it's extremely excellent, it it's not going to hit for everyone in the same way. Which 
is why I'm also willing to uh, let go of Microsoft Flight Simulator because I don't think anybody's going to so push for that though. to go. It's not a game, not right? It's a simulator. So. Uh, well, it's, so it's it interesting. It's, it's, cool just, out, it's yeah. just outside of my top ten as well. The the It's my number six. Um, and the reason it's my number six is that very thing is I think it's probably the most impressive piece of software maybe released this year. fly like a G6? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, I think... And the reason I have it at my number six as a game is I think that the game elements there are actually really fantastic. The way that it like it it presents ways for you to explore flight is really cool. And I think it is something that you can say, I have an Xbox controller. And like when the Series X version of this game comes out and there's a ton of people out there who have it on Game Pass now and they have an Xbox controller and they think flying sounds cool. There is so much there to tease you and get you into the idea of flying practicing flying around with different planes and stuff. Um, but I also recognize that I'm the only person on this list who has like put a ton of time into it. I know you've played a, f- a fair amount too, Alex, but yeah. Um, like I, I think for what it is, like what it is striving to be, it's essentially impeccable. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's a extraordinarily bright future for, mm. Um, for that game uh, and it's super good but I also don't think it's going to be something that as a group we can feel good about like having sure. like I, I really doubt and I don't mean to speak for you Allison I really doubt Allison's going to put 100 hours into Microsoft Flight Simulator and get a Hotos and all that kind of stuff how dare you no I'm not gonna. <laughs> well I think Allison you might, pans the camera I think how you might, dare I think you <laughs> might if you had the opportunity like i think if you were in that position of like i have an xbox series x and i have this game in front of me you might play a ton of it but with where the things are at right now it's just not going to be in this top 10 um yeah it's fair and it's It's only because of trails of fucking cold steel (laughs) 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 so yeah flight simulator is excellent it i would say it sets new standards for what we should expect absolutely kinds of games it it is it's yeah and i'm like like i say that and i like vaguely would be interested if I had like a really good computer and I had like a whole hotel set up. I think that it would be really interesting, but I just don't want to plunk the money to do that. I'm going to curse it the way I cursed Dauntless last year. Microsoft Flight Simulator is the greatest piece of simulation (laughs) software ever created. And next year we're going to be just like Dauntless. It's like, oh, what did they do? Man, it fucking sucks. (laughs) Um, Just this reminded me, Hotoss. Star Wars Squadrons, Pat? No, I, it's okay. not in my top ten. Okay, good. It's good, but it's is yeah, it's it's very good. Mm-hmm. It's fucking hard, man. Um. <laughs> uh, everyone else is better at that game than me, so I have a hard time finding the fun. How do we feel about moving this whole list over to our uh, sure yeah. our short our short list? Yeah, and sure. Then we switch yeah. tabs. I'm gonna wait. Where that. is the short list tab? Yeah, yeah the, the game of the year 2019. 2019. Goatee, which is uh, it should be renamed, but. Uh, and uh, I'm going to So now we are working from a different tab. Cool. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, oh boy. <laughs> uh, There'll be YA games to cut, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, let's see here. Can we? Uh, I think we should cut Kentucky Route Zero at okay. this point. Yeah. I haven't um, played enough to like have any. Strong I don't feelings like it, way. so I'm happy if you want to cut it. Uh, I think it's. I also don't like it. So Pat, ahead of this, I I think maybe Sam. The reason you and I both don't like it is maybe it's a very American thing. It is. 
it is the most deeply American game maybe ever made. Yeah, for sure. And I think I, I think that might be just that was why I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, I I don't. I don't. Uh, trying to find out. That's for me personally. That comes from a lot of like yeah. high school. Well, what you guys would call high school, that I would call senior school drama classes with one act plays that reminded me a lot of the interludes for that game. I think if you and I sat down with a bottle of whiskey and <laughs> three to four hours, I could convince you that it's one of the best games ever made. Unfortunately, that probably won't ever happen. I hope it does someday. You could just play Fortnite. Um, <laughs> I don't. I think the reasons that it comes off as pretentious are really tied up in the things that it has to say about um, American culture and um, the culture of the Midwest and um it is uh, speaking to an experience unlike anything else that I've played. Um, and I think it's brilliant. The, the reason I'm willing to cut it and the reason it's not in my top 10 is because I just, it just doesn't hit as a 2020 game to me. To me, it is a game of the 2010s. Uh, and I think its message is very relevant in 2020, but uh, like part of me really wishes that that last act had come out in December last year. So I wouldn't even have to think about it in this context because it's very sad to me to not have it on a game of the year list, but it's a game of the last decade to me. It's, it's not a 2020 game, even though the last not act the is great. 20s. And no, it's not. Wow. Um, so, so that's why I'm willing to let it go. Um, it's, it's uh, one of the best games of the decade for sure, in my opinion, but of the previous decade, uh, I have lots of stuff to say about it, but we can leave it there. <laughs> it's possible I'm too dumb for it. I'll just leave it with that. <laughs> I, I don't want to. So what I'm trying to get around to get around is I don't think that's a productive way of framing it because I don't think it's a question <clears throat> of how smart someone is. I think there is a um, understanding it is like understanding a piece of like to me. I, I think it's a literary kind of game. I definitely think that. There, the reason I appreciate it the way that I do is because I've read lots of criticism specifically about it, and and it has been explained to me why it's very great. <laughs> um, it's not that I have some great intuition and I'm smarter than everybody else, and that's why I quote get it. And I think you could come away from it still not liking it, but I think if we had the time to spend hours discussing it, people would probably come away thinking that it's uh, appreciating it a little bit more, even if you didn't end up liking it. I guess, but it's hard to do in yeah the the one nice thing i will say about it because <laughs> i did think there's some good stuff parts of it and i did enjoy that it doesn't hold your hand like if you actively want to learn more about what's happening in its world it's kind of on you to explore it like yeah it's like yeah go go for it do it uh it's not like you can get through the first act in 15 minutes if you want to but you can sit with it for an hour and a half if you want to. Like it's kind of like a museum art piece in that way, yeah, more so than a game. And I, that's neither said as a pro nor a con. Um, but no, I agree so, with you. That's yeah. part of why I can let go of it as a, as a top 10 game thing too, to me in some weird ways. And this sounds ultra pretentious and I don't mean it to, but it's kind <laughs> of like bigger than most adventure games, I guess in the ways that you have to talk about it and dissect it. And it just doesn't feel like a good fit to me for an ordered list of top 10 games, you know? Um, I guess it's, it's a different thing. That's weird. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, Sam, I'm with you. I didn't really love it either, but I, I love chapter that, one. I like, I love chapter one too. I, I love chapter one when it came out, like yeah, I same. got it like the same week it came out and I loved it. Um, but I don't know something about the latter 
chapters just didn't work for me. Yeah. I would, I, I want to play more of it. Uh, probably maybe it's, tomorrow or something. I'll get deeper into it, but yeah, it's worth a play. Absolutely. Yeah. We've got to cut, but seven, seven games here. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Seven games. I think if we're going to cut one, I'm willing to give up. There is no game wrong okay. generation, wrong dimension rather. Uh, it is extremely fucking good. Um, like really, really ambitious. Like, especially for a game made by two people. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, like, I didn't realize it was made by two people until I saw the credits, and that blew my mind. Um, it's like this meta celebration of game development as a whole in a really smart way. Um, it's really subversive. Like, it likes it. It likes messing with the fourth wall in some really clever ways. Like, does it do it in different ways than the first? There is no game. Yes, the first there is no game was a game jam game. Uh, and this was the creator basically taking that idea and then expanding on it like crazy. Like what you see in that is basically the, uh, in the game jam version is basically the intro to this game. And then there's a whole like seven chapters beyond that. Mm, Okay. Uh, and they're all subversive in different ways. Um, it's really, really, really extremely smart. Um, like there's one level where, Andre, think pixel ripped where you're looking at a monitor in a room and uh, like you can, or, or think of it like the game, the room, like that was on iOS for a long time. And you're like, it's the puzzle box game uh, where you're looking at this box in a room, but it's a TV and you're in a 3d space and you can go to all the sides of it and you can manipulate stuff and you can mess, mess around with stuff. And then eventually you get power to it. And then we turn back around to the front of the game. It's a Sherlock Holmes adventure game in kind of like the scum engine style. And you're playing it like a scum engine adventure game where you're clicking around on stuff and getting items in an inventory and like they're having quippy dialogue back and forth. Like it feels like LucasArts could have made it, but you can still mess around with the game by going back out to that meta TV layer. Like when you're in that, like you can flip it around to the back of the TV and unscrew these things. And then like, it's like you're looking at the back of a scene and like you're doing things like, Oh, I'm going to use this piece of glass as a screwdriver and unscrew this part of the UI so that I can put it somewhere else. And like it now it serves a different purpose and it's like messing with the game world. Like it's really smart. It's, it's like, it has deliberate bugs that you're trying to take advantage of. Um, it has some really, uh, funny takes on like microtransactions. Uh, and like at the end it's, it's an FMV kind of like almost like a maniac mansion or whatever. Uh, not maniac mansion. Uh, what was before maniac mansion? What's that a sequel to? Uh, no, oh, what am I thinking of? Whatever. Uh, night trap. It's kind of more like night trap. There we go. And like, it's, it's just really insanely smart and really well executed. So, I think pretty much anyone on this cast would love it if they played it and fished it, uh, especially if you have any affinity for adventure games. But I think we can probably get away with cutting that one for the top 10. Fair enough. Are we at the point where we just need to nominate 10 games, see where we're at, go from there? So we each nominate two. Yeah, that makes sense. To so me. That'll put us at 10. This is not binding. This is not a final list. Yes. Then we then we fight it out about what's left, and if we you know we want to and what's on the list, and like go from there. 
Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Pat, uh, do, do we want to just put the first five games we put on this list? Do people feel okay with that? That would be Umarangi, oh, Hades, yeah. Final Fantasy VII, um, Necrobarista, and... Miles. Miles. So we're saying those go on to the top ten? Those go on to the top ten, and then we're all going to nominate one more. Do we feel strongly um, about Miles being on the top ten? That's uh, that's what I'm asking, basically. Is if, that's, if Sam... that's what Sam suggested for the first round. Yeah, yeah I mean, like, it's, gonna, it's pretty high on mine. Like, mm-hmm. probably number two or three. Um, I had a great experience with it. Uh, I have an emotional connection to Spider-Man games that nobody else has. I would say, like, you know, I named my son after Peter Parker. So, <laughs> so you're disqualifying <laughs> yourself from the conversation. Uh, I, I will say uh, that. Oh, sorry. I'll let you finish. No, I mean, like, carry on. I don't really have much else to say. Just like I have a I big emotional connection to this game. Three of I really us liked it. Three of us played it. I it got bumped off of my top ten. Um, I think it's. I think Marvel's Spider Man is an incredible Spider Man game, and I think Spider Man is perhaps the most interesting superhero. Um, I think Miles is an even more interesting Spider Man than Peter Parker. I did not like the core plot line of Miles Morales, um, and I did not like the ending. And I did not like that there was, they recycled so much side content from the first game. Um, so it's like, it's tough for me because I think it's a great game. Um, I think it's absolutely a top 15 game. I just, I have minor issues with it that just pulled it away for me from the top 10. But I also know that it was really important to Sam. And I know Allison, you said you were really, really connected with it. Yeah, too, it, it's so. top five for me. Um, it's so it's like it is number five for me where I really love I really loved it um and I think that one of the things that I found really interesting is that it took Marvel Spider-Man which was my number one game the year it came out uh and I feel like uh refined that so well that it makes me really interested both in that game and also in whatever they do next because the the combat I feel like felt better. The side the um, side missions I felt were generally more interesting. Um, like there were definitely repeats of side content, but I feel like they uh, just went. It, uh, they did more kind of interesting. Some of the side quests. The uh, missions were cool. The, the missions, side missions yeah. were great. The side it, missions. It's the yeah. activity stuff that's like right. the like, and then they re the, they re rehashed that, but also. I mean, being a shorter game, there was less repetition within Miles. So playing it, I was just like, oh, yeah, this is a thing I like. I liked fair enough. Uh, and since it's been two years since I played Miles, it didn't really bother me. Uh, I I liked the story, I think, I think maybe more than Pat. But I think the thing that is better than the story is the characters. And I yes. think and I really loved... I- Totally. Miles, and I was like very, very connecting to Miles as a story, and also Miles as a character was really compelling to play. Um, maybe I, I, lo- I loved playing as Peter, but like Miles might have been more compelling to play as, as Peter than Peter. What? Um, in Spider Man, in the first one. So, in Marvel's Spider Man, please. <laughs> what they do that is incredibly <laughs> impressive, in my opinion, is 
there are constant moments where I'm like, this is fucking stupid. He's just, they know who he, like, you know, the, like the, like Clark Kent putting on the, the, the glasses thing. Right. And, and nobody knows, realizes it's Superman. And there's a few moments in miles where I'm like, this is dumb. They would figure this out. They know miles too well. And then the characters are like, I know I'm perceiving this. I understand what's going on. Like it, it trusts the player and doesn't try to make you go. It doesn't try to like ask you to stretch your disbelief in yeah, the way yeah, the characters like behave. You know, when when I'm one of the characters of when one of the characters finds out who Miles is, he's just like, "You think I'm dumb?" <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. He's like, "I'm like, not an idiot. Oh, I'm not an idiot. I know you." Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's that stuff <laughs> it's is so great. good. The characters are really good, but I just yeah. I the reason it got bumped off my top ten is I the main reason is I just. I don't like it when games, superhero games and movies invent a new villain for their stories. And I thought that the villain here was very weak. Um, and I thought they that didn't invent a new villain. Oh, I thought you told me that the Tinker. In... Oh, I thought you told me the Tinkerer didn't exist. No, the Tinkerer exists. Oh, okay. Okay. Well then that's too bad. Cause I think it, that they're a kind I don't of, think it, I, don't, I don't think that that, I, I like. I don't want to talk too much about it. Yeah, yeah. The, the, it. the identity of the tinker is different. Got it. Oh, I mean, I don't um, know. It sounds like it might not be top ten. <laughs> I think everyone material, should play so. it. To be clear, um, we can what I just, I just didn't like. Uh, it was only on the PlayStation Five. If it, it has wasn't an, only on the PlayStation Five. I would have played it. It has an it angle. Is, it's on PS4. He knows. Nope. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know what that is. It has an angle <laughs> that I didn't like too of this in the story that was like you have every reason to be upset about this thing. If you would just protest a little differently, instead of being yeah. so violent, then I would be able I, to be on your side. And I, I, I get, I think, I think it that's kind Miles of point of view as well, though. I think it yeah, also it kind sucks. of, uh, <laughs> wrote that, that point where it's, it's, it's tough because I, I see where you're coming with that, but I feel like specifically it's, Hey, you're, you're like, I feel like, the character of the tinker is very specifically, uh, I, th- I think, I think it was really smart to be mm-hmm. a teenager in it because it's very specifically felt like a teenager perspective of like, yeah. I know what I'm doing. I have figured it out so that I don't hurt anybody in the auxiliary. And it's like, actually you don't maybe know everything about the situation and actually, you know, you, if by doing this, you would, potentially hurt a lot of people but you don't think that you would so it's like i feel like there there's an element i i I see where you're coming from but i feel like it skirts that just by by nature of who the character is and how they portray that because it it would be one thing if it was like oh you're you're protesting wrong but it's like oh by protesting this way lots of people will die (laughs) And I think if they had perhaps, I, I think the weakest writing in the game is around the justification for that character's behavior in the end, not for them initially being upset, but that's why it was hard for me is because I was just like, well, I'm not really sold on this. I feel like with extra time, that character would have been better. I think that that's, that oh, so yeah. th- that's why I, yeah, I won't yeah. say any more spoilers, but. I wish that we were in a position where that character could have gotten a much longer arc over multiple titles that would have been more interesting to me rather than put them in the position that they're already in by the time you meet them in this game. So, and it totally. feels yeah. like um, 
the majority of the character development for that character is in like the last two to three hours yes. of that game. Absolutely. Like- and it's already a short game, but I, 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 yeah. I agree. I think that I, I wish this had been a story for a longer game. And that is, that I, that is true. I think that there is an element, like maybe this is just extrapolation of, um, like pretty realistic characterization of her being essentially like a, a complete genius 17 year old, like a yeah. complete genius teenager who is getting in over her head and uh, is like, but at the same time, it, it, it's like, that's me extrapolating a lot of stuff rather than like, no, I think you, I get where you're said. coming from. And I think they portray that stuff. Well, it's just, there's also elements of it that are frustrating to me. That's like, there's this group of people who don't have superpowers. They just have insanely cool technology stuff that she built. Cause she's a genius. And now they're like, they can, I mean, they can like hang with Spider-Man is like, I don't know. Some of that stuff just really, it's just, it's just kind of frustrating. Okay. Me. Well, uh, to change, yeah. change the focus a bit, I can think of one game we can maybe remove that would get us down to 15. Okay. And, uh, it is a game I really like, uh, and that is Mixolumia. Do we feel like that is a top ten game? Because I, it's really good. I think it's in a lot of ways. I think like it's it's really cool because it's like Tetris, and you can, but it's like Tetris where you have to rewire your brain in order to play it, and like it's I find it relaxing and but also engrossing. So like, and I I think comparing it to Tetris is wonderful because it is one of the all time great games, but. I don't know if it needs to hang here. If I had spent more time with it and like the like diving into the custom sound packs that people were making because yeah. I think like that's the thing like the the Tetris effect esque like musical um implementation yeah is like what really like sets it like you know bumps it up and then the like the community coming together to make very ridiculous sound packs like Mario sixty four sound packs or Windows ninety eight disturbed <laughs> disturbed one is fine uh, you know uh, just people coming up with really great um, interesting uh, sound packs that are yeah. off the wall and bonkers what, and the Steam version is good by the way if I had spent more time with it like and like diving into that stuff I would fight for it more but there's just there, there are things that I the feel games on this list. Yeah, they're they're yeah, all really good. Uh, some of uh, them better than others, but if if, if there <laughs> were, I've sat on some of them. But I certainly would love to place mix. This is another one. I certainly would love to place Mixalumia on this list. But there are the games that I would remove in favor of getting it on the mm-hmm. list. I think would make people very upset. So mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I like, think, and I don't feel strong enough about this game to have that fight yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think it's really good, but I th- think we can probably say goodbye to Mixalumia for now. Yes. People should play Mixalumia. So yeah, absolutely. absolutely. It's fantastic. It's, yeah, it's, it's something that I definitely want to play. And yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, it's Steam, so itch, wherever. Yeah. It's, it's excellent. And like, the modes they keep adding like that Dave makes keeps adding are great. Mm-hmm. And like the community around it is great, but yeah. Yep. Yeah. Would um, it be helpful if we did a second round of bolding, not to solidify a top 10 and cut the stuff that doesn't get bolded, yeah, but sure, to frame yeah. a conversation? Yeah. yeah. God, where's the sort? There uh, we go. Sorry. Well, okay. Uh, Pat, 
you're you're you've been first in the order uh previously so <laughs> what would you like to bold bolded oh i have bolded half-life alex sorry okay. for the audio yeah okay mm-hmm. uh allison bug snacks all right oops sorry <laughs> alex um There's none that I feel that strongly about. You can pass. Alex, do you not feel strongly about Last of Us Part 2? I could see us losing it. Oh, well. I know, I know that would be your <laughs> reaction, day. but <laughs> no, but like the thing I'm, about I'm kidding. The, I mean, it is my okay. number 2 or 3. Personally. I know, and it's it's on it's I think objectively it might be one of the best games ever made from top to bottom. But I'm thinking about it in terms of our group list and I don't know. So that's why I'm like, well, I would bold it, but I'm not sure. If and you if you want to come back to it later, uh, okay, like come I'll, back I'll, to, I'll pass mine for yeah. no. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll okay. give it to Welcome to Elk as something we'll talk about. Um, okay. But yeah, sorry. Go ahead. No, all okay. right, Sam. Uh, I'd like to bold the Legend of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel Four <laughs> End of Saga. <laughs> I am happy you're bolting. The Legend of Heroes um, Trails of Cold Steel. If he bolted The Last of Us Part Two, oh, yeah. oh, I would have been pissed because there are games I would have put above Trails for this. But uh, I respect you and love you, Sam. So I've supported <laughs> Trails this whole time. Um, and that leaves Andre. Yeah. <laughs> um, Pat, how are you feeling about Amnesia? So um, I would say I'll tell you it's number eight on my list. And mm-hmm. it's in that spot of my two to nine, uh, and really two to eight. Uh, I have Necrobarista at nine on my list right now, um, which I think is a phenomenal game, one of the ten best games of the year. So please don't get mad at me, anyone <laughs> listening. Don't but at um, me. Amnesia could be a game of the year for me in any other year, mm-hmm. and it could be tomorrow. I might wake up and go, wait, wait, wait. No, Amnesia is my number two. I think mm-hmm. it's a. Um, it would probably be out of all of these. No, I wouldn't. Um, I would not be bolding it next if we did another round of bolding. So I Mm -hmm. think that says something about it. I think it's incredibly effective. I think it's incredibly cool. I think it does some really, really awesome narrative stuff. I think the only thing uh, that I didn't love about it was the ending Mm -hmm. is very sudden and very much like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I didn't quite get as much closure as I would like from the various endings I think part of that is by design and intended, mm-hmm. um, but it's, uh, I could see it, it did. I felt like I had this really emotional experience in the last hours of that game. And then mm-hmm. it was like, Oh, and it's done. Sure. Yeah. Whereas compared to something like half-life Alex, I almost cried not because the end of half-life Alex is sad, but because my mind was so aggressively opened and taken apart and put back together that as the credits rolled, I just stood there and the first thought that came to mind was valve is the best video game studio in history. And half-life is the coolest fucking series that anyone has ever conceived. <laughs> so who just like valve and half-life, but surely you mean blizzard and Diablo, <laughs> but, uh, but, but that's so, so to like kind of in terms of like endings and hitting credits and stuff, like I wish that that moment had hit more for amnesia rebirth. Yeah. And that's kind of why it is where it is on my list. So we, we can say goodbye to it, but I think it is a 
I think I it was, was. I was thinking about bolding it, but oh, you should bold it then. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I I, well, basically, my I was like, am I going to get support? Yeah, like, absolutely. Can I get I support from yes. you? Because, like, while, and this is not saying like, oh, well, let's cut Yakuza right now because you know I think there's still room to move things around. Um, I think Amnesia is like more important. Um, this year as like a, as a piece of media, as a game. It's, yes. It's, it's story really truly is um, powerful. And I think we can talk about it too. Cause I don't know that anybody else in the cast is going to yeah. play it. So when we need to actually yes. make a cut yes. decision, if you feel that strongly about it, I'm with you and we can sort of do some spoilery stuff uh, at the end of the game. I would like, we recognized Yakuza six, two years ago. It was, it was too low on our list. Number two was not correct. Not, you, not high. Andre is right. Her, but, um, right now i loved luck yakuza like a dragon um, i do too and i think it's fantastic but it's i think amnesia is the right call for now for what it's worth allison i think the story of amnesia you would love it uh, i am too scared <laughs> i know though. which is why we can spoil it for you but i don't think you would enjoy playing it i don't think sam would enjoy playing it yeah um but no, I think I'm, that- I'm like fascinated with it but I we'll, we'll talk about it and, and give very you scared. Um, yeah. Uh, so can we cut persona five Royal? Um, I'm not ready to get rid of, well, okay. So it's my number two, but can we keep paper Mario for now? If we cut persona five, Royal? that's what I was going to about paper Mario. That's what I was going to suggest. Allison is I think we have- I love persona five Royal. It is literally my number two, but as somebody who's the only person who played it, I don't know like, if I feel like I, I can put it in my two I'm gonna, pile. I'm going to buy it in the Steam, in the Steam, in the PSN sale before it ends. Um, and I think play it's it fantastic, year, and I'm like, and I think that the stuff that it adds is very, very necessary. But also, I recognize mm-hmm. also that I was the only person who played it. So, so is is that all character? To play it. Is that all character stuff that they add, or what? Um, like they do add like other stuff too. They have, they add. Gameplay changes, they add like new stuff to the palaces, they add new stuff to mementos. Um, they the add that's part of the game. <laughs> I mean, they, they I feel like that actually improves upon it, okay? Um, like not significantly, like not it's still mementos, but it's like it adds like um new things to like new things to collect and new strategies for it and a character you meet in mementos, um, so that it adds a little bit more flavor to going there and adds more kind of goals that you can do while you're in mementos. Um, there, there's just like, a, there's a lot of top down changes um, from for Persona 5 Royal, which is why I wanted to keep it on this year's list because I feel like it's, they're all significant enough that it's not just like, Hey, we just added the new semester, but also I, if you I, would rather cut paper Mario, that's Okay. Uh, and I'm, you know, this is like, you know, these like, are like five games that haven't quite made it onto the list, and they're fighting for a spot. If you want to bolt, keep I'm, those. Sorry, go ahead, Sam. I'm just saying, I would much rather have Persona Five Royal than Paper Mario on the list because I thought Paper Mario was boring. <laughs> yeah, like it's not absolute. Like I don't like funny games. Like we've talked about this in the chat, but <laughs> games that are funny just never hit with me. Like my sense of um, well, you're like, a stand-up comedian, so ex-stand-up comedian. Uh, the uh, Paper Mario, like, 
it just did. I just I I think I played like ninety minutes and was like, well, this is a game that's supposed to be funny, and I haven't laughed. So, so, yeah, so I'm I, just gonna dip out. I I made it. A, I gave up very early. I, I made it a little past the. Bobby moment, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, without being too spoilery, Ugh. and it didn't affect me. <laughs> God damn it! How? So it affected me just hearing no about heart. it. I heard the spoiler and I thought it was dude, amazing. You did the stupid no shit with Mario, heart. where Mario's going. Whoa. Yeah, it's maybe it's because I heard about it. it. That, and also, <laughs> so like, the stuff that happens after it takes like five. I it takes like my five, heart out. It, take, like, it was like five minutes, and then it, it, you're just moving on to other stuff. And I was like, that so, wasn't really paced well. And it comes back. So let me, and it makes you cry harder because you see more bob bombs, and you're like oh, Bobby, and it's like it didn't make me cry the first time. Yeah, it didn't. Uh, so it was just like oh, I okay. don't understand you. So, I feel like this is like destroying my brain because that like I, I still sit good... and just like thinking. I'm like I'll be sitting around and be like Bobby, and it'll just like hit me. I think it was so, a good moment, especially for a kid's game, but I it did not. I, I I didn't like okay, it. Okay, I'll cut Paper Mario and, and keep Persona 5 Royal, but I'd like... For now, this is, there's no guarantees. <laughs> there's no guarantees so I anywhere. Guess, I guess, I, yeah, yeah. This, is, this yeah. isn't, you know, like, there Not are arguments to be binding. had about, you know, these, you know, we can argue about all these games. I guess nobody so. got Paper Mario except me, and I love it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wish I did, because this... If, because the combat wasn't just so yeah, fucking. I feel like really the combat. Really like the com- the, I could just like a, a, ignore the it. The boss combat is really good. It, it is, but that's. Like I would argue five percent of the game, unfortunately. And I feel like the the, the <laughs> combat is like mostly unobtrusive for me, but that was just that's also me too. Yeah, um, I found myself trying to run away from most of the combat because I just didn't want to engage with it. I'm what? more interested to play Persona 5 Royal than I am Paper Mario. I'm sorry. It's it's a, it's a better RPG. This Look, list has Allison, no taste. In my if I if it were just you and I making this list, there are, we would get Paper Mario on the list. We would have some a of really good list. That's still on here. We would. I know. <laughs> I, well, we'll keep Persona 5 for now, and because apparently people. <laughs> Don't like good video games in this podcast, so. Uh, you know what? No arguments. <laughs> um. Okay, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'll do it. So nobody. So that. Sorry. Do I'm sorry. It. Ooh. Do it. Ooh. It cuts. Um, I'm like sorry. The scissors, boss. It cuts deep. <laughs> um. Do you guys want to talk about Yakuza for a sec? Like, yeah, I don't know. Real good. I, mean, I think you talked about it earlier. I think I like when I was talking earlier and said I think Thirteen Sentinels will be in my top five. I absolutely think Yakuza Like a Dragon will make it. It's too. very good. Like and there are a load of games that I was like, these are easily in my top ten, and they're sitting on my like to play pile. I can't. Um, yeah, that sucks. Yakuza Six is so fucking good. So I just have to trust Andre's feelings on Yakuza I, like a dragon. Cause we are aligned on Yakuza six. And so I will go with, <laughs> I will follow Andre with my vote to wherever he I would die Yakuza for Kasuga Ichiban. I would die for him. No, I, I love him very I, much. Yeah, like, I think Ichiban's a great character. I definitely came around on him, but like, I didn't immediately latch onto him. I was like, this is not, and maybe that's Yakuza, because I don't but, quite have as like deep a connection to Kiryu as you yeah. do. Certainly, so, and they're very different characters, which I think is very smart of them to do. Whereas, yeah. like, 
things kind of happen around Kiryu, and he's just kind of this <sighs> nexus where everyone is pulled in. Can I say, I don't, I don't develop relationships with fictional characters the way that a lot of people do, mm-hmm. and I respect the way that those pe- that people do. But usually, to me, I look at a fictional character and I go, "That's a character in a thing. I like them. They're a cool mm-hmm. character, even in like my favorite fiction." But like, I love Kiryu as if he were a real person. <laughs> so it's if you're if you tell me that that Ichiban has any anything approaching his his like. Well, they're they're very different yeah. people. Like they're they're you know, um, like Kiryu is kind of this larger than life. Like you know, he's a legend, uh, literally, um, in in his world, uh, in the world of the Yakuza yeah. and stuff like that. Legendary. I kind of love he, he's like that- this very stoic. Like he never lets on. Like you know, he gets he gets angry, but he's so he's so cool and he's he's calm. He's collected. This conversation is supposed to be about Kiryu, so I'm not going to just they, gush about Kiryu. Well, for- but but it's you know, Kiryu is yeah. relevant because like with Kasuga, um, they created a character who is. In some ways, his like polar opposite, mm-hmm. where Kasuga has no like chill. Him. He yes. he like Kiryu is like in a lot of the Yakuza games. Pro- like I haven't played like half of them, like the ones prior to seven. But like Kiryu isn't the emotional core, like center of the game. He's like it's like. Haruka or like Haruto or like you know but the, him you, trying to be a father or like the children at the orphanage like Ichiban becomes the emotional center of, of the game in like a really because he is allowed to be expressive and he's boisterous and loud and like wears his emotions on his sleeve and is easy to read like mm-hmm. that um and they create like a really interesting, compelling cast of characters because it's an RPG and they're always together. And I so love they, all of they, them. They fumble it a little bit as the party grows, and it's like sometimes people are with you, sometimes they aren't, and like mm-hmm. you know who's with you doing what at times. Like it, you know, it's like they're all there, and you know you can call people in. Like mechanically, it makes sense, but it's it feels like a first attempt. At like them turning it into an RPG, and it's like good for that first attempt at like changing it. And but like that's where I'm like, I I, I want it on the list because I think it's very good. And like I finished it last night, and it made me cry. Not as much as Yakuza Six did, but oh. it was like oh, talk about crying twice. Yakuza Six fuck, <laughs> fucked me up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like it was just like it wasn't like oh my god, I'm like it like. It felt more like I was, I was being like sympathetic or empathetic with Ichiban, where I never, I like, I don't think I can feel like outside of the end of Yakuza Six, like empathy with Kiryu is like difficult, but like I could really feel the way like Kasuga felt and like well, the way he especially expressed himself. Like you said, and, he yeah. wears his like everything on his sleeve, yeah, like in terms of personality and in terms of emotion, like he expresses like to like to a fault, like he expresses. Yeah. Sounds like we should cut trails of cold steel four and put Yakuza like. Uh, like I, I never, I didn't finish it, but I'm like, I really want to get back to it because I loved. I'm yeah, fucking pissed that there's no save transfer. Or I would have started it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it like it has problems, like mechanically, like the difficulty spikes are obnoxious, and like that it forces you to grind like late in the game. Even though I did like, I didn't do 
everything everything but everything that popped up on the map in terms of like sub stories i did i didn't get somehow i didn't get all of them even though you know whatever um but like you know i wasn't like rushing through the game or anything but i still had to like stop and grind which doesn't feel good that's where it's like okay like bump it down a little bit on my list but it's still number three also it uh has a mini game where you have to stay awake at the movies and oh, I like so funny. Re- relatable so funny. as fuck because you're at like an art house movie theater and you're like, I can't, I need does it have sleep. a mascot thing? Uh, it's got, well, I, I, I said Ono Michio was in the game. There is mm-hmm. another mascot. Uh, is there like the a game. sequence with Ono Michio? Or is it just yeah. like, a, okay, it's, it's, it's got to be, it's got to be on there's, the list then, right? Like it's, get, with there's no, we can't not put a game with Onomichio in it on the list, <laughs> not on the list. I, I mean, I'm, I'm down. Um, yeah, I, I would support it. I, I mean, it's possible we can just cut wide ocean, big jacket. It was really powerful to me. I don't know. It sounded like Alex didn't really connect with it. And, um, I don't know right. how everyone else fell on it. I liked I it quite a bit. I don't think it affected me quite as much okay. as you, but like, it, like I really, I thought it was really worth playing, and I'm really glad I played it. It, it had moments I thought were good. Like I really liked the talk between uh, whatever their names are, the married couple when they're on their Brad hike. and Grand. Yeah, yeah. When they're all like, "Oh, these kids are pretty rad, huh? Should we, uh, you know, no, no, we shouldn't. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So like, also, like that whole Mord is like was good. The, the the point where why am I forgetting his name? Brad. Brad? Ben. ben, Ben, when he tells his scary story, that is like oh, one of the gosh, most, yes. one of, well, that that's is like so one of my good. favorite gaming sequences of the year. So it was like when you can, when it stops between it and then you like look around the party, yes. as, like as everybody's <laughs> everyone's appear, just like, just, yeah, everybody's like, yeah, and then they start like going like, wait, what? And it's like it's very <laughs> it's good. It's a really it's, good story. It's a very good sequence, um, and it is a good story too. You're so like, that's that's the thing for me with this game and why it affected me so much is. Um, the the way that they are in command of the reality of those moments is really powerful to me. Um, I think of things, uh, games about relationships, like things like Gone Home in the past, which have been like formative for me in my appreciation of video games. And even in cases like that, aspects of the story are fantastical. And what I loved so much about wide ocean big jacket is that it is the it's one of the most grounded in reality games that i have experienced where these kids are written just they're kid i mean games it try to write kids very, and when they write kids they're like it's a this is a grown-up writing a kid it felt very naturalistic it in felt a really good so way. natural and then think moments like when mord and Coran have the sex talk it's just like i've never seen anyone attempt to do something like that in a game and the way that that it is awkward and honest and personal about that talk was like so powerful to me and truly i mean the moment that really made me just kind of really impressed by it was that moment between Brad and Coran where it crystallized the idea that we sort of in media are trained to look at relationships as they start there's this middle part where you try to figure out if it's really going to work. And then ta-da, it worked. The, they got married. Time goes on, you know, happy ending. And that game understands so intimately that relationships are a constantly evolving thing 
that never stop changing. People never stop changing. So you can get married with the intent to never have children. And then in five years have that awkward conversations. That's like, well, maybe I changed my mind and I want kids. And the other person can say, I don't. And it doesn't have to end in a soap opera way. Not that there's anything wrong with soap operas where then they break up. It can be, I understand you. You know what? I love you. That's the most important thing. And like, we're going to make this, we're going to continue to make this relationship work. And I just haven't seen that in games before. And, it really, and I feel yeah, like it conveys that in a way that's very like both like putting that forward, but also subtle enough where it's like, totally. when, like when you get to that conversation, it's not like, you know, it, it's, it's, it's talking the way that you feel like people would talk yes. to yeah. where they're very familiar with each other where you start, like we start realizing it, but it's like, Oh, like this is, like you feel like this is something that they've had a conversation before. It felt um, so intimate. And it felt very and realistic in the way yeah. that they did uh, it. Might I recommend a summer's end Hong Kong, 1986 because uh, it just, just because we're talking about this, there are some really parallel moments I could talk about that uh, they don't they go a little deeper cause it's a bit longer. Like uh wide ocean, big jackets, probably what hour and a half at the, top end to go through about yeah yeah whereas like uh summer's end is probably like five or six hours so they just have more time to explore and like they do because it is a lesbian relationship they have open talks like wait sex how work and like things like um the mother character of the one person being like i don't accept this you can't do this like and then watching what happens six months later when the mother ends up in an accident and then they have to like have to cross paths like so I'm sure, I'm sure that it's phenomenal in its own right. I think what part of what, what was so powerful about this game to me though, is when you talk about summer's end, it's this um, huge moment in people's lives and a huge moment in the history of Hong Kong. Basically what the reason, the main, like the reason why in all of this wide ocean, big jacket also hit for me is it's just a camping trip. Like it's just, Mm -hmm. there is no, huge political movement happening. There is no, like there's not really any tragedy happening. There's no like monumental shift in that people are coming to understand about their identities other than there's kids growing up and adults getting older. And I think it's beautiful the way that it portrays the, how mundane those moments can be. So I don't necessarily, I'm not trying to like dismiss, I maybe should play a summer's end. I, from what I've seen of like, I don't really connect with a lot of the like art and themes of it, but I might push through that to give it a try because I'm sure it's really, really, really well done. Uh, they just seem like very different things to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I am someone who did a ton of camping as a kid. So like there are definitely parts of this where it's like, Oh yeah, this is very relatable. I, I like, did, I did zero camping as a kid. Like I've literally never been camping, um, but mm-hmm. like there was, there are several moments like, like especially like the bits that, like that Pat's talking about connected with me, but also the the parts where like kind of the awkwardness of growing up that really yeah. connected with me, even as somebody that's never been to, you know, been camping, just like the whole, like we have to walk past the main teens section. And it's like, they're talking about stuff we don't really understand, but we're like, you know, just but also like, fuck them, but also fuck them. But also like, <laughs> but we can't say the fuck, way that it, so. the way that it pops up is just like, it, it felt <laughs> so realistic when it pops up mean teens i'm like oh man this is like bringing me back to yes. when i was like that age and you're just like oh don't i don't know what to do 
And it's like, there are just so many like little moments that I like. And it's one of the things I think I really liked about it is um, it, it just, the accuracy of those little moments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, like it felt very like nostalgic from like, uh, I did camping trips with like my girlfriend uh, at like, you know, as a teenager, like 13, 14. Um, and so like, that was like, Oh, this feels like familiar and, you know, not obviously not 100%, but like, okay, I can like, this is bringing me back to like a time and a place in my life, which is why I connected with it. And because it, it was like relatable in the way it was written. And that was just very nice. And part of it for me too, might be that I have gone on that camping trip from the perspective of Brad <laughs> with someone that I was, I mean, I was in my twenties, early twenties, but I was in a relationship with someone else who was on the camping trip and there were kids on the camping trip and we hung out with the kids. I mean, it was a larger group than that, yeah. but we hung out with the kids in the camping trip. And so I'm sure there's an aspect of like having been seen it from that perspective. It's, um, yeah. it was really, it, it had an ounce of that for me too. Uh, for sure. Last thought before we cut it from the list, 2022 camping fix. Uh, Y'all should Taking watch Allison uh, into the wilderness. Y'all should watch oh, Laid Back Camp. I've recommended that anime for like I, over I, a year. I, so, I want to. Really good. Wouldn't be a bad camper. I since I've, <laughs> I I have zero experience with it, so I'm like, uh, it's not hard. I don't know about so that. the the only thing before we just <laughs> cut it, yeah, it's not. It's great. Camping's awesome. You'd you love it. Drink a beer. It's set not set fire. Yeah, you bring an air mattress because people say like, don't bring an air mattress if you really want to camp for real. But then bring you realize you should bring an air mattress, uh, and then you're fine. Um, the one thing I want to say, we can oh. cut it, but I feel like if we're cutting Wide Ocean Big Jacket, we either got to say Yakuza, Last of Us, and Persona Five are not on the list, or cut Welcome to Elk. Not because I have anything against Welcome to Elk. I want to play it. It looks really amazing. But I feel like, given that you're the only one who played it, Alex, like I need some kind of, and I guess we need Sam for this too. But I need some kind of like reasoning as to why we're keeping that game and losing wide ocean and i mean are we gonna put these other three games on the list above it because it seems like that's the one that's on the bubble yeah and it was kind of the reason we had the rule of oh just because something gets bolded doesn't mean it doesn't get a conversation yeah, totally yeah yeah because yeah. like i had nothing else i was really gonna throw in for right right uh personally um Welcome to Elk is something I think all of you should play. <laughs> yeah, I am. I, the last thing I'll say yeah, before no, I let I totally you. Yeah, no, I totally want to. I, I am positive that it would be probably among maybe the top five for me on what we have left on the sheet if I were to play it. <laughs> I just didn't get to it. So yeah, it's yeah. It's, like it's I love the aesthetic. I love the idea of it. Like I'm very much. Yeah, I need to play it, same. but I, I think I bought it. Yeah, it's, it's. I need to. I will buy it. It's really fascinating, and I think something that it does it, it does some stuff that I've never seen, and I think that's what made me appreciate it. It it has a lot of moments of realization of realizing what's going on that you just kind of get context clues for, like it doesn't spell them out explicitly, and then the points when it does spell them out explicitly, it does so in a really unique way where I all like, if you all are going to play it, play it, I kind of don't want to talk about it um, because it's worth experiencing organically. Um, sure. I appreciate that. I'm actually, I, I have, I just purchased it and I'm, I'm going to start playing it. Probably. I am definitely morning, like so. working on purchasing um, it. Yeah. Now too. <laughs> like it, it, so it's, um, I'm trying to, 
phrase my words so I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, <laughs> it is basically a, uh, it's made by this, well, first, it was recommended to me by Alex Rona of Super GG Radio. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Alex. Uh, it is an extremely Danish game, which is really interesting because it's. I feel like that's a part of the world I don't really pay that much attention to. Um, I mean, Scandinavia in general, yes, but da- uh, like I don't pay attention to Danish media personally. Um, and the game is all about storytelling and folklore. Like, not as in it, it like mechanically it is about storytelling or mechanically it is about folklore the whole thing like Mm -hmm. its purpose of existence is about storytelling and that is really unique Mm -hmm. and uh, i don't want to talk about the spoilers but they no no i don't want you to talk about spoilers i guess what (laughs) i'm trying to get at is less have you justify it because you've i mean to me it's just it's well justified it's more i think if i have a hard time letting go of wide ocean, big jacket and seeing persona five Royal last was part two and Yakuza remain in conversation to bump one of these bolded games off. You know, I think we need to make a call at this point. Yeah. What's our top 10 is what I would like to, to try to get to. And I'm okay with wide ocean, big jacket, not being in that top 10, but I would like us to sort of move into that like space because I think what I'm looking at, I see maybe two games in this that are bolded right now that could potentially go to make room for non-bolded games, and that's Amnesia and Welcome to Elk, and I really don't want to let go of Amnesia. Um, The only game I would let go of it for is maybe White Ocean at this point. So, um, you know, that's kind of where I'm at, is just, I think... Bug snacks. Yeah, I also Very don't like Bugs Max, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> well, um, I think we have to talk about it. Since to some degree, we have to talk about like it. I think Bugs Max is the best written game that I fucking hate playing with a passion that I had to force myself to finish, and then did. I, I, I didn't. I didn't have the issue with the mechanics. <laughs> no, I didn't either. I, I thought it was, it was fun. fun. <laughs> I wanted to catch every bug snack in every area, and I got all the tools pretty early. And like, oh, you was just like, I'm trying to do this thing, but there's no way of the game telling me it's the wrong thing, or whether I'm getting the timing wrong, or I just found it really frustrating. I, yeah, me personally, probably. Not yeah, yeah, I get, I'm not trying to discount that. I think like, are you, <laughs> Allison? Do you feel stronger about Persona Five Royal or Bug Snacks at this point? See, I'm not saying this, this is, is a binding this is thing. A, no, not, no, this is an interesting. This is an say. interesting discussion because those two have flip flopped between two and three on my list sure. for for a long time. So I am like, those are extremely different games. Yes, um, we had, I wish we had the cameras on because Sam, your little <laughs> excursion with the cat and the baby and running around was beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not asking you to pick which one we cut right now, Allison. It's mm-hmm. more, I like Bug Snacks a lot. I'm okay with it being on our top ten as a group. It's not on my personal top 10. Damn. And it's, we're, I, th- I feel like if it's only on your top 10, that doesn't mean mm-hmm. it shouldn't be on our group top 10 because I liked it a lot. Absolutely. But, yeah. but also, Persona 5, I think, is only on your top 10. So that's why I'm asking. It's not because we have yeah, to cut one of them. Yeah, because I'm the only one who played it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not because we have to cut one of them. would be on my top 10. That's I'm, why I was saying like I would throw my vote behind that over Bugs Snacks. I guess I'm asking like, you, Allison, which one of those two games, and maybe they will both end up on it, but if you had to pick one of those two, which one do you think is a better fit for our list as a group, I guess? 
I'd probably go with bug snacks. Okay. Okay. Yeah, like yeah. that's kind of the thing where I'm like, you know, we're doing a group list. Like we, there are like some things like Trails of Cold Steel Four has been such a thing for Sam. Totally. Yeah. Like, and like we we talked about Persona Five uh, the first time we did this. Yeah. Um, I don't remember if it even got on our list. It did. It, it did get okay. on the list. Um, I'd actually I'd be interested if any of you guys play it to like have a spoilery conversation because mm-hmm. yeah. I don't necessarily want to spoil it, but at the same time I think some of yeah. the things that are really great about it are also spoilery. Yeah. I, I just fucked up and so. played a bunch of Persona Five uh, like the year before it came out. So um, yeah. I because uh, I, I mean if it were up to me I would cut Welcome to All because I haven't played it Trails of Cold Steel because I haven't played it. And probably Miles, and then put Persona Five, White Ocean, and Yakuza on this list. <laughs> but it's not up to me, <laughs> so I would cut um, like I don't, how Andre. How do you feel about Last of Us? I, I the more time has gone on, the more I've soured on it. Okay, I haven't soured yeah, I guess on we it. Leave this off the list just because, like, but like the thing that I wanted to talk about with Last of Us, that is why it's really high on my list, is the difficulty accessibility options. Yeah. Sure. They're phenomenal. Like, yeah. Mm. I'm I'm not great at games. Not all the time. But like especially stealth games and action games, like third person shooters, I'm really not my forte. Uh I often play games on the lowest difficulty. The original Last of Us probably took me about three times the amount of time it took most people to beat because I hated the combat in that game and the way that it piled on you. Um, but Last of Us Part Two, with the way that they let me slide up and down the difficulty in specific ways, so like I could say, like, oh, I'm really struggling with the stealth, I can reduce the vision cones. I'm struggling with dying super, I can increase my health. Like, all this yeah. stuff that I was able to do that made, like, not only took that game from a game that I was like, oh, uh, I'll give it a shot, I'll probably hate it, to like, mm. oh, this is in my all-time top ten. Yeah, like, like I, I kind of agree incredible. with you. I, that's kind of what I was I starting the to story. get at. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah, totally. Like, that, that's totally what I was trying to get out earlier when I was saying, objectively, I think it might be one of the best games ever made. And I'm talking about that purely... Let's just talk about it purely from a technological standpoint. Like you said, with the accessibility, like that's a big one. It's the attention to detail it has. Like I don't think any other game has ever come close to it. Like if you do some deep I think dives Breath on, of like the Wild is closest in terms of like how everything works together. Sure, but I, I, I mean, even more just like lower level than that. I mean, like if you start looking at like the animation system, like it's kind of unparalleled. Like. It's like in some ways, I think it may have superseded animated movies in some ways. Like it's doing some crazy stuff. Like they it's couple. Beautiful. No, I just I yeah, just like, watched Soul and damn. I, I'm not saying all animated movies, but like like the fact that they couple like their animation system, which is insane, with amazing sound design, makes for something incredible. Like like there's some documentaries where you can see how they uh, programmatically are keeping an eye on Ellie and her mental state and how long she's been running to affect how she breathes. Like the longer she's been running, the longer she's been doing this stuff, the more stressed she is. She starts breathing with her mouth instead of her nose. And the sound design changes along with that. The animation changes along with that. And like her whole stance and everything, like it's that those 
crazy details that they get into. And they spent like, it's days amazing. looking at animations of horse balls so they could get that <laughs> perfect. Like exactly, there, there's like, like but, it's it's technologi- It's technically impressive, but none of that made me enjoy the game more. Yeah, like I think there are subjective parts which you can feel down on, like story or pacing or like you say gameplay, whatever. But qualitatively, I think just as a cohesive whole, it's really incredible. But so the problem, the thing that I have a hard time articulating, but I'm going to try is. It's great that the, the animations are incredible. They're impeccable. Just like you're saying, all of that technical stuff is fantastic. But the fact that then all of that animation and incredible tech is deployed so that I can meticulously, stunningly murder people, which is fine. I'm not, I, I mean, that's Ellie's, what Ellie came there to do. But then halfway through the game, she starts to like suddenly because she had one instance in the basement of the hotel beating somebody to death with a pipe doesn't matter that I've killed at this point, probably hundreds of people playing as her in the various last of us games. That's the moment when suddenly her hands are shaking and she's upset. And that's the moment that she has the impeccable animation of her, of finally starting to feel like something's going wrong. Those are the reasons why like you, to me, it's like the way I feel about it is like you can have, you can take a copy of twilight. Not that I'm saying that I'm not actually equating the stories of the two. I just picked a book I didn't like and give me the most incredible leather bound gold leafed paged gorgeous silver ribbon to mark my place. And it's still a book that I don't like, you know? Um, So that's why I struggle with statements that are like, it's qualitatively and objectively such an incredible game because I think that the incredible technological deployments are there to prop up a story that is um, extremely frustrating to me. Um, And I think it's fair that that's a subjective element, but I don't think you can remove that subjective element from a qualitative analysis of the whole. And that's why it's so hard for me to go down that road of like, Oh, it's one of the best games ever. It just didn't connect with me. It's, because it's, I just don't think that that the parts that it fumbles are, if anything, the impeccable technological achievement there almost makes it worse. Because it's like all of this stuff, if only it had been deployed in a way to enhance an incredible story, rather than kind of be there while there's so many weird narrative choices that I think are, are such missteps, you know. Uh, so yeah, I, and I think as somebody that hasn't played it, so I don't really have any skin in the game in terms of you know where where this ends up on our list. I do like I do feel like a little frustration with talking about things as being like objective or talking about things as being like oh this animation quality is interesting, therefore one of the best games. Like I know that's this isn't a matter of this is a matter of opinion. Oh and to um, be clear, but for me it's like sorry, to, to step back but for on me, that one. Oh uh, I like, mean it's just like uh, I don't know. I just don't feel like you can if we're talking about games as art, I don't feel like you can like it's all subjective, right. all of it. And what I was just gonna say is the animation is just one of like twenty different examples I could personally give. Like but we don't have, we don't want to take up an hour of our time with no, it. No, so I think but I think <laughs> the yeah, point think, that Sorry. I was just going to say, I think the best thing to do here is cut it because, A, um, yes, it's one of my top 10 all-time games, um, mm, but, like, uh, but it's hard to push something that 
or not even hard to push something. It's hard to have a conversation about a game that is disliked by half of the people that played it. And well, like, I also like, just I, I love the story. I don't think it drops the ball at all at any point. Yeah, I like I like the story um, too. Uh, and like, I think a lot of that is the the second half of the game really didn't hit you well, Pat. And like, I can absolutely see why that would happen because I think you had a you framed the events differently in like to the way that I did. Sam and I also talked about my problems with it over a game of Fortnite, (laughs) just because it was idle (laughs) conversation to talk about. Yeah. I mean, like I specifically reached out to Pat because I was like, I love this game and I want to understand why Pat doesn't love it. And I was like, let's play Fortnite so that we can have this conversation. Like that was part of my motive to play. What you're saying is we drop the last (laughs) dose part two and put Fortnite back on the list. So I think one thing I I I just, we should drop it, but I think I, I would like to say my piece that I think it is one of my, yeah. probably top 10 favorite games of all time yeah. and a lot of that is because of the accessibility and a lot of that is because of the story and the way the way that uh, like I I had no real issue with a lot of the like oh th- th- this person is a murderer and then they changed their POV like yeah like I, I don't know that was kind of I, I felt like I was in there with them the whole time um, I don't know like there's a lot of stuff that I loved that game and i have and like it's, it's, yeah. I, I don't i don't want to break down all of we all have with it yeah i don't want to break down all of my issues with the story in the same for the same reasons that alex you know we could talk for hours about all of the reasons why it connected with you on a technical level and storytelling right. level and it, one thing i think is i don't even necessarily i'm not fighting super hard to cut it i think if the two of you are extraordinarily passionate about it i'm not saying that we have to cut it i just want to get the point across that it is important to me in the ways in which we evaluate games to sort of come from an understanding of like, um, I know we're keying in on animation because that's what we talked about, but even just visuals in general. The Last of Us Part Two has some of the most realistic visuals ever portrayed in a video game. Absolutely. They convey emotions and physical stimuli unlike any game ever has. I had a more emotional connection with the very simple dance moves that a polygonal PS one ass looking character did in, in a level of Umarangi generation than I had from most of the animations in the last of us. And it's okay to look at those two things as subjective pieces. Totally. I think it's, it's the thing I want to make sure for people, more for people listening, I'm not trying to lecture anybody here, but like, Games are art, and so it's okay whether you like ultra realistic, incredibly just like technical achievements, or if you just really like if for you it's about aesthetic, those are both very valid things. And so that's why it becomes so hard, I think, to evaluate the technical elements of Last of Us, I guess. Um, yeah, I, and that's and that's I think what I was trying to get with that was I think it's subjectively f- totally fine to view those things as as impressive and as something that bumps the game up for you and your favorite, but I still feel like that they're subjective. Yeah. Like ultimately yeah. and like even, the, yeah, that's, I was going to say like, I think we should cut it because like Alex said earlier, I don't, he doesn't see it making it. Um, and yeah, he would be okay to see it go. The, the thing I was going to say is like, I probably would have taken last of us over Spider-Man Miles Morales, which is an insane thing to say. Um, <laughs> but like we're talking, well, again, we're talking about like, Spider-Man, Miles Morales, and Last of Us 2 are, like, my numbers 2 and 3 sure. on my top 10. Um, and, like, 
catch me on a different day and I might say something different. Totally. Um, but like the connection to Last of Us 2 is built on the fact that I hate the first game and it connected with me so much that I, like I said, it's probably in my top 10 all-time games. Um, I wasn't a dad when I played Last of Us Part 1, so maybe that's it because, you know, dad game. Well, Joel's a uh, fucking shitty dad. So. <laughs> which is the point. Which yeah, is no, it is. Yeah, Joel's a shitty person. Uh, yes, it's, also yes. the, it's also the point of the entirety of The Last of Us 2. It's, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. The, the Last I of Us 1 like I is... I probably would have made all the same decisions that every catcher in those games makes. I yeah, don't know. I th- like That's probably why it felt like it felt like a great story to me. It felt very yeah. real. It felt real in that it's realistically messy. Like, yeah, it, it's it's not cut and dry um, kind of reactions to these actions. It's like, no, we're doing the thing we think is right in this moment, and then in retrospect, you know what we fucked up, but that's that's what felt right then. And uh, I think it's interesting. Yeah. I, but I just don't. But but I think we can cut it. Like that's why I was saying when yeah. we were bolding. Yeah. That I was hesitant to bolt it because I think as a group list I can see us losing. That's it. fair. That's fair. Yeah, I, I same here. Like I think Alex and I can have our like over the top, like you know, uh, over the top the movie, not over the top like uh, <laughs> the concept. We can have our over the top handshake. As gonna, gonna do a reach around. Last yep. of us <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, like I couldn't be more excited to see. If there is a Last of Us three, what they I don't do next. think they need one. I really don't. Oh, they'll do the it. They'll do it. So I, I couldn't be more interested. Despite all my rage, <laughs> I would still totally play Last of Us Part three because I'd be curious <laughs> to know what they do to yep. continue that story. Uh, um, I like the I ending. The next time around, it's going to be zero trailers for me going in blind. Yeah. I liked the ending. Now that you talk about that, I liked it. It's. I, lo- I love the ending. I think, I yeah. think the ending is a certainly a. I see it as much more sub, like I get why people yeah. love the ending because it's that, subdued. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and I guess it's just. Yeah, I don't know. I think Anyways. the strongest parts of the story of that game are definitely the realizations Ellie has about her relationship with Joel for sure, and yeah. the way they portray Joel's. Most of my issues with the narrative of that game have to do with the characters surrounding Ellie and Joel, not with either of them. I think the writing and arc that they go on is is fairly again there's a little bit of like why is Ellie all of a sudden upset about this but also I still think I can put that aside it, and say I, yeah. it's mostly the characters around her that I didn't it, like. It's a game filled with many remarkable moments and like oh, impressive man. things and riding then, that horse through the fiery village. It, meh. That was yeah, it's, amazing. I, I thought that was, I loved it. I, I was already one of my favorite bits but I did think it was cool. At that point, I was already like, okay, <laughs> like we're doing, yep. The bit that like, the bits that hit for me are like the uh, sniper battle with Tommy. And that was good. Like, yeah. it's so good. Uh, the fear of like, heights, good. walking over. Yeah. The, walking the theater, between buildings. The first time you go to the theater, the second yeah. time you go to the theater, like there's some the, stuff that I love there. And I love the, the homestead, the like. Yeah. 40 minutes of gameplay with you and Dina you just walking around the house. Yeah. How about the like, honestly the, the astronaut moment? Yeah, I think um moment. awesome. I think uh if the game had ended with the like Abby and Lev finding the radio um and and that was the end of the story from their perspective and the end of the story from Allie's perspective was when she collapses in the barn from having the the panic attack. Um then I probably would have overall have felt far more positive about the game as a story. 
Um, I still would have had a lot of issues with the second half of it, but I wouldn't have the same like kind of dislike of it. I would have been more like, yeah, it was fine. I can see if I get it. Um, yeah. So, but definitely. I think we, I, th- I think we can cut it. Also, has yeah, anybody else's document just gone down? No, I have it. No, okay. it, re- it looked like it refreshed or something. Mine says try so, to reconnect. There we go. I'm going to go ahead and cut wide Olympic jacket as well. Cause I think we talked about that and I think I would swap it for some of these games, but I don't get the impression that there's I a consensus on what we would swap it for. I think we um, could potentially lose welcome to elk in the sense that I think it's really good, but I don't like it's, it's on the list almost under the presumption that all of you would like it, but I don't know that for a fact. I guess I'm willing to trust you would, on it. Uh, I would, push yakuza for welcome to elk i would also push yakuza over welcome okay. to elk even though i like welcome to elk quite a bit okay i, th- okay I think that, that yakuza will be like our 2021 game we should have played in 2020 yeah and and i for the three of us yeah. that are going to play it like i, I have a shrink wrap copy of it less so than do i me. well mine's like 50, 20 feet away but it's it's near me i could <laughs> almost see it enough. if i stood oh, up not close enough uh <laughs> i have a copy of yakuza 6 with the art book within arm's reach of me at all times when I'm at my computer, <laughs> just in case I need to hold it and cradle in it in case. my arms and kiss the cover and shake the baby. Yeah, sure. So, so was, uh, are, we, are we okay with this 10? What do we want to swap? Okay. I, mean, I, I would probably swap white ocean for amnesia based on the way you've talked about it, Pat, but like, um, I think maybe Andre and I collectively have stronger feelings for amnesia than we do wide ocean. Um, so I can uh, go am- either way. Yeah. Out. Amnesia is higher on my list. White ocean kind of snuck on there at the end. Um, I think the things amnesia does from a storytelling perspective, like in terms of games, uh, while maybe not as, well executed or like on point are more ambitious important for sure. and more ambitious, yes. more mm. important um, for games and like representation mm. in a way. Yes. And like kind of the stories yes. told in games. And I think wide ocean, like I, I've said all the things I said about how I think it does, it handles certain moments of conversation better than any other game I've seen before. But I also think, um, there are books and movies and TV shows that do just as good a job at that. Mm-hmm. I can't speak. I can't. Amnesia's shit is wild. <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't seen other media that tries to talk like that. Like it wouldn't work as anything but a video game. And so I think I can like wide ocean is higher on my list than amnesia, but also, uh, uh, for a group list, I almost would rather have amnesia there for sure. And okay. Uh, so last thing, the, but we're going to say goodbye to persona five Royale Royal not Royale. <laughs> I mean, persona I five like, Royale with cheese. I mean, that's what I want to ask Allison. Do you think, uh, and I guess I am kind of asking it now. I would be willing to lose to put persona five on. I would be willing to lose, lose bug snacks, miles, at this point, probably even Necro Barista, as much as I love that game, and it's on my list. That um, is the one remaining game from my list that is on here. <laughs> yeah, and so I really <laughs> always should, probably really shouldn't yep. lose that. So I mean, For, I like, would be willing to lose novels. <laughs> I think Miles or Bug Snacks could potentially go for Persona, but it sounds like Sam would never would die on that I don't hill. Want to trade Miles for Persona. Personally. I also- 
I also feel weird that we would have Persona 5 on our 2017 list and our 2020 yeah. list. Like, that's just a I mean, if you thing. feel that and way, like, it's, it it's was already... It's like a point that I brought up multiple times <laughs> over the last three years. It was already a, like, it was already, like, an up-for-debate game, so um, I feel sad that one of my, like... RPG loves of the year was gone, but I'll, I'll accept it. I'll tell yeah. you that I bounced really hard off of Persona Five, and I'm so happy that I did because Royal sounds like it'll be a much more enjoyable experience for me. <laughs> so I'm I very excited Persona to play 5, it this year. I really enjoyed it, and I'm super excited to play Persona Five. Yeah. Also, like I'm, I'm willing to yeah. give that up. I feel like I'm less willing to give up Bug Snacks, even okay, though Persona fair. Five Royal is higher. What for if? Me. Yeah. What if we replaced Bug Snacks with Paper Mario? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing this to me, Andre? That's uh, really mean. Okay, we have a top ten. You're being uh, mean to me. Ignore Andre. No. Uh, uh, you know, okay. I'm just it's a possibility. Okay. We have our top ten. Would like to read the I'm going top to... ten brought to you by Persona okay. Five Royal. Um. Okay. So our top ten as it stands now. Amnesia Rebirth. This is in alphabetical order. Amnesia <laughs> Rebirth. Bug Snacks. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Hades. Half Life. Alex. Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales only on PS5. Sorry, Andre. <laughs> Necrobarista. Trails of Cold Steel 4. End of Saga. What, what's that? Uh, end of it's Evangelion. not even the end of Saga. It's not going to be the end of fucking anything. <laughs> Umarang, Umarangi Generation and Yakuza Like a Dragon. All right. I, I was, I was worried annoying. that I wasn't going to get that, that one on there, but it's stuck on there. a weird list. I love oh, it. I like, I'm no, that's very the list happy I, with it. Yeah. I love weird How many lists. RPGs were on this list? And just to be clear, <laughs> I would have been really happy with this list even if Last of Us were on it in place of a few of these games. So You know, yeah. I am actually like I'm really on board for this list. So Yeah, this is a cool list. It's, I think this is I like how much more of an us list than It is a very us list. From a lot of other places. Yeah, and um, from I've seen from us in the past <laughs> to to a degree. And, and I pitch Miles as our number ten. I, that's fine with me. That's I think it's sure. a really good game. Um, uh, it's another like, it's Spider-Man again. Yeah, like but the differences. The, the changes are extremely smart. The combat changes are like it makes it so much more fun for me to play. Like I do not want to go back to playing as Pete without Venom stuff because like having okay, the Venom modifier stuff fucking rocks. It's really cool. So good. <laughs> it was it's basically so good. like I was, it's like a modifier in a fighting game. They it changes yeah. the whole thing. I was disappointed in the fun. enemy variety. I felt like it was just like, yep, there's more shield guys. Yep, there's more yep. big strong guys, but because of the Venom edition, it made it fun to play through that combat again cuz it, yeah. it was a it was a new angle, so for sure. Yeah, and um, I felt like I, I was playing it differently than I played. Has, but he doesn't. Oh my god! Like the venom dash is so good. Oh, it's <laughs> great! So and when you're swinging like and you venom dash, anybody <gasps> venom up? Oh my yes. god! Oh. And the fact that you're doing tricks to get your venom back up to do okay, cool that, web swinging shit—it's. So I did fun. so it's many so tricks cool. in this game because okay. I'm like, I need my venom, and anyway, so I'm doing I tricks. Think, oh. I don't know what the rest of our bottom half is and the rest of our top half. I feel like there's, there's one game that, that I've had. About. There's one game I've had a gut feeling has been our, num- our number one for a long time, um, and my gut feeling is Hades. So I think Hades well, is probably no. top three. <laughs> Hades is my number one as well. Like- it's my number one, um, and I know, and I feel like I, I know that not everybody is uh, as on board for Hades as good. everybody else. But at the same time, I feel like you know it's a game that we've all played and all. I think it's top half liked. for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, Andre, what are your feelings on Hades? Because like it, it's in the top half of my list. 
Yeah. It is uh, my number five. But it is, uh, th- it is not on my list, but I can see it being our number one if that's where everybody feels. Mm. I mean, that's just a gut feeling I, I've had for a while. I don't think there's as much agreement on any other game in terms of. I, I don't. I don't think this is going to be a Disco Elysium as our game of the year, and everyone's like, <laughs> "No, yeah." I think if at the end of this process we end up with Hades as their number one, I'm not going to feel yeah. burned. But I want to take the time to get that there. I don't. Right. Think I mean, I just wanted to. I just wanted to put it out there that that's the, like that. I've had this like gut feeling okay. in a way that I had a gut feeling about I Disco think, Elysium. I think for now, for now, non-binding as order as a number to, one as Umarangi Generation. What's that? I, I, why are we going to the top of the list already? What are we, <laughs> I don't know. What are we? Yeah. You are out of your mind. I'm just mind. joking. I'm joking. All right. I mean, Umarangi Generation I, is I my mean, game of the I, year. I just so. wanted to like put that out there as like that's what I that's what I felt, especially since we've all played it, and the, those of us like everybody except Alex has it in our top five. So, so as for bottom half of the list, so number you know number ten to five uh, or six or whatever. Uh, how do you feel about throwing Half-Life Alex in at number nine? Not, nope. <laughs> okay. You, you, so my, my reasoning would be because it's a VR only game and that like limits the audience and with I like the way VR so is. I, I, I would like it's to good. play it's, it. It's a great experience and it's high on my list. But if, I, if okay. I think it deserves I, to be like middle... Like, so let me six to four, let me frame it. But, I think it's probably bottom half of our list for the reasons you stated. Yeah, I would like to see something else go to number nine before we. Put, I don't think it's number nine, seven or eight. I can maybe live with, but I bug snacks. Number I, yeah, I think bug snacks needs to be. I think high trails of I don't like it. I think trails of cold steel is a also a contender for a number nine. Um. Frankly, I'm surprised it's not number ten. To be honest, I know, but it's also. (laughs) I mean, like, like, also, it's like the game that only you played. Like, I I, I recognize it's important for you, and I'm really wanted to put it on the top ten because of how important this series is for Sam. But at the same time, you're the only one who played it. That's all I'm getting at. Yeah. Sorry, Sam. Have you finished it? No, I haven't finished it. Which is why I was saying, like, I, I, I can't in good. Bring back Paper Mario. Push it. Oh, like. (laughs) To say like this yeah. is absolutely a definitively better than some other game is is right. it uh, better than Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales only on PS5? Sorry, Andre. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> I, I think the thing is with like most of the time when I have a when I every year I seem to come with a game that I want to push and I'm like this is the game that I loved and I fell in love with it and I don't care if it is just number ten I just want it on the list but I think Trails of Cold Steel is slightly better than that. I will okay. accept so, nine. So I was going to say, okay. such as number nine on the list. Okay. Nine. I will accept to number nine. There are multiple games on this list that I did not like, like tried and did not like, mm-hmm. um, that um, are going to be pushed in front of it. So and I do think yeah. that... I think that the the problem with Trails of Gold Steel is... Trails of Gold Steel is Microsoft Flight Simulator with the HOTAS, but the HOTAS is seven other video games. <laughs> <laughs> or half so it's like, with VR. With the VR, yeah, there's like, seven other video VR games. is seven other videos. Yeah, no, it's like it's like I really want to play it. It's just that I have so much catching yeah. up to do it's, that yeah. I'm like overwhelmed. Like, devoting the time to it, and like I I played the first one and was like, yeah, I die. I really like this, and I like connected universes. Like that's why I love comics, and like the the biggest thing about Falcom is that everything matters and that everything is important. 
Mm. Um, and even though I only played the first five games in this series via oh, watching no. YouTube recaps, <laughs> um, like like I spent like multiple days watching YouTube recaps as like the only thing I did that day, um, because I wanted to know what was going on, and like the payoff is insane. Like it's because it's got this singular author, like this singular voice that kind of like Kondo, the guy who runs uh, the trail series at Falcom, obviously like has an extremely clear like story arc for all of his characters. Or and, he's like, got like a Pepe Sylvia like wall <laughs> in his office. Like uh, yeah, like I have no idea how he's planning it out because he seems to know the exact right time to. Like, for example, in the end of three, they kill off, like, a huge number of characters. And, like, they don't, they don't really kill people uh, in the series. And they kill off a huge number of, like, extremely important characters. They kill off characters that have been important since Charles in the Sky. Uh, and it's, like... And I was there, like, I can't believe they've done... Like, I was, like, I can't believe they've done that to the point where I was, like, well, they'll, they'll bring them back, right? They'll bring them back. They're bringing people back now. And Should I take like, my headphones off? No, no, I'm not. Oh, okay. I'm, uh, I don't want to talk about anything in, in specifics. Okay, in detail. Because um, if you want to, you can. I'll just not listen. Um, I think the, the difficult part. Randy is Orlando come out. All okay, of you would love these <laughs> games. Um, I'm not telling you whether anyone makes out. Although Randy is not a no, it's, um, it's Fells in the Sky character. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so yeah, and like they they tie the main cast to the important people in the world in a way that you're like, oh, okay, so all of these characters are important. And then you're like, oh, they actually explain why all of these characters are important. Like, they were all picked specifically by a character that is well-known uh, from previous games. Uh, and the the fourth game is like... the Basically, the way that the Trails games work is that they're all super slow burners, except for two. So, like, the first, like, probably 15 to 20% of each game, you're like, oh, I was really into the end of that story and how, like, amped up and cool and, like, season finale anime that had got. And then it starts again. And you're like, oh, this is kind of like just doing, like, a couple of days of Persona, you know? Like, it's like doing the, like, the monastery part in Fire Emblem Three Houses for, like, the first 10 hours. And like absolutely that is a drawback. Although in this in the final game, they I feel like they nail the pacing a bit better, like than they ever have before. Um the like a major character is like out of commission and uh a whole there's like whole huge big changes. Um it's yeah, it's it's really smart. Um they the fact that they basically replaced the entire cast and I still love all those characters, all the new characters. Um, I mean, it's great. Based on all the stuff you're saying, I would be fine seeing this game above bug snacks and even maybe necro barista, but I can't do it above half life. <laughs> <laughs> like I, again, like I, I prefaced it by saying I haven't finished this game. No, I get it. That I doesn't know really whether it, that much. I don't know whether it, it kills, sticks the landing. Kills, yeah. Sticks the landing. It sounds um, great. I've watched like I've 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 I now subscribe to a couple of Trails YouTubers and they both put out now Trails of Cold Steel Four ranking is out. What is our Trails ranking? And uh, both of them 
basically I agreed with 100% and they both put it at number one and number two. So again, it's like, it's very hard to talk about this game objectively for me because it's basically been my whole of 2020. Yeah. Um, and I think that in a way that like, I have pitched games before and been like, I know this is just me. I know I'm the only person who likes this. Uh, like Destiny, for example, getting Destiny 2 on our list uh, in year one and like getting Pokemon on our list last year was very much well, Allison like, loved this Pokemon, is for me. So. And this is, well, it wasn't in your top 10, though. I don't think Allison or it was, it like, was like your number, number 10. 10. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, this is, you know, I was like, this is a game so, that I guess are you, appeals to me. Are you arguing? I know you guys would like it, is what I'm saying. Are you arguing that we need to put it higher than number nine? Yeah, I would. I I would be okay if everyone said, "Look, this has to go in number nine because Sam hasn't finished it." But I do feel like it's a middle of the pack game. I like. I I I, I feel I like we got a nine middle six. of the pack games. <laughs> I just. I feel like it's like a number six versus a um, number nine. So, do I think we should put Bug Snacks at number nine? I disagree really, really strongly, but at the I same agree. time, I know that I everybody else is very, like, That's the thing about this one is I would be with you, Allison, on putting it higher on the list, but I think we have, like, a balance here where we're kind of lucky we got it on the list <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, no, that's you know? true. I just think that it's, like, one of the strongest games of the year in terms of, like, theming and in terms of character moments, as well as in introducing... Um, I feel I personally like to gameplay, and I feel like that also. Yeah. Uh, having played something like having played something like uh, Nexamon this year, I feel like that's biggest struggle is that making a game with collectible creatures is really hard after Pokemon. Yeah. Like making lovable ones, whereas I feel like the, they did such a good job with the design of Bug Snacks um, in terms of designing the actual characters and the bug snacks themselves, that doesn't ever feel like, oh, this is a ripoff of Pokemon or this feels like a ripoff of other things. Um, but the biggest thing for me is like the theming of um, of the side stories and the characters' growth. Um, and I feel like also it's just so strong in all in all of those areas that that's why I'm like super emotionally attached to it. Okay, so the other number nine I'm looking at. We've talked about the number nine that I don't want to see at number nine. We've talked about the number nine that Sam doesn't want to see at number nine. <laughs> and the one that Allison doesn't want to see at number nine is Necrobarista. Which I is think it, I think high on Alex's better. list. I think it deserves better than number nine. I, I am surprised that you went to Necrobarista. I, well, I, oh, I just, I thought you liked it more than that. Uh, it's number nine on my personal list. Uh, it and actually ended up getting a cut off of my list. I really liked it oh. a lot and I loved it, but it's like one of those games where I, I it's I it hasn't really stuck with me the way that so, other games have. It it does a thing. I mean, it's kind of why I was willing the justification in my mind for letting Wide Ocean go is Necrobarista is a really great story. I I like I really love that story. It's definitely one of the probably might be in the top five best stories that I've sort of read this year. But what we're looking at, we're starting to look at here is a list of games that are doing really interesting things with the way they merge gameplay and story. And so it's hard for me to see Necrobarista being particularly high on this list because I don't think mechanically it's a particularly interesting 
game. So it's hard for me to see it hanging. Like I don't, for me, for example, the fact that Necrobarista has a great story doesn't beat out the ways in which, even though I think maybe overall it's a more, um, it sticks to landing a little better and a lot of it's more emotional elements than something like Amnesia, the way that Amnesia is melding its gameplay and narrative and and like environmental storytelling makes puts Amnesia higher on my list for me, for example. So that's the only reason I bring it up for a number nine. I'm not saying it has to go there. I just am trying to come up with some of the ones that maybe will fall in that slot. What about Yakuza as number nine? Like, almost didn't make the list. Uh, I, I mean, I, Miles was an easier get on that list than Yakuza. That's, uh, and I think that's a mistake. <laughs> I think that's I also a think, failure of this group. I think it's the order in which we talked about it more, more than anything. Yeah. <laughs> if y'all had bought Xboxes instead of Playstations, we would be talking about Yakuza nonstop. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's because it's the uh, only thing you could have played on it. Papa Phil done and fucked up our whole game of the year. Uh, fucked up our game of the year list by getting yeah, that delayed Halo. A twenty 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 one game of the year. Um, like you know, it it can go at number nine. Like I I think it's top half. Or it's, I think it's like I think it's six to ten on this list. Um, I obviously I think it deserves higher um, but there are things that I think are that I want to fight for more yeah and like this like I I did not expect to be as moved as I was based on like the story um, and kind of where it goes and like I, the failures of the game and just in terms of like not even necessarily failures but like just like the little bits of the weak points where you can tell like it's their first shot at doing an RPG where like the job system's kind of like weird and like doesn't super matter. You can kind of like everyone. It's kind of rad though, but it's also, it's, it's a cool idea, but like it doesn't really matter. Like you can kind of stick everyone with their main job and like, you do need to branch out a little bit, but like the way that changes your character doesn't, really like every job has like a bunch of like class skills or job skills and then you can unlock two character skills which will come over when you switch jobs and those are important but it takes so long to get them and leveling up those jobs takes a long time and like then like the having to grind at the end like in like the last third of the game so much uh like really kind of drug it down so like that's why I'm willing to like see it go in at number nine, but it is really just incredible. And like, maybe you'll all, you'll all see, you'll all see. <laughs> I'm sure I did. There's Alex and Alex. This game gave me fucking chills. Like it was, it was <laughs> okay. so fucking good. Yeah. But I mean, that's like, I could yeah. say that about half life yeah. too, you know? Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. The question I have is like, obviously, Alex, you want to play Half Life. Allison, do you, do you see yourself playing Half Life, Alex, in the future? I yes, okay, I really, really want to play it. It's just that it's it's a matter of I trying to. Well, sure. the issue the issue is like is that it is VR because it's like yes. there there are very few VR experiences where I've been like yes, this is worth it. So I'm like I don't know if I need to 
by the system to play it, but at the same time, I love. Then you're looking at I like a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars plus for a like single a VR game. set. So and, yeah. the reason I'm asking is mostly because I can't argue it up much higher without spoiling what that game does in its back half. That is why yeah. I am so turned on by it. Um, I, I mean, I can take off my headphones. Yeah, but, but if like, you take off your headphones and Alex takes off his headphones and Sam doesn't care, then it's just Andre and I talking about Half-Life Alex, which <laughs> is a game we both really like. like. Half-Life games. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't so I could, I could spoil it for Sam, but it would have no weight for him whatsoever because he doesn't yeah, like Half-Life yeah. games. And I don't want to spoil it for the two of you that are going to play it if you think you're going to play it. Because seeing it and having it... a four to six. Like, I think... I think Obviously, yeah. that's how I feel, but yeah. I have. I mean, yeah, I'd, me be too. Have, I'd be fine with seeing it over Cold Steel Four because of the way you guys have okay. played it, and well, you have finished it. Then let's put Cold so Steel like, Four at number nine for now. I'm just trying to get us mm, put one more game on the list. I, Is the argument that a game we have one game on the list? <laughs> we have to put more games <laughs> on this well, list, y'all. Get we're, trails we're, higher. We're approaching. Okay, five I'm going to put Half Life at nine because I'm the only one willing to just do it. I mean, <laughs> Come on, I, I, I offered it up, and you were the one who held me back. I know. I don't uh, want to do this. Ha- Half Life Alex. Like, I mean, I bought I, I bought a VR headset to play Half Life Alex. And then I played Pixel Rip 1995, and then I sold my VR headset. <laughs> some like time in there, but like, <laughs> like uh, it's an, it's an incredible experience, and like uh, the <clears throat> things it does for like the Half Life mythos, and like mechanically, like the VR stuff is very good, and then the story stuff is also very good, and made made me excited about Half Life again. Whereas I went into this, like, this looks neat. Like, I wanted to play it because it seemed like a cool VR game. And, like, Alex as a character is cool. Uh, and, like, you know, I like Half-Life, but I've never been like, oh, it's Half-Life is the best. The Freeman, the, you know, the, uh, but seeing what they did and, like, being excited about Half-Life again, like, feels good it's, but also unfair because i don't know if valve is going to like deliver i think they so part of it i think is that you it's hard, it's impossible to know because the yeah. way that they that valve does their credits is they just show you all the people that work at valve yeah. <laughs> they don't actually like assign roles to people mm-hmm. i think i in my heart believe that what happened is campo santo got acquired they were already working on half-life stuff and the people who tell the stories at Campo Santo were like, can we just get this moving, please? And they're, then that we will see another Half-Life game in the next five years with the energy that that team has. But, and I'm not that like, I don't want to come off as like angry about it either. I just think we have to move forward with putting some games on this yeah, list. Okay. And I, I moved I mean, Half-Life I, Alex to number six for now. <laughs> um, I was I, just saying, I think we should put Necrobrista and Bugsnax below Half-Life. Right, but I think because, Allison. Like, I think we have people who don't agree with you. Is the issue, and okay. and and I'm I'm I am fine with putting Bug Snacks and Trails and Necro Barista all at number nine. Those y- all are number yeah. nine games to me. I mean, but y- Yakuza can go in at number nine, uh, and I'll know in my heart that you're all wrong. And you'll I all agree. See. I'm sure we are wrong. <laughs> if if uh, Yakuza, like I I gave up Miles to, to try and get Trails a little bit higher at the list. Um, like I think they're both fantastic games. I think Yakuza, then Trails. I could, I could. Okay, so we can go. Yakuza I, I at could, number nine. I could have Bugsnacks on, on the bottom half. It pains me, okay, but I'll do Bugsnax it. Bugsnacks at nine. Bugsnax Yakuza at eight. 
<laughs> All right. Uh, we can be number eight. Uh, you'll have to talk to Allison. That's why I was just asking. Okay, Allison, bug snacks number eight. It pains me, but I'll, I'll find. Okay, trails of and cold will, steel number seven. I will cut my push. I'm going to carve into my arm as someone who's slowly playing the Trails of Skies games this event, so that when I play it, if I don't think that Trails of Cold Steel Four is better than Bug Snacks, I'm coming for you. <laughs> Come to your house. Pat, COVID I will be over because it'll be 2027. So. Well, I'll be I do believe excited. that when you finish Trails of Cold Steel 4, you, you will say, yes, that was probably the best game that came out that year. I, there's no fucking way that that's going to happen. <laughs> I will believe you that maybe it'll make my top three. It's so good. I like. I guess the, the thing that I... It's we already put Half-Life in a spot that I think it can stay, but literally yeah, I like... Half-Life's good for six. The first, the first like half of Half-Life, I was like, this is awesome this is probably going to be like my number seven or eight. And then the second half happened. And like for the last hour of that game, my mouth was like open. Just, I was playing the game and I was, as I was playing every minute or two, I would go, fuck. Oh my God. Oh my God. Like I was like saying out loud, Holy shit. Oh my God. Over and over again. And Alyssa was like, are you okay in there? And I was like, This is the most incredible. I think at the time I said this is one of the most awe-inspiring things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so uh, uh, I have a I have a suggestion to posit, and everyone can hate me for this. What if we slip Necrobriesta in at eight and push everything up one? I was gonna say Half Life like, up to five, Necrobarista in at six. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I, mean, I didn't uh, play the version of Necrobarista you guys played, or like. I like visual novels, and I was like, "This is bad. Why does anyone or, like this?" Uh, or amnesia in at or amnesia in at six. What about amnesia I at think eight and half? Up? Oh I no! Think, here we go. <laughs> I think Half Life is better than Amnesia, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that. Yeah, so like, am, Do you both amnesia agree with in that? at six, Half Life. <laughs> At five, yes, 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 yes. Let's just do that because you and I can. Because like you, you two are the ones who played both Amnesia and yeah, Half Life. Yeah. So it's like I, I trust that you guys. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. I mean, I think Amnesia is better than Necrobarista. Um, I personally but, agree. Yeah, but um, I what I will. Yeah. The thing about Amnesia that is so cool is um, that we kind of keep dancing around a little bit. Like some spoilers, I won't just like spoil the whole game. But the um, you're playing as this woman who is pregnant. And um, the the baby is like a very important thing yeah. to the story of the game, and the fact that a like a malevolent force basically like wants this baby, and that is why this character is in the position that she's in. And the game ultimately asks you to make a choice about the baby's future versus like a horrible future for this baby, potentially death for this baby or basically ending the suffering of tens of thousands of people. Um, and it's as a it's last of us one. It's an incredibly, it's, in some ways it's like, I mean, it's not, but it, you get, you get choice, you get like, the choice. Yeah. Like, and like, uh, it felt like I was like, you talk about like, Oh, I would have made all the same choices that Joel did in last of us. But, like, I, you know, the game gives you this moment 
which was like I think the where I like really was like oh wow um, is you get this moment after the baby is born to like sit and breastfeed your mm-hmm. child um, Amara. Um, Being that on that, and like game, I've never seen a game like you know, I have a breastfeeding sequence. First person breastfeeding yeah. sequence. Like yeah. you, you know, you're looking down and it's not like sexualized or anything. It's just like, this is as you're like going through like, okay, what is the future of my child going to be? And you know, you're trying to figure out like, do I leave her here yeah. where she can live? Do I, you know, um, do I let the cycle of just immense awfulness continue? And I, it, oh. it was nice to see like a game tackle motherhood and like really put you in the shoes of like making a decision um, like that instead of just going, here's what a mother would do or here's what a, a father would do or, you know, um, yeah. that kind of thing. It, it does a great job of, I think, connecting from a, a male perspective. It connected me to the emotions that Tossi was feeling towards her child throughout the game, even though the child doesn't actually show up until the very end after, after she's born. Um, And I think the thing is, it does that on top of a game that's um, really effective in Mm -hmm. the ways in which it is frightening at times. Um, There's a couple of moments in the game that I thought were frustrating mechanically that I didn't um, love, but like that's like two. I can think of two moments in the entire game that were like that. Yeah. Um, and like, I mean, there's moments like for most of the game, there's this like ghoulish kind of wraithy kind of guy chasing you around. That's like this, like looks like a, I don't know, imagine a ghoul, and that's what it looks like. And then there's a point at which there's a dark room, door, like a dark hallway you're gonna have to go down. And it starts to become apparent that there's a lot of these fucking things here. And then it gets to a moment where you have to carefully pick your way between hundreds of sleeping ghouls to work through this passageway. And that moment is just like, holy shit, it's so cool. <laughs> um, um, but they also don't punish you if you screw up. No, like, that's there, the thing. There, there, can, there can be narrative consequence but like mechanically you're never going to get stuck because right. you can't stealth past a sequence whenever you die in the game spoiler mechanical spoiler for this game in real life <laughs> yes whenever you die in the game you're <clears throat> catapulted basically to the end of the sequence in which you could have died or near where you were it varies from thing to thing mm-hmm. yeah but they basically position you so that dying doesn't really have any consequences but you don't know that until you've died a couple of times and it still makes you go, well, I want to try though. And, and yeah. so you don't just go like, and near the end of the game, it shifts it a little bit where you can't just die forward. Mm-hmm. You do actually have to complete some sequences. So I don't know. Um, that stuff is really good too. On top of all of that yeah. interesting narrative stuff. Uh, um, yeah, I, I still want to suggest Necro Barista at eight bug snacks and everything else moving up one. Um, I would put I know it. Bug snacks is it not bug snacks? Sorry, I know Necrobreaster is at the top, at the bottom of like Andre and Pat's lists, and yeah, I but didn't like it. Obviously, not Trails of Cold like, Steel Four and Bug Snacks are not version. on my list. <laughs> so I yeah, like uh, the, besides Yakuza, everything from yeah, like seven to ten, Yakuza is the only thing on my list. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, we don't, I don't know. like. I, I don't know. Do you guys like Necrobrista more than you like Amnesia and Half Life? Absolutely no, not. Not myself. But 
Maybe I, you could pop that I, in at six. It, it, it I just think on how I was Alex just, yeah. is feeling about it. I assume it's very high on his list. Yeah, it's my number two. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's the kind of thing where I think you're probably right, Pat. Where if you haven't come back to it since, it probably um, it kind of evaporates away a little bit. But I had the experience of going back and rewatching a lot of it, and like for me, yeah, the impact had lessened as the year went on. But yeah, rewatching some of the most affecting scenes just brought me right back to why it was so important at that time. Like watching the scene of Ashley being open with her feelings and needing to learn that failure is okay and that she's allowed to, you know, have compromised moments. Yeah, Ned, like the whole last arc of Ned realizing he's going to lose his best friend and like the whole, the whole arc of Che finally accepting his fate, like knowing that he's going to die and not be around anymore. Like I thought that was so just affecting well, to rewatch does a lot of that really well. Yakuza like a dragon. <laughs> hey, I was just going to say a lot of those screens yeah, are in bug snacks. So like this uh, is, this is all common in bug snacks. So I mean, like, I'll, I'll just put it at eight. I don't yeah. really care. I, I have no more fight in me. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd, I'd prefer to see, Bug Snacks over Necrobrista because I thought the writing wasn't very good in Necrobrista. But I think again, it's some I of the best writing I've seen in games. But so I, I, I can't speak authoritatively. I, yeah. I liked, but I liked Bug Snacks more than Necrobarista. Like I thought, I thought Necrobarista was like well written, but it also did not connect with me like in any way. Like but I don't. You, you and Sam also didn't get to the end, right? I, I, I finished it. I, mean, oh, I, thought, like I thought you had finished an hour it. Forty five minutes. No, I I finished it. I just it it didn't connect with me in any way. Um, like I don't think about death in like the way that that story is like kind of like addressing it and talking about it. So like it was just kind of like eh, whatever. Um, like I said earlier, like the death and taxes, like the moralizing, like who dies and stuff. Like that's more like that's kind of what fucks me up is like, you know, who, who, you know, that person died. They didn't deserve it. This per, you know, this person totally should have died. You know, why do, why do the good die? And the, you know, the shitty evil people uh, live long, whatever. I think um, it's like two very different views. Oh yeah. 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 And I'm, because I'm, it's I'm like, not saying like, you know, Oh, this is the right way, but like, well, right. For no, me, I, 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 I think like necrobarista is like, focuses in on like the specialness of people, right? It focuses in on these characters, whereas death and taxes is like the mundanity of death. It's like how like it's like abstracting that out. It's abstract in a way that it's like, you know and it it's like I think they're both two totally different things, but it's it's, they're both I guess the thing I'm struggling well, I don't know. Maybe it's not even worth No, go for it. I the thing I'm struggling with is that like we have it's just too bad that we even have to rank six through eight because it feels like mm-hmm. all three of those games are are landing. I mean, I or the like group six ten are all like these are all as good as each other. You know what I mean? Like, uh, hit how dare you, sir? For all of us. <laughs> yeah, and so it sucks because, like, personally, I would probably put Necrobarista at number six and move down mm-hmm. Trails and Bug Snacks, but I know that that would be. Not something that Alice and Sam like. I know Alex doesn't like having Necrobarista at number eight, and I know that. <laughs> so you know, it's just it's we're in that stage now. We're at the where like, yeah. Well, it's also, really it's like, hard to for me to like. I I think that the writing in Necrobarista is 
is a lot. It, if I found it a lot more affecting than the writing in Bug Snacks, but I also think the writing of Bug Snacks is really good, and I completely see why someone would connect with it over Necrobarista. So I can't answer the question of which is better, other than to say that Bug Snacks. This is a shitty way to go about this, and it's not the way that I think it should work. But like, I did have fun with some of the mechanical stuff in Bug Snacks, which I know other people didn't like, but. Necrobarista, um, I, um, like, I'm, it's just tough because it's a genre that is so much about, like, the visual and storytelling aspect and just doesn't have a lot else for me to, like, sink teeth into, I guess. Um, so that's why it's hard for me to justify putting it higher, even though. I would. All right. Uh, can I can I make a suggestion here? I think it you should take be, the uh, last three games in the order they are now and slot them in one to three. Uh, <laughs> he, I was just going to. I can live with that. Amarangi Final Fantasy Seven. Shut the fuck up. Um, I can live with that too. Honestly, I can live with whatever configuration we end up with in this. I'm property. still gut reaction. Hades number one. I mean, maybe that's me being yeah, biased because Hades is my number one. But it's like considering it's the number one for two of us, and then it's the number five for two of us. It's like it feels like the biggest consensus. Well, I don't. I'm surprised. Whole. I mean, I'm happy, and this is. I am locking in four through ten. I'm kind of kidding, but really, I'd like to. I'm surprised Umarangi is in the top three conversation here. I think like, it's just the way that you talked about it for me puts it up there. I mean, it's ask me tomorrow and I'll say Half-Life was my game of the year, <laughs> but Umarangi is currently in that slot. And frankly, it's a stupid reason. It's because I couldn't decide which one of them I wanted to put as number one. And Umarangi is an indie game made by a small team of indigenous developers. So that's why I ultimately put it over Half-Life because I found it so affecting. Um, so yeah, this I, this is not me putting it in like this is our number one, but I think for 2020, yeah, I think it is a more powerful choice I, than Half Life for that position on your personal list. Yes, I yeah. think, that too. I that think too. the last stage of macro <laughs> Can, is the most important stage of 2020. So yeah, um, Allison, I you, you haven't played it yet, right? No, I would. Um, I think we should talk about what happens in the narrative of that game. Um, and it's fine if Sam is the one to, to, to listen. Um, I mean, because yeah, I like, think that I think it, I'll play it. Based it, it, on deserve, it deserves a discussion. It. Yeah. Because. And I don't want to spoil it for you, Allison. If, yeah. um, if it's something you want to see firsthand, it's something I really do want to play. It's okay. just, I haven't had a chance to get um, around to it. So Andre, I think is taking his headphones off cause he's getting up for a second. So, um, so Umarangi generation is a game about a kaiju invasion of the world and giant robots fighting against the kaiju. And cool. you are a ground That's level. Yes, actually. Yes. You it's are not, a ground not level. Not dissimilar. <laughs> yeah. You're a ground level. Um, like a photojournalist, uh, aren't you? not even a photojournalist. You're like a photo you're a photographer. Yeah. You just yeah. take pictures of things for people. So for the first part of like the, the game, the main game, you are, going to these different locations and you're taking pictures for bounties to make money to survive, like not to get rich. And um, it's this incredible journey through 
what happens in the face of the world ending, but not in the, oh, we're in so much despair, in the radical art that would happen, in the parties in the streets that would happen if everyone knew the world was ending tomorrow. And it that in and of itself is a deeply emotional thing. And you see it shift from we're accepting this to now we have to go through the machinery of the world actually ending. So you see the, you know, there's a level where you're riding on a train and you can see a robot and a kaiju fighting off in the distance. And you're just riding the train because the train's going to take you somewhere where there aren't kaiju for now. Um, you're in, you're, you're on a tower where there's a battle happening and there's people, you see your friends who are in every mm-hmm. level shooting at, at the bad guys and stuff, the kaiju. And all around, you're also seeing these like, um, these UN, UN soldiers. Yeah. Um, who have moved in to provide support and have also taken on a authoritarian role and a, and a, and a militarized like um, kind of uh, martial law role as well. And so that base game is really looking at like what happens when power slides in to, for protection, but also to, um, to, 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 to exert uh, control over groups of people. And then, uh, Andre, can Mac- you stop spoiling Final Fantasy 7 please <laughs> for the person who really wants to play it oh that clip is everywhere yeah, that I've is never seen it I don't know how, that's incredible I, I don't look at bullshit uh, <laughs> but, um, so, yeah by the end of the base game it, that's it's commentary but the DLC came out after a lot of major events in 2020 yeah. after the George Floyd protests like after mm-hmm. the Hong Kong protests and it very directly reframes everything that came yeah. before, especially involving the UN, especially involving the end of the world. So, yeah, so so you kind of move through more spaces to see more of the story around what's happening as all this is going down. And then the and you see the tightening grip of the UN and you see more of these like Gundam mecha like mechs being deployed, like getting prepped for deployment to like save humanity. But you also see groups pushing back against that control. And then the final level, you're taking photos of a protest and it is like the imagery that we've seen from around the world. It is umbrellas. It's water bottles to get tear gas out of people's eyes. Mm. It's graffiti on the wall that says things like, Oh shit. What's the quote about watchdogs? Uh, Oh, there's lots of them. There was a couple about watchdogs, but something about sitting the the game. It's like, if you, if you want to, if you, Ah, shit. It's like, if you want to see a fantasy or something, play fucking watchdogs. Yeah. And, and it's, it's like, it is a very raw real life look at this is what is happening in these moments. And throughout this game, you've been taking photos to get, to make money. And all of a sudden now, when you're taking photos in this final level of the protest, you're getting social media reactions instead of money. Um, and when you take f- photos of someone's face at the protest, it flashes a warning saying, don't take pictures of people's faces. Um, and yeah. at the end of the level, you march forward and the protesters like push past the police and stuff. And then one of these mechs comes down and kills everyone there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, uh, not just I, that there's the police force comes in and starts like beating yeah, people down, beating people. Ground. And I shouldn't say kills everyone there, but the mech comes down and starts firing its, its head cannons at everyone and the police are beating everyone and 
suddenly now your camera has turned into like you start taking selfies instead of taking pictures of the protest uh because you know who knows if anything if any of that really matters anymore um like keeping your identity secret and stuff so it, that that final coda to the game of this is what this authority does to the people it's supposed to protect um when its authority is challenged was just so important and impactful yeah. to me in this year. And uh, it so. has just a ton of graffiti, like ve- all very unique graffiti that is saying various things that are yeah. relevant to the year, but also relevant to like uh, POC lives, like especially native yeah. American lives that they're, they're very specifically calling out. Uh, and it's, it's yep. really powerful. Yeah. Uh, it, it hit me really hard. And uh, on top of that too, I, I should, t- Boomerang Generation is a kick-ass photo-taking game. Like yeah, it has some. A, I'm gonna. We can not talk about the photos anymore. And here we can pull out yeah, for Allison to. Um, yeah, it, it's a cool. That. It's a cool photo-taking <laughs> game. I mean, the photo bounties are interesting. The um, the ways in which you have to fight with the environment and your and the controls to get the perfect shot is really a fascinating degree of friction. Yeah. So like yeah. how you have to do platforming to get the right shot that you want. Not even for points in the game. It's just. Cause you want to get a good shot. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I, I'm okay with it being at any of these slots. Uh, I'm not going to, yeah, it's excellent. March to war to get it to number one, but it is my number one for all those reasons. And, um, I'm really happy that it would make our top three so I can live with wherever it goes. I think it lives okay, nicely at three, Final Fantasy at two, Hades at one. Mm, I was going to say it lives no. nicely at two for me, and then it's an interesting uh, split between one and I, three. I I think I I'm good with Umarangi at two. I, I could live with it at one, but like you know, I gotta I gotta rep my boy Cloud and say <laughs> Look, that like I think it's fucking weird if FF Seven R is our number one, but I'm okay with it if I can't have Umarangi with where the list I, is sitting right now. I I feel <laughs> weird that it's my number one of of the year. Like, it's my number it three. It doesn't uh, feel right, like. FF7 remake is it's, fucking it's, awesome. It's, it's, I've it's only so I've put three hours into it so far, and I'm like really into <laughs> it, it is now. A, just a it's fantastic. How did they do it? <laughs> I don't know. So like so I I like what I've seen from Final Fantasy VII remake, but I do have a couple issues with it that I think are valid, and I don't know if it pulls it a spot lower or not. And mm-hmm. that's specifically how poorly they messaged the fact that it's part one. So a lot of people felt swindled and like not knowing that there's parts to come. And also the fact that like, uh, we don't know how many more parts there are. Is there just going to be one? Is there going to be two? Is it going to be something that's going to take 15 years to finish? Like, I mean, trailer cold steel says it's part four and yeah, that's true. Like that's that's my only real issue with it. I never played it. I watched the ending. I, I know, like I watched the important parts and it's what they're going for is a cool concept. I won't talk about it for Sam's sake. But like, yeah, I don't know if you guys feel that strongly about it. I would trust your judgment for me. It, it didn't, I don't know if it hit that hard, but I also don't like final fantasy seven like, original. Uh, as mean, someone who I, yeah. like has played final fantasy seven, like 10 to 15 times through and is a huge fan of that game. Uh, it just felt like they misunderstood what I wanted from more final fantasy seven, which was not, well, thank that's God point. You're wrong. It's okay. not more running errands for people in the slums. Like, Final Fantasy VII is a Yakuza game, but in a sci-fi world. And, like, that and that's kind what of they wasn't built. what I wanted from that. I wanted I, 
don't a bigger story, not a smaller one. I also and like, don't. I, I've think... I've only played like half that game, and then my PS4 ate my save, so <laughs> I can't I can't talk about it authoritatively. But like I don't know, I, oh, I can't. God, the the last few hours of that game are so cool. Right, we can't we can't make the case for this game without spoiling it. To that's you, the thing. Yeah, the, yeah. Like and and Allison. Yeah, and Allison. Yeah. yeah. Um. um like even like on I'm a sure fundamental level, even without like specific spoilers, but like the fact that they didn't like they they understand what people want from them, but they don't like they're deliberately like going against that. Well, I yes. saw I, I I I I've only heard like basically vague things about the story, but like. I the one one thing that I saw on Twitter like not too long ago that wasn't about Final Fantasy but just was in general was that um was a tweet that was basically people don't want sequels they actually want what the like the feeling that you had when you watched it for the first time yeah sure. like and it's like yeah. I, it feels like that's kind of what they're going for is that like people are people have been saying for years like oh we want Final Fantasy VII to be remade it's... we want it remade and then they're like okay well let's do it but like what do you really want you want something that makes you feel the way Final Fantasy VII did back in the day seems like it sort of ties into the narrative too is Mm -hmm. they are very cognizant of what the audience wants and that almost plays into it in a way in a manner of speaking like again speaking very broadly (laughs) it's Uh, it is a game that is acutely aware of its audience yeah and i think sam maybe part of it is i think a lot of that like early like what am i doing here is very intentional yeah um the stuff that you're describing is very (laughs) much like I had fun with that stuff, but I think it's very much it knows that you're you're going. What the fuck are we doing <laughs> during all of that a, stuff? A lot of the stuff I played was like, I don't need to see this. This can happen off camera, like it did in the original game. Like when you go and like like I liked seeing Jesse's family situation. I thought that was a cool scene, but I yeah. didn't need the like hour leading up to it and the hour coming off it. You know, like give me the character moments. Don't give me the like two-hour dungeon going through the sewers and then the underground. Like, I don't know. It's, You're describing JRPGs. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if I buy that argument, frankly. because well, it's, it's the me personally and the way that I felt about this game was like the, the, the part in Midgar is not the most interesting part of Final Fantasy VII to me. And they were just like, yeah, but what if you just got it's, that part? It's I, setting and like, a scene. Yeah. I don't know. There's loads of stuff that, like, I'm not saying that this is a bad game. This is, I'm more than happy for this to be in the top three games of the year, even if it's a game that I didn't connect with, really. And a lot of the reason why I didn't connect with it is because I played it, like, five hours at a time over, like, a three-month period. Mm-hmm. Like, the way I played it is has ruined the, the, the experience I had with that originally. So I'm not saying that my arguments are valid in any way, but like, I don't think it's a better game than Hades by a country mile. Like Hades is easily top five all time game. It's a oh me too. I, it's a game in a genre that I hate so much that I have gotten Steam refunds for games that were roguelikes before. Uh, like it 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 hit like every note that I wanted from that game and more. And again, this is another game that has 
difficulty accessibility that let mm-hmm. me play at a higher level. It, it let me finish that game. I would never have finished that game if they hadn't put in the God mode. And like l- letting me have the experience that people who are good at games can have is like such an incredible feeling for me personally. That's again, that's why it's like top five all time game. Yeah, uh, yeah. The stuff Hades does in terms of like mechanics to make it um, make it approachable uh, for people who don't always go for roguelikes um, is you know is great. They've got great writing and like story stuff with the characters. The thing for Final Fantasy is that it. Like it shouldn't have worked. Like I'm, I'm in awe of it, and like the the audacity uh, that with that's how I feel like, about Half Life Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's um, like the like I I am in shock that I I still think about Final Fantasy Seven remake like pretty often, and like the things they did, and like what the, you know what's what is the next game going to look like, and I think. Um, yeah. I think with Hades, um, to me, the gameplay is great. So I think it's a great game. Um, I think it's great in the way that I think a lot of like, there's, I played a lot of roguelikes that I also think are really great in terms of their like mechanics. So the thing to me that really made me like it as much as I did is the storytelling and the visuals and the music. Um, I'm not crazy about the visual style and animation style in the gameplay. That's a taste thing. Um, I like the character art in the like conversations. I think it's uh, exquisite, but um, I think that's why for me, I would be fine with seeing Hades at three is just because mechanically it's really, really good. And I feel would feel really, really good about it being on the top three of our list. But um, it, it, it wasn't as fresh for me as I think maybe it was for you, Sam, because I've played games that do very similar things. Um, I mean, I feel like I've played a lot of roguelikes too. And I feel like I was like, I felt it was just like, I don't know if it was necessarily fresh, but it was taking the mechanics and making like the most polished version with great characters, great story, great music. Like I, I feel like it was just, yeah, for subjective. me, it was like firing on every single cylinder. What, I would, what I'm saying is totally subjective for sure. Yeah, it feels like more to me like much. yes, all those things have been done before. <laughs> this is yeah. them being done the best way they have been done. Like having played very few roguelikes and like seen people talk about others. I, like the thing is, I'm like, if there is a serious push to be like Hades should not be our number one, it needs to be number two. That's the that's the that's the point of view I have. Yeah, I think I, I don't think we're going to get anywhere without number three. I don't, I don't, I think there's no way we're going to have a list that everyone, this top three that everyone's going to be like, yep, we all concur. <laughs> uh, I think more what I'm trying to get across is for me, Final Fantasy VII Remake and Umarangi Generation are so incredibly surprising on top of being, I think, fantastic experiences. And Hades, um, I could see if you told me three or four years ago, hey, Supergiant's going to make a game about a roguelike about Greek mythology, I would have been like, well, that'll be fucking rad. And then, and it was, and it was. Um, but that's why I think I, I, I'm, I'm less like it's got to be number one because it just it it was uh, it's so good, and also didn't I didn't keep think it's like 
of it's just it's so there like final fantasy 7 for me over time i just keep thinking about it more and more and more <laughs> as the as the months go by since having played it um and then obviously umaragi was like very impactful to me too so um i can live with however we order these games it sounds like we don't have a way to find a real agreement on it Hades, Hades, Final Fantasy, Umurangi. Hades 3, Final Fantasy 2, Umurangi 1. <laughs> well, I would, I would definitely um, order it that way, but... <laughs> I, I just didn't... I, I, I think Hades is really good. I just didn't like it. I, I, like, for me, the, the problems I had with it, I just found it, it... Playing it, I found it a little underwhelming. Like, I found the first area too... Like, in my th- second run, I made it to the third area. Like, the first I just found way too easy. The second... And third, I just found slow, and the fourth was just obnoxious. And I, I found the bosses just, I didn't like them. Like the first one was too easy, even when you start getting into the sisters and stuff like that, still too easy. And then like the second one, the worm thing, the Hydra, it just takes forever. And it, even when you get later, and it's like it doesn't really change much. Like you're just, you can get you, it to be real fast. Yeah, yeah but you, you, you always have to. I've gotten the Hydra down to like. I've gotten the Hydra down to like yeah. 20 you, just, you always have to go through the phases, though. You always have to hit the main head, then the side heads, then the main head. Then the yeah, side but heads. you can, you can get like, it down for. I found it really annoying. Real fast. I, sure, I did it too, but I didn't like it. Like that's my point. And like, yeah, I thought the third boss sucked. Like the one with the bull and the dude. Like that just took forever. It was just boring. Uh, and like, then I, th- I thought Hades. Not, but, like, not the same way I felt about that. I, I know. I thought, this is like, thought, this is like alternate Hades, universe for me. I'm, I, like, I'm just saying, what? for me, subjectively, like Hades, I thought yeah. was pretty good. Like, I, I, I finished it. I put in like 12 hours, but I felt no compulsion to continue. Cause I I'll like say, it. I definitely, I liked, um, I liked the first boss a lot. I also was not crazy about the Hydra boss, but it's fine. I don't have, I didn't dislike it's it. The boss is my favorite bull. boss. I'm like the, so Theseus, like, I think Theseus and the Bull is extremely frustrating and tedious for it's sure. It's just boring. I will say. Cause you're just uh, that was dodging, like a, just that was a difficulty. Time. If it, <laughs> That's weird if it, because people, everyone talks about that being hard, but I, I know. If, if it's boss probably. Oh, it's easy. It just takes forever. That was like the hardest for me. If they had done something to change up like the Theseus and uh, what's the Minotaur Asterius yeah 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 Asterius yeah if they had done something to like shake that fight up occasionally that would have been appreciated uh, because like the only one that really changes is that first you can do that yourself afterwards with the but with setting stuff up but yeah when I have to put in like four things into the you know well I it would have been nice to just see, like, okay, every time I go to, like, the Elysium, I'm not going to get the exact same boss fight. Like, they're going to toss a little something. Like, e- even the Bone Hydra has, like, some minor changes, but, it's, like... It's just more projectiles, basically. It, yeah, there are, like, a couple different variations that, like, can happen. Yeah. Um, like, each time, like, even without the heat, just, like, each time you go, there are, like, some minor variations that can yeah. happen. Um, but then, like, that the Elysium fight doesn't change. It was a bummer. Um, like it is objectively a good game. I just personally didn't yeah. like it very much. I liked it a lot, but it, I just like these other two more. That's it is really higher what on my list <laughs> than Umarangi generations. But I think on our group list that Umarangi yeah. should be higher. Yeah. Like Umarangi isn't on my top 10 list, but I think as a group list, I would be comfortable with it higher as well. Even if it's not winning. Well, the like, 
But just to say, you're saying like you think Urarangi should be higher on a group list than Hades, which is two people's number ones. And yeah, the, I know. I think we should do. I think we should do Hades, FF Seven, Umarangi, and call it a day. I think that's the. <laughs> I don't. I think that the three of us who are have. I think Sam and Allison are boot down Hades number one, and I'm. I'm happy I would be with okay with it at number two, but like guys, you guys are like it's three or whatever. Do you know eh, what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'd be fine with it at number two as well. I just, I think we have three really fantastic games here, and I'm happy that they're all in our top three, and I can live with however they're ordered. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I if think, we put Hades at number one, I'm not gonna be mad. I'm just yeah. voicing that if we, I, put, I found Umarangi more more impactful. If we put Hades at two. That go, you know, I don't think there's a path I, for Final Fantasy. At no, number I, know. One. I know. I wouldn't be mad if that's how we ended up, but <laughs> I think um, I, th- I know for me that's like that is the answer. But um, I think Hades FF uh, Umarangi is good. I think what we're talking about. I think the one thing that I would say is Umarangi is the only game on this list to me that is like takes goes outside of games to make a point that's important about the world um, right. at a level that is, it rises to 2020 in a way that I think is um, really meaningful and impactful. But I also understand but that doesn't we're doesn't do that in paid DLC, not in the released game. Well, yes and no. I think that's, <laughs> I'll Venmo you five bucks if it makes you feel better about it. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's the kind of thing I've, I've kind of always wondered with Umarangi is is that you say that the like the game went really went up for you with the DLC. Like, is does that mean anything? I mean, it doesn't have to, but oh, I, I don't think it matters at all. Matters to me. at all. But I don't think it matters. But I think it's the reason it happened that way is because they released the game, the OG game, in the first half of the year. Yeah, and then the rest of the year happened, and they yeah. made the DLC as a response. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it's a team of like two or three indigenous developers yeah. in New Zealand. I don't, I don't like to, I don't uh, know how to say the original name for New Zealand, but um, the, <laughs> yeah. the, it would be the most respectful to be for me to be able to do that. But you know what I mean? Like I, I think, I think this could have been a free update if like it was super giant making this DLC, but I understand why they're asking for whatever it is, five bucks for it, given that they're a super small team that is trying to make ends meet. So yeah. Um, so I, I don't think that that factors into it to me at all. Um, and I think the base game without the DLC is still more powerful to me than Hades or Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, so just so that's right. But clear. would it be your number one if that's if it was? Uh... No, Half Life Alex would probably be my number one without the <laughs> DLC. <laughs> so uh, yeah, but we move Half Life. I was going to say. I mean, my number <laughs> two is. Not in the conversation for I mean, the if, top we three. Wanna, if we want to move Morongi like, down, yeah. So, mm, the, the it's our group list, and I don't know. I, I can't speak for the group. Um, it sounds like there will be more pain if Hades is not number one. Well, Even I don't want it. I want it to be like, oh, Allison will throw a fit if that's not. No, though, no, no. I'm not <laughs> like, talking I'm not about it in that way. It just feels no. like the best. It feels like the best option with how it's placed on all of our lists. Like Umarangi is only on two out of five lists. If Hades well, is on four out of five, and all of them are top. Half. What I'd say is, if you asked me 
I think that's a dangerous thing because I could say right now, fine, Hades is off my list if it makes Umarangi number one. <laughs> that's how strongly I feel about it, you know. But but I don't. I mean, I would I don't be mean, fine with Umarangi at number one uh, if Hades is number two. I think that what what we're what's really happening though is that like clearly the two of you are super passionate about Hades, and it's not that I'm worried you're going to throw a fit or something. It's that I want to recognize that it, it sounds like maybe this is your favorite video game ever made. <laughs> Is is what I mean, I'm hearing. It's top five all time. It's definitely top five for me. For me. I, yeah. I mean, I know, but but I guess, yeah, I top five. I I don't know. We say it's top five for a lot of for more than five games. I think. Oh, it's I it's, it's I I have like a number like numbered list of five. Yeah. So Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door. Yep. Um, Quick Paper Mario: like, For me, it's King. like Diablo, God of War, Hades, and probably Last of Us Two are like some of my favorite games ever. Paper Mario, I mean, Thousand Year Doors, Tales of Symphonia, Half Life Two, uh, Hades, and what, what is even number five? That might even be top four, but like Origami yeah. King, Dragon Ball Z, Legacy of Goku so Two, I, Dragon Ball Z, Legacy Legacy of Goku Fury, Dragon Ball Z, Tenkaichi Three for the PS Two. So I guess what I'm saying is, if if you have that much deep passion, also about it, I mean, also I like I don't want it to be like interrogating the list but it's like but like you already have ff living alex and amnesia rebirth at number four and five and then final fantasy seven remake so it's like a lot of the games that are important to you two are yeah i mean we can put we can make games two through ten stuff that i didn't even play i mean okay how about how about this i'm gonna propose a solution not gonna look I mean, it's going to be the God. <laughs> God, oh, God. Oh, I was going to say, oh. if this is a no. joke, I'll be annoyed. I know. I'm annoyed. No, I think, I think it's, I think it's a little, I, I, I'm not, for, this for isn't like. For the listeners, I put Umineko when I was number This isn't like a. Persona um, 3 portable. This is, I don't mean this as like a, a like big, like, don't take, I'm not Persona feeling. Persona 4 Golden came out this year on PC. <laughs> I'm not feeling like at all. Top 10. I'm not feeling at all heated about this. I do think like, if you told me an hour ago. You can only have you can't have Umarangi generation at number one if we put Half Life at number four. I mean, I, would have I don't said want to say that, but it's like, it's, but if you, it does, like like the top half of the list yeah, is very like, like mm-hmm. uh, Pat and uh, Andre heavy, and that's like that's not there's nothing wrong with that, but it's like that's the way it is. Yeah, uh, should play better games. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I did play Final Fantasy Seven. Uh, Procrastinating. Listen, I, I played. I, I, would, I played Paper Mario: The Origami King, but this is a qu- uh, conversation <laughs> we're not ready for yet. Apparently, I, okay. So, like Fine. I said before, I think I think the best solution is Hades, and then either Umarangi or Final Fantasy VII. Whoever has more feels about that, it seems like Final Fantasy. I mean, VII honestly, like too. I'm I'm kind of like exhausted right now, so I'm like willing to put Hades wherever, like. Like yeah, it needs to be one or two. I don't want anyone to throw their hands up over it, and I think I'm the one that feels the strongest about Umarangi. So I uh, would say we can put that where we need to. And I do, I do think that the argument for Hades is higher on Andre's list, and it's not on, or and Umarangi's not on Alex's list is is enough for me to say as a group list. Um, it doesn't make sense to put it at one. I will. I mean. It's impossible for me to walk away from that conversation without thinking that we got it wrong, but I also respect that 
that is more people's feeling we got it right. And that's how collaborative projects like, work. Uh, so like, I mean, I, I feel the same way, like despite Umarangi being like lower on my personal list, I feel like it should still be higher on our, yeah, on our group same. list. Yeah, that's, I know. That's where I'm but, at too. So like, I'm, Ladies of Morangi Final Fantasy Seven. I'm willing to go three, two, one. Final Fantasy Hades Umarangi. I don't like wait, it. Wait, sorry, is that Umarangi number one or Hades number one? Umarangi Hades number, number two. One. Umarangi number one is what Andre's saying. Yeah, right. I mean, I'm obviously, I'm fine with that, it. but I don't. I do not think that is as representative. However, I am okay with it. I, but I, th- I like. I think it's the right choice, but also the wrong choice. Like it's, I don't, <laughs> I don't feel good. Like, like I don't think Hades is a is the top is a top two game this year. Like it's good. It's my number four game on my list. Um, but like in terms of what those other games do, it, it is so much more ambitious and like grand and impressive than what Hades does. I don't know if well, okay. I mean, having not played Umarangi, I can't really make that argument, it's but I feel like, like Hades is like it for Hades like some of the story stuff that it does. It's very good. For the story things it does and the technical stuff it does, like I don't think it's like any less ambitious. Like that's the but one where I would like it 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 is. Oh, like, I don't know. I don't know if I like. Agree. I don't know. I, I, I think from a narrative design perspective, Hades is really impressive. Size of teams it, it, too. It, it is very impressive. Like I'm not saying it's it's not good. I, it's not impressive. I mean, like it's, like if you look at the dialogue system for Hades, like there's a video on online of like the dialogue system. It's sure, like yeah. it is really impressive. I also think that Final Fantasy VII comes from a place of. I mean, speaking of like to the group, I think Final Fantasy VII <laughs> doesn't really work if you're not into Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Like I don't think you. I don't it's think. Not what Andre are. told me yesterday. Like, I, I'm not. I'm not even like. I'm not yeah, a Final Fantasy VII fanboy. Like I've played it. Um. Like and I've got. I've got history. I've played yeah, it. I, yeah. I know. I've never played yeah, Final yeah, Fantasy. Yeah. I've only played like two hours of the first Final Fantasy VII. I, I and think so I've like, been you've wondering well, about you've content from remake. Yeah, you've you've you've, you've kind of ahead, it's but like, like it's like four hours. But I yeah. feel like you have right, to. Right, but have I feel like I do. I need to have that experience to really get Final Fantasy VII remake, and that's what I was asking yesterday. Like if I should go and play Final Fantasy, if you VII have cultural before. osmosis about the main things of, Final so Fantasy. Well, yeah, will, this, but will it have the same impact for me? That Final Fantasy VII remake is great, even if you haven't played uh, seven. In fact, I think the people who are not as in love with seven like remake more. So, the, I guess. I think this sucks. I'm not stating this from a like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't have the, this is why I think I think Final Fantasy VII is probably number three here. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it is impossible. Like you cannot have the experience that, um, that like people, I don't want to say I, but people have had with Final Fantasy VII remake. If you did not play Final Fantasy VII specifically when you were a young person and it sucks, it's shitty that that's the way that, that it is. <laughs> But it's um, what you're talking about, Allison, with that, like, they're trying to give you the feeling you had when you played it. Yeah. I would say to you. that's the impression that I get. And that's why I've been like, should I go and, like, make myself play Final but, Fantasy VII? But the, the problem is, I would say that won't 
do it either. That won't work. Okay. Because you can't, it's like if you said, if I said to you, like, if you were like, oh, I'm going to go watch Star Wars The Force Awakens, um, should I watch the original trilogy first? Of course you should, but you're probably not going to have the emotional response to Force Awakens that you would have had if you saw the original trilogy when you were 12. Right, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's and just... like I just want to drop in because we have like nine minutes left of my available time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and are, are we are we still discussing Final Fantasy being above three? I thought we were... Pretty okay I th- with that. As I think that's probably where it comes. And then I don't feel good about Hades it. Hades but... or Umarangi, and like I vote Hades personally. I think Allison would also vote Hades. Um, that see, that, I'd also that vote Hades, but list. also like whoever has put that down. I think that is that is the correct list in my opinion. Um, I don't but... want to feel like I'm too pushy for Hades, though. Like no, that's I the mean, thing. I'm. <laughs> I think. I think if I'm being honest about my feelings, because I want to be honest with the people that I care deeply about, about my feelings, it does feel to me like Umarangi is so important to the events that occurred this year. And that's part of why I have a hard time. But at the flip side, I can feel okay with it because I feel like there hasn't been a game where you, Allison, Sam, in the time that we've done these Game of the Year awards, have had like a game that's like your number one represented. Mostly I'm disappointed that it had that we couldn't have done this last year and just put Hades at the top and put Disco Elysium at number two. <laughs> uh, Cause I would have felt better about that than what we're doing now. Um, but I also can live with it and I'm not going to walk away from this like angry or like upset or, or anything because of how these fall. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I mean, as the number one pusher for Umarangi, I can live with it for sure. And we I all have personal lists for a reason. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I don't think about Hades. Like, I see a meme, I laugh. And like, but, like, I finished, I I, un- I got, like, credits. I did, like, a run or two, and then I uninstalled. Like, unless they do, like, an update, I think I'm done with Hades. And, like, I'm, I, I've uninstalled Umarongi Generations because I'm not going to, like, go in and do, like, the photography more. But, like, I'm going to think about that game for a while. And, uh, you know, I keep bringing it up, but like Final Fantasy, I'm going to keep thinking about Final Fantasy, but, you know, I'll live with that at number three. But I think impact wise, maybe, I don't know, on on culture, Hades is going to have a bigger impact, but. I mean, I don't know generation whether we should be talking is about a, impact. No, it's a personal list. No, yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, a, but like, and I'm the arguing power against and, the point you're yeah. making that Hades is probably <laughs> going to be more of a thing in media. And like, uh, I think about Hades bit all the time, personally. But it's I do too. Yeah. You. Like, yeah. I, I, I will frequently be like, "Well, time for bed." But what if I played a run of Hades? But I, I don't. Like, I don't think. Oh, uh, what if I played a level of Umarangi Generations? I think. Man, that shit in Umarangi, Umarangi Generations was wild and. Yeah. I have, you know, I think about the messages, the the imagery. Like, I, I the, have you know, a just thick, to roll back, I a, like I, have a I thick said, I would be fine there. with Hades two and Morangi <laughs> yeah. one if that's what the group wants. Yeah, that's so yeah, that, if you guys feel yeah, if you guys feel that strongly about about it, then go for it. In some ways, I feel worse about it because I feel like that's like <laughs> I don't know, 
something. I mean, I feel like if, if we. No, but I mean, I feel like I'd feel that way too with Hades. If we, yeah, so I'm, I'm at that point where I'm like, yeah, if 2020 wasn't the year that it was, and basically that macro DLC didn't exist. Mm. I, I could like I you know I do I don't think I would even push for Umarangi in any way, but no, because of agreed. the year that 2020 was, and it, it, I also think I I mean we had uh, I won't spoil it either for you Allison, but I think it's hard to convey. The DLC is not just more levels and not just more game. I mean, it is the thing it's doing. It seems like it's a complete gameplay change from what you discussed. Uh, in some ways, in some ways, yes, yeah. and 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 the ways in which it does change its gameplay is so. I mean, it's so vital. It's why it. It's why we should keep like. In some ways, it's like it's why we should keep making video games because someday maybe there will be more video games that do things like that and have and have an opinion on the world like that and on current events like that and. Um, I, like, I, I really just, hate to do this, but I've got to go. So, like, I'm happy to have Hades at number yeah, two. Yeah, we gotcha. If you got you, baby. I, I, I again, I think I don't think it's the correct answer. Yeah. But if you want, if you think of Morangi is, I don't, I don't know. It just feels bad to me. Hades feels a lot more representative of our list than the Morangi. But yeah. again, I have. Four I get minutes, why you're so saying. I can't that. argue anymore. <laughs> Well, that wasn't my goal to argue file. people until <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> but, it, well, this happened to me with the first time we did it. <laughs> I have one game on this list. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, by the way, Sam, before you go, what is your top ten so that we can we can? Uh, I'm not going to do it until next year because uh, I haven't played the five games from this year that I think will be in my top five. All right, so I'm writing down Sam's top so, ten as did not finish. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I would probably just give a top like five of like Hades number one, Last of Us number two, uh, Trails four, number three, Miles Morales number four, and then uh, like a space. Like I, I, there's nothing that I loved this year, really. Like what there are we, games that I liked. What if we just um, did? What if we just did this and did? Like that, tied <laughs> one to, one to two. You choose your own game no, of the year from our fix like list. It. I don't like it. Nobody likes that. Joke. I'm not. <laughs> nope, um, like that. How about how about we do this? No, don't type um and echo in Alex. I'll kill you. No, I just <laughs> remove the numbers. I'm with you, but we can't um, do that. There's either. still a gold medal. Um, <laughs> okay. Thank you, right. everybody, for this incredibly good conversation. I sorry, we could take six hours. Yep, sorry, <laughs> be more expedient, Sam. It's uh, five a.m. for me, so yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I feel can, that. I think I have I, to now work for four hours. <laughs> oh no! Have a good one. I don't yeah, think there's Sam, any. Bye, everybody. See ya. I don't think there's any configuration. Choice, goodbye. One and two, where we're all going to be happy with yep, it. That's, it's just that is, that's it's very just, true. Just the way it goes, and. uh so I can I can live with with either one, and I think it would be great for Allison and Sam's game of the year to be our game of the year, and also I think Uragi's one of the most culturally important and like I think it's critically important games of that since we've started doing this. Um, so it's just yeah, it's, it's hard. E- I don't know what easily the, the most is. poignant. Uh, so. Yeah, it's it's hard to separate that feeling of like 
this is 2020 game of the year but is it am i you know am i pulled so hard towards umarangi because it is like so poignant and like sort of on the nose like and it, you know it means to, it means to it, yeah. i mean it you know it means to be it's it's not like trying to hide oh no it's not like, like what it, it's not like what it patronizing and, or anything yeah no no it's definitely not that either but like you know it's very just like hey here's what i'm doing um and he, there's room for interpretation but it's also very clear what it's like yeah you know um, what it's drawing reference to and so like without you know without that i don't it wouldn't rank and for I, me and so am, am i like putting it up because of that stuff and is that okay or you know and that's yeah know. i get what you're saying and that's why i can live with saying you know obviously from a like design of man- mechanics and technical narrative design perspective mm-hmm. i think hades is a stronger thing um yeah because umarangi is just not going for that kind of complexity yeah so um it's a it's a hard call to make uh but you know i think if if you remove the context to some extent i think the challenge is then <laughs> trails of cold steel four shouldn't be on this list <laughs> in that case you know we're we're contextually putting it there because it was so important to sam in particular mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but so I mean, it's kind of it's our list. So that's that's why I think I could see Hades at number one or Umarangi at number yeah. one and live with it because um, I don't know. I mean, I guess that's what Sam was going for was that since Hades is like something we all played and that four of us have very high on our list. But I mean, but that's like, but that's also I don't know. I mean, yeah, if I we mean, want to put gets, Hades at the top, I don't think it's the wrong decision. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, for a group list, I don't think it's <laughs> the wrong. I know, but I'm trying to keep yeah. your. I yeah. don't. I want to make sure that it doesn't that we're not just going. Well, just put Umaragi at the top because I f- feel because because Allison Sam had to go. And well, Allison I mean, that's also arguing, the fi- that's know? also the way I feel about putting Hades at the top too. Is like I know, yeah, that's why I'm trying to get to a ground where we can all feel better about putting Hades at the top. Yeah. I guess. <laughs> Um, because uh, I want the what list to be representative. Final Fantasy at the top, Hades number. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we. Uh, I, I can mean, live I, with the list as I it can, sits I can, right here. I can, which I can, is, I can live I can, with it. I can which live is with it. Umarangi two, okay. and then Hades one. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I can. I think I can live with it, and I think uh, it maybe helps to correct some of the weight of the rest of the list it doesn't really i don't know that i uh yeah i don't know um but uh but yeah i I can live with it for sure so our list as it stands now from number 10 marvel's spider-man miles morales only on ps5 sorry andre (laughs) (laughs) number nine yakuza like a dragon number eight necrobarista Number seven, Bug Snacks. Number six, Trails of Cold Steel 4. Number five, Amnesia Rebirth. Number four, Half-Life Alex. Number three, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Number two, Umarangi Generation and Macro DLC. And number one, Hades. It's a cool list, that's for sure. A lot of I, well, man, I feel like once we, we when, 
this is why I said I don't like doing the like ordering because I feel like when we saw the like top 10, we're like, man, this is a good list. I don't know. I and know. Then, yeah. And then we got like, Everyone so felt it, good. we felt, and then felt good and then order. we all yeah. felt bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's how making ordered lists goes. This is why this is my least favorite part. And it's going to be funny because next year we will, we'll, we'll rework the rules maybe and everybody's voice will be heard and, if we were to come out of that saying a group top 10 with no ranking. And then next year, like we'll all be like, man, Baldur's Gate three fucking rips. That's game of the year with a bullet. Put it at the top <laughs> or some shit. I don't know. Maybe not that game, but <laughs> then we'll just be like, no, it's got to go here. When we write it up, it's got to be the first game or the last game you read about. And blah, blah, <laughs> yeah. blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's, this is a, I think this is a good list that is representative of a really wide swath of what was happening in yeah, that's one of the reasons I kind of I well, <laughs> yeah, but we also have like a VR game. We also have oh yeah, like, yeah. Umaranga, We have Hades. Like I feel like it's a good list. It's just that we got really stressed out there. I yeah, like how um, Jeff from the chat notes it's the Kantian list. It may be right, but everyone feels bad. Yeah, it's just tough yeah. because <laughs> and and I think part of the reason it's tough is I wonder. Um, like I think there's every possibility, Allison, that you could play Umarangi and the DLC and go like, "Holy shit!" See, oh that's my god. the thing too is that I haven't played <laughs> yeah. it, but it's like I, you know, <clears throat> that's very. Feel like I definitely should, but but I also think if Sam played it, he would go, "Fuck this game! I hate this shit." Oh yeah, so, I don't think Sam will like it. <laughs> <laughs> so so there is some balancing out there of like All I'm right. not saying well, that like yeah. To wrap this up, Pat, what's your top ten? Oh yeah, I will. I will read my top ten. So my top ten is um, from 10 down, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Necrobarista, Amnesia Rebirth, Genshin Impact, Microsoft Flight Simulator, Hades, Wide Ocean Big Jacket, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Half-Life Alex, Umurangi Generation. What? Good list. Andre? Thank you. 10. White Ocean Big Jacket. Umarangi Generation. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mixolumia. Wasteland 3. Amnesia Rebirth. Hades. Yakuza Like a Dragon. Half-Life Alex. Final Fantasy 7 Remake. Allison. Okay, from 10 to 1. Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Yakuza Like a Dragon, Animal Crossing New Horizons, Death and Taxes, Murder by Numbers, Spider-Man Miles Morales Sorry, Andre, Paper Mario the Origami King, Bug Snacks, Persona 5 Royal, and then Hades. Nice. And then mine, which is going to be just nothing, <laughs> nothing that we've been talking about. So number 10 to 1, A Summer's End, Hong Kong 1986. Welcome to Elk, Among Us, There Is No Game, Wrong Dimension, A Monster's Expedition, The Last of Us Part 2, Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers, Toho Luna Nights, Necrobarista, and number one of Umineko When They Cry. Sam's asleep, I fixed the list. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> oh, god damn it. I had it on my clipboard, and now I have to retype it. <laughs> I put for the for the listeners. I put uh, Persona Five Royal where Trails of Cold Steel Forest. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, 
Mm. Okay. I mean, well, Persona 5 Royal is higher on my list than Trails is on Sam's. Let's just say no. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Shit. Oh. That's, yeah. He's, he spent all year talking about these damn games. Um. <laughs> All right, well, that is going to do it for the 2020 episode of the Gaming Fix Game of the Year podcast on January 9th, now 10th for me, 2021. I've been your host, Andre Cole, a.k.a. your partner's favorite game of 2020. You can find me on Twitter at CoolSlaw, C-O-O-L-S-L-4-W. Pat, where can people find you? You can find me at PJC Plays. Allison? You can find me on Twitter at W-R-I-T-E-R-S-E-R-E-N-Y-T-Y. And Alex? I think it's really funny that in our group chat, we're like, yeah, we could get this down to three, three and a half hours. Oh, it my always gonna be God. Six. It was we always just six. hit six hours. I was always like, I was telling, oh, God. <laughs> I'm so uh, tired. Yes, indeed. I t- um, I, yesterday I said that I was tired in anticipation of this, and I'm I'm very, very tired, tired now. Out of anticipation. I stayed yeah. up playing League of Legends until far too late last, last night. <laughs> right. I'm going I, to bed when I was supposed to. I'm up at 5 a.m. right now, and I've got, uh, luckily I've got two days worth of vacation left before I'm back to work. God, so I have to. Um, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at Fix Podcasts and on Twitch at Gaming Fix, twitch.tv slash gaming fix. You can email us at gaming at fix.space and to send us out last time our game of the year for 2020 list, starting from number 10, is Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Necro Barista, Bug Snacks. Trails of Cold Steel 4, Amnesia Rebirth, Half-Life Alex, Final Fantasy 7 Remake at number 3, Umurangi Generation plus Macro DLC number 2, and your 2020 Game of the Year, according to Gaming Fix, is Hades. Good night, everybody. Bye. Oh, good morning. Bye. I don't know All what time it is. To, it's 2 p.m. here, so time to take it's, a nap. Hell yeah. Goodbye. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs>